Magos, we are receiving a transmission. It appears to contain vital intelligence from the Warfront. From whom is this transmission? The Loyalists or the forces of the Warmaster? Ascertain this, Adept. It is a vocal transmission. It appears to be three remembrances. I cannot tell you to whom they are loyal. Where is it coming from? It is from the Galactic Northeast, from the edge of the Empire. And welcome to episode three of year four of Edge of Empire. And tonight we're going to be delving deep into the word bearers, the architects of the heresy. Sorry? Not conquers deep, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) And 30 seconds in. They're a little spiky. They're a little spiky. Anyway, so what we're going to do is we're not going to take a quick look at this month's new releases because Mm. there haven't been any. I know. Um, because of the COVID stuff. Uh, so we'll... No scenery. No scenery, no, no premieres. No cro- yeah, no crowbarring figures from 40k into the conversation. Right. Nothing. No, what no doors, but we haven't had doors for like two oh, years doors. now. So. Do you remember doors. those days? Oh, 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 oh shit. <laughs> Just doors, hinges. Hinges, anything really. Any portals would have been lovely. Yeah. No, so it's fine. It's all, it's all, there's a good reason for it. So. Hmm? Are you, um, are you planning on introducing us, or are we just? <laughs> that's a good point. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to start Graham, again. It's been. It's, no, no, leave it because it's that's been two good. years and he never does it. Yeah, it's, been, it's been four years. Sorry, he never does it. Do I never do it? No. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't so think he's ever. I don't think. Wow. I, I, from recollection, and I could be wrong, but I'm fairly hmm. sure that Michael always just gets straight into the meat S- of it. Straight into the. All right, now, okay, fair enough. Then tonight we are. I am joined <laughs> as ever. By uh, Mr. Graham Mills. Hello. Uh, and we are once again joined by uh, Mr. Ing Robert. Hello. Robert Ng. Hello. And the um and that other guy. That's <laughs> right. I see where this is going. Chris. Rob's here now. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, Chris Mills. So anyway, so where was I? Right. No new releases. We'll no. have an update of what we've been up to this month. Mm-hmm. Um, run through the news. Mm. Um. The augury, augury scan has turned on. Um, I think you've got some stuff in there. Oh, have we? Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll take a look at the uh, first wall um, and talk about the uh, word bearers uh, books, uh, essential reading for them. Uh, do something about the fluff behind the word bearers. Then we're going to get right into the crunch and the meat and the bones and the gamey stuff. And uh, you guys are going to then come up with word bearers lists with me judging them. Yeah, and I'd say we do a roundup of forthcoming events, but I think most of them are going to be cancelled um, at this all rate. Postponed. So postponed. all postponed. Yeah, so quite a few of them have been postponed. So yeah, should we get straight into what we've been up to? Because there are absolutely no new releases. I know. I feel slightly. It doesn't feel right, Michael. It feels out of sorts. Well, not to have the new releases, but yeah, let's do it. it does it does? But uh, yeah, you know, let's, it, let's, it, let's go on the Forge World website and pick something at random to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we have. <laughs> Out. we've got on, lots to me... talk about tonight but um yeah go on current, uh, current there's work. good reasons for it isn't there so current work so what we've we been up to right okay, okay. 
Chris, let, let, let's get something from Chris because he has <laughs> had nothing for the past couple of months yes. for obvious reasons. But yep. I, I have I have been building things. Yay! Which has been fun. So I have built my Anvilus Dreadclaw. Nice. Which was zero fun to build. Um, <laughs> I've heard bad things. <sighs> Just yeah. Annie saw a side of me that she has never seen before, which is the point where I very nearly smashed the model into the desk <laughs> while screaming a thousand curses to the person that wrote the three words of instructions oh, to it. Ridiculous. Is it was it I as just... bad as you playing Warzone? <sighs> is it was it up there? Because you can't you can't judge me on that. I, I can't. I, I don't. I don't, mate. You are a my, just as bad. My question would be: Is it as bad as the Storm Eagle? I've never built one. Yeah. I, I'll send you the pictures. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a I photo of the instructions. I can um, but it's, it's when you have to put the plastic dread claw, uh, dread drop pod pylon bits in. Mm. It goes, oh yeah, they just go here. So that's fine. They just go there, but then they go at a funny angle. And then you try and put the hatch bit that permanently attaches next to it, and it's not quite lined up, and it's just, oh, I just got very frustrated with it. I, I can imagine. I, I, I know what the old school Forge World instructions are like. The one that you have for the um, Storm Eagle is just the same, except that is just a god awful model. So, I'll take it here. Take glue it at the bottom. Glue it at the top. Where it goes here, it'll sit into this thing. Okay, but it sits there. But unless you can hold it perfectly and not get any wiggle on it, yeah, it was just zero uh, fun whatsoever. Uh, have you guys ever built just a normal plastic drop pod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've built yeah they're, three they're, of them, they find them really hard, like a really horrible kit to put together. Well, about 12 of them. The, the key with the drop pod is you've got to shave a bit off the bottom of the door. Yeah. No, just well, this one, you have really to take horrible. the hinges off and everything, which is, yeah. that's not a problem. But yeah, it's just, it was the pile of any bits at the, from the plastic kit, not the actual claws, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm with yeah no, I get that. So, I get that. So any, any kit where you've got to merge um, Forge World resin with um, with plastic. with, with plastics is always a nightmare because the plastics are rigid and you know it's it's they've got a set position they don't shift from that whereas the resin is a little bit more flexible it's not always going to come out the perfect shape yeah get a heat yeah. gun some big elastic bands and yeah. some clamps and Sorry, that's swearing that's swearing worked that, and that really some did it for super me. and some super glue activator yeah the moment i finished building it i was like right, i'm not having this again so i have got some on the way Oh, you should have said, bro, because I've got I've been it, buying this mitre lock yeah. and it comes with a, uh, a free accelerator. So and, I think that's the parcel that's being delivered at some point between now and half past twelve tonight. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw, saw that. Yeah, I've got because I don't use a lot of the accelerator. I've got about four cans of the accelerator. But I, I think posting aerosols is a bit weird in that you can't do it just. You have to, yeah, I, so I yeah I'm have pretty to, sure that's the random parcel that's being DHL DHL to me. You have, okay, to, cool. you have to courier aerosols now yeah. and super glue ac- accelerator. Yeah. Basically, yeah. every second you squirt it, a polar bear drops dead. It is pure CFC. That's right. I'll basically. breathe it all in. It's fine. Oh crikey! The polar bear. You're breathing a polar bear. No, I'll breathe in the fumes, then then I'll breathe. Oh, right. Save the polar bear. Right. Okay. So uh, it, it smells yeah. fairly sweet, doesn't it? The best thing to do, see, even when they're bad for you. I mean, I would suggest you go to an ear, nose, and throat <laughs> specialist if you think that stuff smells sweet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, maybe it's the stuff I've got. I've got a vital bond. Are you using Glade? No. <laughs> <laughs> furniture polish. <laughs> yeah, Beastmax furniture polish. 
No, I, I used to use something called Hobby King, which was in like a little spray bottle. But then I, for some reason, I can't couldn't get it anymore, um, which is a shame because it was a really good one. But I've been using uh, this stuff called Vital Bond, which I've been getting from boys. Chris doesn't deserve to know what boys is. is. Boys is, is a northern institution. What, you have boys is down so, your way? No. I got lost in boys is in Scarborough when I was three, thank you very much, and they had to ask for me gran on the tannoy, and I was that's, terrified. Do you think maybe, that, Rob, that, that, was, that that's what it was that set you on this crafting hobby journey, maybe, that time in boys? It could... It, 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 <laughs> Than being an independent stockist. It, it stocks just about everything. It's 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 crazy. I love boys. Um, but anyway, yeah. What a okay. start. I, I, what I, a heard start. I heard the start. Okay. So yeah. So I did the drag claw. Let's move. Let's move this on rapidly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, got, yeah, I got the drag claw done. I had built three of my crimson paladins, which was quite okay. fun. You did say so you were going to do that. So yeah. So I've check. got. Um. Yeah. I've. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so I've just got to do two chain fist guys uh, for those, which would be good. So I've got in there assault cannon. The um, the sergeant basically has the blade of perdition, um, and then one guy I've given him the sunset blade with the mm-hmm. shield. But yeah, two chain fists. I'll be going with them. Uh, my sanguinary guard kind of guys, which are the blood angels praetors mixed with sanguinary guard models. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got three more of those built. Did I see you were good. giving Rounder on a tickle? Yeah, I've I've got him built. He is dinky. Him a drink first. <laughs> he is absolutely dinky. I put him against. I'll put the mm. picture. I'll give Michael the picture for the show notes so people can see it. But I put him next to Sigismund, thinking, oh, you know, they'll look great when they're on the shelf together. And he, he looks like a, t- a toddler in comparison. I don't know why. It's a weird thing. I don't know if they've adjusted the scale for the, the special it, characters. I think it's because Sigismund has got that huge base. Whereas, but even he looks he he looks chunkier though. Everything about him, his body looks chunkier. Mm. Well, maybe really like weird... so we do a like by like comparison. So maybe it's so, a di- maybe it's the difference between CGI char- not CGI, but you know what I mean, CAD design characters. Yeah, maybe. And, maybe. Oh God! Don't open that can don't, of worms. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I raised that question the other day on on, on a on a I group thing, and I was like, "Oh, this was a." Wish I hadn't. Well, it wasn't that. I, I generally wanted to know the answer to that question. Did you do I your contemptor in in? Yeah, he's done apart place. from the arms. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah I got are, the arms. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mr. B's got the arms, and I'm in no hurry for those. So, but his body's done, so that's good. So yeah, I actually Blood Angels construction list wise, I'm pretty much done. I think. Nice. Which is which is good, which is why I've been toying with what to do next. That's some good work. You, yeah. You've got, got a wig, well, definite wiggle on. Yeah, I've how's, time how's your to... eye with painting? Have you tried that yet? It, no, the, the, I've sort of not done the head to. I've just been building this week. Okay, okay. Just trying to get that done. I think, um, yeah, it's all right. Okay. So how, how, how is your eye adjusting, though? <laughs> yeah, as I said, I don't really use it's It's a weird thing. If I close my left eye and then open it again i notice that my eyes are different so my right eye is uh the vision is off to my left hand side if that makes sense yeah so when i look through it i can i know that things are slightly off angle it's just all very odd okay but yeah it's all right fingers crossed it's not going to change now 
So. Okay. Well, it's better than having the uh, cataracts and stuff, isn't it? Well, that's next. Like I get a cataract later in the year, or maybe next year at some point. Is that a... that's that's guaranteed. What, what have you mail ordered it? Or what no, no, it's just a side effect of, of when they scoop my eye out. Oh, okay, so yeah, no, what right. about what about you, Rob? What you've been up to, mate? Um, what week is it again? Um, yeah. Um, so I built. Had I built my tech thralls last time? I can't remember. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. No. I have built 20 tech thralls. The finest nice. troops known um, to man. Kit bashed. Yeah, made out of Cordor Necroundergangers and Skitari. Uh, I have built a, um, what's he called? Magos Hogzilia to go with him. Um, Kit bashed out of the Cordor Executioner Headsman chap. Necromunda guy, special character with the big, with the big axe. Yeah. Um, so I've swapped the axe, axe head on that to look a little bit more um, power axey rather than a sharpened bone on a stick. Uh, and I've also started building the Porphyrian with the expert assistance of uh, of my my little lad who's been sitting next to me going, I'm reading the constructions, Daddy. You need this bit. <laughs> and he's like pointing to one of the guns, and I'm like, I'm building a leg, dude. I'm like, okay. So yeah, that's uh, that's work in progress at the moment, and that's basically been about it. Not really much this month. You can edit this gap out, Michael. It's getting uncomfortable. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, what about yourself, Michael? Um, not as much as I'd like, because uh, I don't know. I, I probably mentioned it on the on the on the, on the thing, but uh, and I have my personal page. I unfortunately myself came down with COVID nineteen. Yay. Um. And has spent spent two weeks mostly in bed, um, getting very little done. So I had said I was going to do the Seekers, uh, a Death Guard Predator, and the Nemesis Warbringer for Adeptus Titanicus. I got the Seekers done. I'm quite happy with those. Uh, not even a not not even a terrible thing like COVID can stop you from knocking out a Seeker squad. Yeah, I got that mostly done before I came down with it, and it was just sort of like this is just a cough. It's nothing. It's nothing. And then. Um, and then it turned into pneumonia. So, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> something here today. And that's the main thing. Yeah. He only that, took that. out four of his 10 tentacles. So he could still do some other stuff. Yeah, exactly. It was, um, it was interesting. They, um, they, they said that, uh, oh, well, if it'd be normal circumstances, you'd be in hospital right now. And I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. That's, that's, that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. and then they said, we'll drop a CPAP machine round. And I'm like, I've already got one. So I'm all good there, but, it, it was um it was weird yeah. but um horrible at the same time because yeah. um the lungs still feel heavy uh, but not wet if that makes any sense that's good anyway uh yeah plenty so of, plenty of rest plenty of fluids and, and you know, that that was boy. that was pretty much it and then yeah. they give me some antibiotics as well because uh, i don't know why because it's a virus but they helped um but it's good, but obviously you won't know for sure if I had it until we get antibody tests. <coughs> if That'll we have... be a while. <laughs> well, yeah, they've got to get uh, they've got to get one what works. Anyway, um, yeah. So then I got my when I was mostly over that, um, I got my predator done. So again, and very nice. Happy with the predator. So now I can actually field a um a uh, um what you call it um armor break. Oh, I can God. field at the bare minimum 
um, requirements, I can field an armor breakthrough. Good man. <sighs> well, come on. There's just no point, Rob. There's no point teaching, trying try to talk to these people about it. I have already. I've already I, I do want to have a armor breakthrough with no infantry at all, just vehicles. Totally right. The, the problem is, people are starting to think that it's just like the standard state for Edge of Empire hosts to have an armor breakthrough list, which I find personally. Not as offensive as I find the fact that we're suspected just to do deep striking alpha strike armies because that's like, you know, the only way to play. It is, yeah. I'll tell you what, Chris, you know, I, you know, I gave you some stick for suggesting that you might want to look at maybe some thousand sums. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> take, all, take all the warp speed, all the iron arm, all the chain fist terminators and hurt some vehicles, please. No, I just want to. I'm just, I'm just. They are going to happen. They are. I've priced up my shopping list. I think it's more because I discovered a scheme i like for weathering of the thousands uh, yeah. not thousand sons um the death guard death and i'm guard. like yeah I, I love seeing vehicles in that and i love doing vehicles like that so i will keep on doing them mm-hmm. yes yeah, yeah. right. the 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 have, have vehicles in it event, these books would be very slim that's what i'm saying ah. so you wouldn't know because you wouldn't have picked one up i wouldn't have paid the same <laughs> yeah. the rule book anyway so you know. he'd still be playing ogre what um anyway Which? doesn't read the rule books right so please, nobody's asked it's not on battle scribe <laughs> you are just nonsense 100 percent nonsense anyway i did say that i would paint the storm lord shadow sword doom hammer lord thing which i did which i'm very pleased about actually it turned out very well i very kind nice. of i did yeah i think i took a few leaves out of a certain rob ing's book of painting tanks to try and get a similar effect to yours, because I always add slight tank envy. Obviously, this is a, a mere apprentice's piece of work <laughs> in comparison to the Masters, but I'm really pleased with it. I'm really pleased Apart with the texture that. of the tank and how the, it's um, the, the actual cannon bit looks really nice, I must say. Mm. So, yeah, so I've got it so that I can swap the it, it from the sort of big transporty thing to the um, Doom Hammer, which is the worst version of the Typhon, worst being better and the volcano yeah. cannon with the d weapon and now i've also when i bought it which i bought it from um scottish graham uh it came with a big plasma cannon like you get on the titans and i've so yeah. done a conversion to make that yeah. uh interact so that i can take that out and put a different gun in as well that was a bit of a chew on i had to buy some modeling clay in the end to kind of get it to work oh, but steady. um i know right so yeah i'm really pleased with that tank a lot um it's really nice so Mainly, I'm going to be using it with it for. I painted it in my solar auxiliary colours. I've got a plan for it. I think it'd be quite a nice kind of mobile HQ that they can roll around in, and I can jump some ogrins out and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that. It's, it's a good tank actually. The that gun I think is going to be particularly good against demons, which is my new worst enemy, because just the sheer volume of demons, you need something with a lot of I think a lots of reasonable strength firepower. Yeah, yeah, you need some pie plates kicking about, don't you? I'm not. I mean, it's not the pie plate. It's the. I think it's 15 shots or 30 if it stands still. Strength six AP. Oh, it's the it's the Vulcan one, isn't it? It's the yeah. Vulcan Megabolt. Megabolt. Yeah, and I yeah. think that'll be really good against demons because that's a lot of shots. Because there is um, a version that drops a pie plate, isn't there? Yeah, so I've got a. Yeah, so I've got the the D cannon one, and I've also got the massive 10 inch blast. I yeah. think it is strength 10 AP two no cover save one. 
I don't have the Manatee so, conversion chart pinned up to know what each no. one's called. Yeah, neither do I. I was getting <laughs> confused. But um, so that tank is done and it can be you know configured in multiple things, which is good. I also finished off a, a Lehman Russ Alpha pattern, which I've had for a bit, um, just to bring my total of Lehman Russes up to about 10 <laughs> for the solar auxiliary, maybe nine. Um, and so that's enough now, I think, don't you? Um, I'm never going to play with that many anyway, but they're really nice looking tanks to be honest with the Volkite um, Demi Colvin uh, on the top of them. I think they look great. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I've got those ready to go. So, yeah, all in all, I've had quite a quite a good month. I've started work on some salamanders. So I'm going to do I've got a command squad for the salamander, you know, the guy with the banner. Yeah. So I also bought um, a mold for dinosaur scales. So um, and it works really well because I can basically create scales now, which I can use to decorate tanks. And I also used to make some cloaks out of so that people have got the man. Is it the mantle of the elder? Mantle of the elder. Yeah. So I've got a scaly thing, which I think would do for that. So. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really quite pleased with that. It was it, was, it wasn't too expensive and I can just use um, watered down green stuff um, in the mold itself and it comes out really well. So it's all good. Very good. good. So that was me, busy month. Um, but mm. I'm hoping to get some more salamanders painted this month, and then working hard uh, from home, I see, Graham. I am working very hard from home, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you won't even play Warzone at lunch times anymore. I know. I've been, I've been too busy, too busy. Um, that is a lovely thing to do at lunchtime, though. I've got to say, I will miss that when I go back to work. Uh, actually, in an office, because. <laughs> but uh, um, the uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do next. I think that's gonna be interesting. So anyway, which does actually segue quite nicely into what are we gonna do next? Because normally we ask that question. So games played is all gonna be nil for yeah. obvious reasons. That's a no so, score draw there. Yeah. So hobby commitments for next month. So Chris, what's your what's your plan of attack? Uh, if I can get a f- some more painting supplies, I will paint the stuff I built this month. Um, there's a couple of colours that uh, I'm finding hard to get hold of that I sort of need. What um, do you need? Yeah, I was going to say, if there's anything I can it, help with. It's, yeah, no, I need um, signal yeah. red for uh, yeah. Vallejo. So. But that's um, that's all right. I'll, I'll, I will keep, I'll keep scouring and see if I can find some. Oh, yeah. um, uh, I had that's what to, I use for my base for. I, I had to go to eBay for some um, <coughs> Vallejo, not eBay, um, uh, Amazon. First, yeah. paints. Ouch, that'll hurt. Uh, yeah, I haven't gone that far. Yet. It only cost me a pound more, and that was simply for postage. So I found with the Vallejo no. paints, you can get them from Amazon, but you've got to spend. They're like an add-on item from Amazon. So, for example, if you spend twenty pounds, you can then buy add-on items that they don't normally send out individually. So, for example, the Vallejo paints, um, which is a bit of a pain, but just means you have to spend twenty pounds. So if you are buying something, bang some Vallejo paints in as well, and they're there next day, which is quite yep. good. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so if I can get, get stuff painted, yeah, and that's really, I suppose. Don't worry, I've got Titans to build. That is really sort of last desperate act. <laughs> you know, there's three weeks. I mean, that's another three weeks of uh, of lockdown today. I, I might be able to drag everything else out to avoid doing that between now and then. Yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm in, that's that's Robbie. So I think um, for me uh, next month, uh, I've got a pyroclast squad to build and this command squad. So I'm gonna do them all together because it's the same paint scheme fundamentally. And I've also got a single apocryphal 
the other apocryphal I'm going to do, I think, in Sons of Horus colours. I have no idea how to paint Sons of Horus, so I shall be... Obviously, I haven't got an airbrush. Um, I will be tapping you up, Mr. B, for a suitable scheme. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure one out. I've got the two new paints. Um, okay. Hor- Horus, uh, Hor- Santa Green and Lupa Carl Green. Right. So it's just figuring out what to do with them. Cool. Um, I'd like to start getting them done actually next. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, I would like to maybe crack on with it. the Terminators. Oh, they'll be hmm. black. They'll be black though. So yeah, uh, I think I've got ten of them here as well. Actually, thinking about it. Yeah. Yes, I do. But it's it's. I'm also then. I have got an assembled mini Reaver Titan. I'm really struggling to get the motivation to paint it though. I've got to be honest. Um, I've kind of gone at it a few times and sort of base coated it out and sort of block blocked out the paints if you like. Yeah. Um, but I haven't been able to take it any further. I kind of stopped painting and then find something else to paint. I do oh. not know why. Maybe because I haven't played the game. And I kind of know what you mean because I kind of know what you mean because I've got a the skeleton <coughs> of the warlord built and done a bit of spraying on it and a bit of weathering. Everything else is still on the sprue, but I'm mm. constantly going to the books, going, "Yeah, that looks cool. That looks cool. That looks good. That looks uh, ace." What? But what? What? Yeah, playing the game helps though. Yeah. Every time I've played the game, I've gone away and started painting it again, and I'm, I'm like. Yeah, I need to get to you to play the game. Yeah, from, we'll, we'll, we'll have played a game. it yet. From my habit, because Adam has two painted armies, you I haven't got to worry. <laughs> <laughs> I can rock up, Adam's got an army ready for me to use, so it's like, uh, there's no information for me to do. It's, it is nice to play with your own army, isn't it? Painted. Yeah, it, it is. Adam is a pro painter, so, you know, mm. it, it, it does look lovely. But... Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that'd be nice, um, but yeah, no, it, it it does help to play the game because it's re- it's a really good game, very yeah. thinky game, very um very tactical. Um, so I enjoy watching it on the thirty yeah. K channel as well, and you know, like it's just when it comes to it, I'm like, actually, no, I'm gonna build something for this or build some build something in twenty eight mil scale rather than the yeah. I love playing it. Scale. I absolutely love playing the game. Don't get me wrong, I just. Commit to making it myself. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I really enjoy painting the models myself. They're, they're, they are some of the nicest models that Games Workshop have ever done. They are good. I'll give you that. I just, um, I just need to get in the zone and, and get them painted. Because I've, I've got the Warlord Titan that I did next to my hobby desk to just to remind me what the colour scheme was and what I need to paint. And that, I keep looking at that thinking, yes, I wish you soon, soon, my Legio Mortis friend, you shall be joined by other Titans at some point when I can get my backside in gear. Yeah. So what about yourself, Michael? Um, Next month, not what's the plan? sure if I'm going to get the Warbringer done. I'd like to say I'm going to get the Warbringer done, um, but I definitely want to get these javelins done. I, I've acquired magnets for them because um, when okay. I got them, I got uh, I got. Um, I got some uh, Laz Callum Sponsons from Predators. Right. So I got the missile, um, uh, what you call it, the missile Typhons, and I've magnetized them. Yeah. So I can use the, um, the Laz Callum Sponsons. And they look, I think they might even be the same thing. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. The Demos, the Demos Sponson, I think, is the same as goes on the Javelin. Yeah. I think it might be the same thing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it would make sense. So I've got. So I can swap them over. Although nice. I can imagine I'll mostly be using them with missiles. 
most people do, don't they? I mean, Las Cannons are very situational, whereas the um, the missiles have a good, you know, you, you can get behind stuff. Strength 8, AP3 is good, and, or yeah. you can use the well, missiles with the blast template. I love the models, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm quite happy yeah. to have to have them but uh i've, I've just uh, I, i've got them primed now so um because i did a bunch of priming the other day uh, of stuff um which was not hot, nice for my lungs <laughs> no not in the state you're in i imagine no no, no I, I i i did a bit and then i had to stop and did a bit again and it was uh it was probably not the best idea mm. yeah i might have enlisted some aid at that point i think in that yeah. situation. I, I did. Megan came and finished off a bunch of it for me. Right. And what? somehow yeah. knew that uh, somehow used less great seer on some buildings than I would have done. So I was quite pleased with that. Very good. Good. What about Mr. you, Rob? Yeah. Sorry, Chris. Apologies. I was going to ask Rob what he's going to do. Oh, he doesn't even want to answer. He doesn't. I think well, I lost him for a second. I think we, I think you stormed off. Yes, uh, you got a hump. Fair enough. Yeah, it's about time. It's, it was bound to happen at some point. Oh, I'll wait for him for a second, but um, uh, and then come back. Uh, but I got um, I did tr- get something else this month, which uh, has been a little bit of a revelation. I bought brush soap. Brush? What, what, oh, what madness is this? I bought brush soap. Brushes clean. Yeah, I thought about this. Does it work? Yes. It's like miracle hair growth stuff. It's uh, Mr. Mars. It's the yeah. Master's brush cleanser and um, and preserver, and yeah. it is absolutely phenomenal. Okay, because my brushes usually get knacked to bits because obviously I'm, all I'm doing is dry brushing and you know Which applying one? null oil. <coughs> well, we're back. Is he back, Rob? Are you there? I'm st- I'm here. All oh, right. Okay. You vanished for a bit. No, I think that's at your end because I could hear you saying, "Where is he?" I'm going, "I'm here." We we can hear you. Foster's a chaos of fickle. We're just talking about my uh, my brush my brush soap. Yes, I know. I was saying it's good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. Uh, I'm quite happy with it. Just just taking off, you know, you 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 do a dry brushing with some red, and then you put it in this stuff, and it's like, whoa, there was that much red on my um. Mm -hmm. It's okay kind of scary how much red was actually on my brushes <laughs> it, also, oh my it also means that you can do stuff like oil washing and whatnot without thinking this is going to kill this brush forever because you can give them a good clean out and get them back to a decent state even if you've used something okay. horrible like um terp substitute okay well i might give that a go because my brushes generally get knacked quite quickly and i buy more of them which is quite expensive really you can get it on amazon it's about a tenner Okay. I got this one was twelve fifty. Um, it, it I don't know how much. All right, I said about a tenner. Sorry. Yeah, this this, this one is twenty eight point three grams. That is about twenty percent more than a tenner, Rob. That is not it, within a, came, a except for a margin to Michael. But it came with an actual hand soap as well to get paint off, which I haven't used yet. It came with what? Hand soap. So basically, he paid £10 for the brush soap. He paid £2.50. And then got scammed. If you're that bad a painter, it's all over your hands. (laughs) I don't think you really need brush soap. I would have invested the extra two fifty in some glasses. Well, I think it's more for um, when you've got... When people are using their... When people are using their uh, fingernails and stuff as uh, as a palette. And I know people who do it. Well, yeah, that's true. On YouTube do it. It's weird. 
because your thumb because your thumbnail is is very similar texture to plastic yeah so yeah people do that but no it was it was a good deal um tour 50 for for that and that was delivered so okay what you should do is actually do a video like a dreadclaw video and just paint your hands and then wash them to demonstrate how to wash your hands properly but also to see how efficient this soap is (laughs) it could be quite topical fair enough Okay, no, so um, no one else. All right, I'll get back a bit. Bob. Yeah, no, we need to get Rob. What is Rob? Uh, what did Rob do this month? Well, what, what's Rob gonna no, what, do this what month? What are you gonna do next month? That's what I meant. Sorry, I apologise. My head is still. Yeah, that's fine. I think I'm gonna make an attempt to finish my Arch Magos Prime. Yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna aim for. I, I've got uh, videos that to and finish. Over. That and finish posing the Porphyrian. But that's going to be uh, a long, slow paint job. Is that? That's going to. I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, when I eventually I get round to doing the, um, doing the what you call it, the warhound, it'll be the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be relying heavily on decals. I think I am scouring the uh, hysterical wargaming for um, late medieval French. Uh, Decal sheets from um, sort of hundred years war type era, but funnily enough, there's not very much about. So, if anybody uh, is a neighbour of the uh, the Perry twins, if you could uh, give them a socially distant knock on the window and ask for a few more decals, that'd be really handy. Should <laughs> be inundated. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> right then, shall we move on to State of the Union? Yes, oh, absolutely. Things. Now we move on to State of the Union, and uh, we will start with Cheers, uh, as is listed here. And the first bit of news of the month was a statement from GW saying the earliest time for the next physical release will be the 2nd of May, a date that could obviously change depending on the lockdown situation. But given as given that GW already said that they won't be opening the fort on the 14th, we imagine that date is going to be missed now. And especially as to today on the 16th, another three weeks of lockdown have been announced by the government with an open end sort of situation. So fingers crossed yeah. at some point before June, July. That will be updated by GW fairly sharp. Is sharp yeah, is I think by the time this goes out, we'll have a new. Yeah. 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 Might even announce it on Saturday. So. Okay. Um, we missed this one out last month, but Vallejo are later this year going to be releasing a range of tufts for your basing needs, no less. You lovely people. Ooh. Aren't you lucky? Let's have a little look see at these. I do like uh, a tuft. Yeah, I like a tuft. Me too. So there we go. Isn't that great? Children. I know. They've got <laughs> purple steady. ones. They've got purple ones. Yeah, I like, purple, a, I like a purple tuft. So <laughs> let's let's look forward to that. And uh, hopefully we'll be conquers deep in tufts. And <laughs> what did they define Children as quite, show. What did Children they define as show. quite reasonably priced? Uh, about four quid. I think that's what they said. Did they? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's in it's in dollars and uh, it's in dollars. So I'm not sure. You know, it's about the price on the link is in dollars. Yeah, but it's about, about four quidish. 
582 for large size, 429 for small size, for other yeah. sizes, and that's uh, that's that. So it's actually reasonable. Right? That's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. If you yeah. don't, if you're not going to use a lot of them, I mean, if you're going to use a lot of them, then just buy a um, static grass applicator and make your own. Yeah, I've seen somebody use them. So there's a really good. Um, uh, I know this sounds a bit weird, but I like watching it. Uh, there's a really good uh, model railway scenery builder. Oh, is it on... Luke Tower and Boulder Creek? Boulder Creek yes. Railroad. Yeah, yeah, that that's great. Genius. Wow, that man Even is incredible. a genius. You don't need to look watch out for the trains. You just watch out for the modeling style. Oh, it, it, it's when he does his realistic ones, and you realise oh. that the yeah. like and the, the picture of the house and stuff, and you're like, oh no, wait, that's the model I've been looking at it's, in the preview. It, He's it, stunning. Yeah. Definitely worth a watch if you can find it on you on um it's on Facebook. Yeah, uh, Luke, Boulder, Luke, Boulder, Luke Tower and Boulder Creek Railroad. Just unbelievably talented model maker. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because that's that's he has one of those static grass applicators things now. That's the first time I've seen one being used, which obviously ties in with our comment on tufts. But yeah, basing and stuff, I'm sure that's that's totally cool. Okay, because uh, obviously the biggest supplier of tufts is uh is Games Workshop for a lot of people, but. Mm-hmm. Um, these will be cheaper. Um, okay, so the section of Games Workshop responsible for media projects like the aforementioned Angels of Death has been named. It's Warhammer Story Forge. Mm. They're on Instagram, so yeah. go check them out. Um, nice. Yeah. Actually, did you see some? Did you see some of the footage they've uh, they put out for the uh, for the uh, um, films they're working on? I haven't seen it. To be honest, I haven't. I? I haven't yet. I did make a point of going back and watching the death of hope again um, yeah to see if i could get it to make any more sense oh that doesn't make any sense at no all. no um, um, it, 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 but i think a, that's because it's the first it's sort of like a prequel to whatever yeah, it's gonna... I, I get the impression it's going to be a bit like pulp fiction where if you don't realize that it's all done kind of out of sync you're going to be like watching it going what, what yeah what, what's this got to do with and it'll all tie in at the end yeah but uh angels of death oh that looks amazing uh, i know it's 40k but looks great and then i've they, seen this i've only seen the stills but the stills look pretty oh, pretty ace oh they look they look they look uh they look phenomenal but anyway um <laughs> so anyway moving on um, um moving on that would be me apparently <clears throat> name down and everything so we've had to f- talk about this one i know we've had the first ever warhammer online preview seminar which showed off everybody's new favorite primark the lion and yeah uh, it, uh, Chuffing Dark Angels getting nice models. It's <laughs> utterly it rankles your inner space world, doesn't it? it, it, it there's yeah. nothing inner about it. it uh, yes. Oh, come on. Haval Redblade and the Angry Badgers are great models. Do you social distancing or not? I will give you a slap. <laughs> <laughs> I actually he, like Haval Redblade. Does thou want a clip? Does thou want a clip? <laughs> does thou want a clip? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna die. I like Haval Redblade. I like that model. There's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with Harry with Eddie Redbeard, but yeah, no. but compared the the lion yeah. is yeah. To be fair, he's a, he's a stunning, beauty. stunning. The rules match the model. Um, I think there might be some WYSIWYG lawyers getting a bit upset. Because I think the power blade looks better than the chainsaw blade, but the chainsaw blade is more utilitarian rules-wise. So I think lots of people are going to be going. I'm putting this on <laughs> and I'm calling it the other one. 
which yeah. which might upset some potentially. Mm, yeah, I can see well, that. Can, uh, I imagine you can. There'll be some clever way of magnetizing it for swapping. Yeah, magnetizing. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't look too. It doesn't. And a lot of people do it with Sanguinius, and he's got tiny arms, so. It doesn't look to be too difficult to um, to magnetize, unlike, say, Sanguinius, because obviously on his magnetic base, um, it, you know, if you want to put him on the base, for example, um, he um, his hand is gripping the, the, the demon brute, if that mm. makes any sense. So he's a lot yeah. more difficult for I know he's been a lot more difficult for people who magnetize to magnetize him. And then, yeah, as you said, the arms, I know that's been reasonably easy, though. But yeah, but yeah. He- but, but yeah, the the angel, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, the lion, the, the lion, angel. yes, and also yeah. also they released the um, signs of the flame for Warcry, which um, I'm going to get in there first and say you could use them for cultists before Michael points it out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you know we've, we've we've not got any Primaris stuff shoehorned in or any doors or anything, but there are some there are some Age of Sigmar models that you could use in your heresy. Which sure. is always well, now we're now we're on you know, solid ground if we get that. That's yeah. it. That's all good. Something go. for another game system. Take a, to, the world take is slowly a, returning to normal. Take a look exactly. at them. They 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 they'd be they'd be amazing as uh, cultist leaders. Or mm. um, they've got the demagogues that they um they they look really good. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. It's gonna be me, isn't it? Cool. It is. Yeah. That's I, I, I was looking at pictures. Um, I was immediately distracted, as everyone well knows. Oh, hang on a second. Okay, not heresy. That's always a concern. Uh, but many of you guys who listen have kids, and you'd be pleased to know that Warhammer Adventures' first books on audio and as an EPUB are now 99 pence. Uh, Michael is a big fan of these and thinks they're a great introduction to the world of Warhammer. And what do you have to lose for 99p? I mean, it doesn't even buy you a king-size Snickers anymore, does it, so? Does it well not? worth a go. Goodness me. No, no. Disgraceful. Well, okay. at, uh, at my local co-op, you can get two king-size um, white lion bars for 150. So Hang on. I'm going to have to get my tangent up again, aren't I? I'm just going to have to... <laughs> yep, yep. It's going to be that. Indeed. It's going to be that guy. Um, our new collector's series in Warhammer Community, who still haven't given us our medal, by the way, saw Andy Hall <laughs> show off his collection of Empress Children and white scars for the Age of Darkness and Legio Metallica for Adeptus Titanicus. Yes. Can't help but say it every time I hear them. So, yeah, Andy or I say, went through his Empress Children and his white scars on the community site, which is great, and also Legio Metallica, which just sound, they're going to be awesome. So, yeah, I haven't looked at that yet. Anybody else seen it? Yep, it's really good. Okay. Um, it's just it's you know it's a nice general article. It's it's inter- it's one of those things that they're doing to uh, again you know put out more it's stuff during just, the. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Is it, is it's filler, isn't scars? it? It's, it's content. Yeah. Is this, are his white scars similar or better? That well, actually, that's a difficult question. I think didn't Pete Reese said that the 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 scheme that he used for his white scars is similar to the one that Andy uses. Yeah. They. They independently, more or less, came up with the same scheme together. Well, not okay. together, but you know, independent yeah, of each other, yeah. they came up with the same scheme. Gotcha. So, Most um, of it's his Emperor's Children, though, isn't it? It does have his skulls in it, but he's got his Emperor's Children as well, which also looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he's got some nice Emperor's Children. Very I like, good. I like the Dark Apostle. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
Lucky man. Mm. Uh, if you work in the building. That's yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, right. The annual April Fool joke brought us a little smile. Advert for Warhammer breakfast cereal. Aquillos. I reckon that would sell well. Yeah, I don't think. As I said, as I put out, I bet they're better than um, Lucky Charms. Yeah, or Golden Grahams. Oh, I like I like Golden Grahams. I like Golden Grahams. Yeah, you're not called Graham. Okay, Um, Golden Grahams or Crunchy Nut? Crunchy Nut Cornflakes. Crunchy Nut Cornflakes every day. Every day of every day of the week. They're the They're God's gift to breakfast cereal. There are only Ah. two breakfast cereals: Crunchy Nut Cornflakes and Frosties. Anything else you're wrong. Oh, what about Cocoa Pops? There wasn't no, a time when I agreed with you, Rob. Co- Cocoa Pops, you're not <laughs> five. Tangent. 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 <laughs> Sine, cosine, tangent. Uh, okay. Anyway, there we go. There we go. There she is. Okay, thanks. There she is. Back in thanks, love. Back in the box. <laughs> Over to you, Rob. Uh, yes, sorry, my uh, screen with the notes on has uh, shut down because I've not moved anything for a while. So, uh, yeah, there we are. So, of course, yes, it's the What We're Reading article that was on Warhammer Community. So, uh, Liam, the Black Library typesetter, is currently reading Valdor, Birth of the Imperium. Um, I didn't realise typesetting was still a thing. It makes me think if I guess I managed to avoid going up a chimney by stacking up the letters, but I presume that's not Liam's lot in life. Um, I've not read Valdor yet. That's one of the critical oh, on, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's, I haven't read it yet. Either it's on my list to read ah. next. After you've read all the Gaunt Ghost books. Yeah. I can't Chris, believe you've not read Gaunt's Ghosts. Chris could, if they gave you an Are instruction we ever gonna from have an, Ikea we, and said it had Valdor in it, you'd think it was brilliant. Are we, yeah, are basically. We, <laughs> am I ever going to live the fact that I've not read Gaunt's Ghosts down? Not really, mate. Right, not I'm until you have. I'm going to ask you a question, Michael. Have you seen mm-hmm. the Sharp series? Yes. Have you, right. Imagine and I read the books. That, right. Imagine, forget the books. Right? That's That's got historical accuracy in it, no Sean Bean. Imagine Sean Bean scripted in space. I, that's... I, you haven't read it. How, how, how have you not read it? I, it's just something I've not got round to. <sighs> Okay, fair enough. Do you think, um, Gaunt, do you think that, so actually, actually, just to roll back a little bit there, do you, Rob, do you think that, uh, what's it, Colonel Commissar Gaunt is from Yorkshire? (laughs) (laughs) He he can't be Sean Bean because he makes it past the first book. So Sean Bean didn't start dying until the first Lord of the Rings film. I know, and he's not stopped since. You watch Sharp and see how many. I love Sharp, I'm there, you know. There's, there's there's plenty of Parisians died a hell of a lot sooner than uh, okay. left, Lieutenant come Colonel Sharp. Fair play. But, but anyway, it's... there we go. Is yeah. it, it, I, I, I will get round to it. It's just... Oh, it's... There's always something else in the way. When you get... you're, uh, yeah, you're missing out, mate, to be honest. When, with you. when you get to the Lost storyline, Traitor General, one of the best 40k books ever written. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. I mean, I've bought all the books, and I've been buying the audiobooks, so... If you if you can find it for Traitor General, Black Library did a um, an ambient audio track to go in the background that was split up in chapter by chapter. They Ooh. worked out how long, in theory, it would take people to read it, and they did um, a piece of music to go with each chapter that you're supposed to put on in the background, and it's just 
ace any book that's got a chapter saying that chapter titled there are no miracles there are just men yeah that's that's ace oh that does sound very good okay i i i I will get round to it it's just right now i've got a book i promised to read for josh reynolds and then i've got um then i've got uh valdor and then i'm on to gaunt's ghosts okay well, I'll tell you what, Michael, I'll, I'll start reading uh, again from the beginning because I enjoyed them. So. <coughs> yeah. All right, fair enough. Okay, right. right. J.F. Dubois I'm, uh, yeah. from the 40K Radio podcast had an article on the Warhammer community focusing on colour schemes and how to choose them. Uh, limited use for Legion players, but good for mechanical and militia players looking for inspiration, but how to do some great-looking complementary colour schemes. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't looked at it. Yeah, it's just it's just very basic, you know, color theory. Color theory. Yeah. To yeah. be fair, it's something that there's n- there's never a bad time to talk to to look at some more color theory, is there? No, agreed. Um, for the crisis, uh, Warhammer Alliance have made all their educational resources, which they're normally only available to schools and scout association, uh, available to all parents out there. So, if you do need stuff to help with uh, things like numeracy, teamwork, and planning, give it a look. It's really cool. I've not looked at it myself, obviously, but I imagine that's quite good content that they put together. And it's an interesting way of doing teaching, I suppose, via particularly things like numeracy and teamwork and stuff, via the joy that is playing Warhammer in its various guises. Yeah, and if the kids are a little bit older and are doing advanced mathematics, you could buy them second edition 40k and get them to work out (laughs) some people. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't quite get that right until at least six. I think three, third edition was good. Th- three and a half was the third edition. Chaos Space Marines were the were the bomb. That's oh the, yeah, that's the three point five codex. Yeah, whichever edition, whichever edition meant that you didn't need to bring your lunar phase calendar with you to work out the uh, the vehicle damage. Then uh, yeah, that's when things started getting a bit easier. Yeah, I mean they used to do all sorts. It's funny how many of these things actually we'll come on to that later. It's funny how many of these things have carried on. Um, through various rule sets and stuff and, and the sort of assumed knowledge. Quite interesting. Anyway, yeah. very cool. Mr. Yep. B? Uh, yeah, so um, Victoria Miniatures. I love Victoria Miniatures. They've got this new range of um, Svagrarin Svagrarin Shock Soldats Heavy Weapons Crew Female. Quite pricey at twenty nine ninety nine, but actually I could really see myself doing an army of these for militia they look amazing the only reason i'm not doing militia and doing thousand sons is because of the price of victoria miniature stuff it is lovely but it's a you know oh they're great aren't they yeah yeah all of her all of their things are brilliant yeah, yeah. she can literally make uh just i don't know if she you know her models are just phenomenal has Graham seen has yeah. Graham seen the artillery carriages that she does? Uh, don't Probably not. I don't think we want to show them. them. Well, like, oh, thankfully, I don't have a, thankfully, I don't have a webcam. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at them now. Yeah. Oh, they're nice, aren't they? They're, they're really they're, nice. They're, they're not bad, are they? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's, Lordy. Uh, 17 of those sold. Yeah, by now. I'll have 100. That, I love the sledgehammer. BFG. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? 
that's that'd be particularly good in my army that I'm putting together uh, right now. I anyway, thought, I thought you'd like that. I'm surprised you'd not seen that before. Yeah, mm. if you've got the money, these are definitely worth my because yeah. they just look phenomenal. Very cool. Okay. Right. Okay, so back to me. Mm. And that would be, again, the second Warhammer Online preview seminar. I'm obviously on seminar duty. I didn't manage to catch any of them live, but um, there wasn't much for the heresy in the second one. But they did show off some beautiful and episode-appropriate Word Bearers Prey Tours. And these guys are ace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really are, really are awesome. Um, there's a Power Armoured Prey Tour in Mark Four with a... Uh, unspecified sword could be power weapon divining blade paragon blade whatever you want um, and he has a plasma pistol but that would be fairly easy to swap out for anything else as well um, and there is a terminator one in tartaros armor with a power maul but you could always count that as a paragon blade as well i suppose yeah it's interesting that the plasma pistol has a cable running to it because normally you don't get that at all do you no no i would try no. to claim that would mean it can't overheat but that's yeah. just me yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a strength eight. It's AP one. It doesn't overheat. Yep, and he's BS seven. <laughs> he was uh, training for the Vindicare Assassin Clade before he was snapped up by the Legion. Yeah. He walked into the wrong corridor. Yeah, it's just, just wrong, thing, you know. wrong door in the palace. It's a big place. Mm, happens. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are nice models. There's a. There's another preview this Saturday, um, which will be coming out after this episode, but. Um, apparently there's definitely heresy in that one. Yep. So they said I saw that today. It's definitely listed as things. So maybe some more stuff. More no dark angels maybe or night lords. Who knows? Maybe it will be the. Um, I can't say anymore. It will be the um, ultramarines dreadnought because they've already got one. No, it won't yeah, be. We, we, we it will be the pavesi. Automatic pavesi. Automatic pervasi. That'll be it. That's what's coming. With we're, we're never getting that. Model. <laughs> we're never getting that model. Very George, good. If I was a gambling man, Michael. If I was a gambling man, I would go. I'd bet you twenty pounds, but I'm not going to because I, 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 I think if that does come out, they will do some build up to it just purely to troll the community, just to really wind everyone up, get, get yeah. everyone frothing at the mouth. Yeah, they'll be selling. Iron have not Iron Havocs. Um, Tyrant Siege Terminators by the bucket full when that comes out. <laughs> yeah. Three yeah, plus in one. Lovely. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dickie. Um, Hello again. You, mate. A special offer. Uh, I just put my teeth back in. I do apologize. I just put them in sterilant. <laughs> a special offer from Games Workshop. If you buy gift vouchers from the now for every fifty pounds you buy, you get five pounds extra for free, which is and to use a northern phrase here canny good <coughs> and it, yep. it's going to get you an extra nice actually 10 percent spend on games Workshop or forge world when they reopen it's a pretty good deal that's not bad is it basically it's 10 percent extra it's not to be sniffed at keeps yeah, them absolutely. keeps keeps their revenue stream going as well it does it does keeps I mean, people's jobs safe i mean i've seen quite a lot even on the limited internet that i've got access to people going oh it's not going to affect them they're too big What's going on is is affecting countries. Never mind companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I was going to actually yeah. segue into that because that is not a not a bad question. Um, well, is the long term? So, the, I work in a similar industry, let's say, um, and they're concerned. I think obviously we can't really do anything till we know what the impact this is going to be. Because although hobby and stuff is really good, and like say people have 
started spending a lot more on things like video games. Um, when recessions hit, you know, usually the thing that that goes first is people's leisure activities. Yeah. And um, so, you know, although we don't know what the result of all of this is going to be, but it could have some economic impact and that economic impact could impact you know people like games workshop just because of people's disposable income could go if you know yeah. regrettably jobs yeah. start to go yeah, yeah it's one of those especially in my sort of in the jewelry trade it's a weird thing because uh, people think it's a sort of would expect it to be, be sort of a very badly hit sector mm-hmm. Does that makes sense read the sort of jewelry retail yeah. but generally tend to be okay in recessions and you know unless it's someone that's got real troubles to start with gotcha um, it's, it's interesting because i went to i mean because i i would have thought that as well but i went for an interview a long time ago for a very high-end department store in the northeast and it's super high-end kind of like harrods-esque department store oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. would that would that be phoenix then that, yeah that would be phoenix and um they i asked them that question it was like you know recession how are you going to deal with it? And they were like, well, actually, high-end stuff yeah. it very rarely is impacted by recessions. It's kind of yeah. lower end, or actually, it's the middle bit that's that's impacted the most. The low end usually does alright as well. Yeah, but yeah. But anyway, um, with regards to this, we don't know, but it's going to be interesting to not interesting. That sounds kind of mawkish. It's going to be. Um, we'll have to observe it and see what happens. See if there is any long-term impact for I, economies around the world, and if there is. What's that going to be mean for Games Workshop? I, I think it'll differ from country to country. Like, for example, in the UK, I think the 80% pay scheme that's got no limit on it um, is helping a lot of companies. It's not helping everybody. Obviously, self-employed have got their own issues. and But stuff is happening that means that hopefully most companies can hit the ground running again. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into politics here and say, oh, the government's doing a wonderful thing. It's like, no, they're, they're, you, I, I'm You're not sure completely that, delusional. I'm sure. I, I'm sure all. Of, I'm sure even it, you know every government is doing something wrong, um, yeah. because nobody knows how to deal with something like this. Because we've never had to deal with something like this. But I am reasonably hopeful that apart from Brexit, the um, yeah. the, the UK economy is reasonably okay. I suppose um, it's. The problem is, I suppose, 80% is great, but if people are just about managing on 100%, they're still going to be short. And 20% where well, their stuff's maybe going on yeah, leisure, what, leisure what, in particular. What you've be, got to factor in as well, though, my, I was talking to my missus the other day. Her, oh, she cool. works for, she works for a rather... Am I still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Works, she, she works for a rather, uh, rather high-end um, handbag company, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Very well-known, um, mm-hmm. like canine-oriented. Um Last week, they sold nearly £300,000 worth of handbags online when the 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 country's in lockdown, so no one can go out and show off said handbag. (coughs) And that was an attack on, what, 75,000 more people or something stupid? But what you've got to factor in is things are tight, but also most of the country is on a mortgage holiday as well. So even even in the short term, most of the country is better off so I, I was furloughed for the first three weeks. I'm back at work now. But with my mortgage holiday and a change to another financial product that I'm uh, invested in, shall we say, or somebody else I owe money to, <laughs> I actually came out for those three weeks at nearly £200 up. Got you. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. People, people aren't trying to travel, things like that. I mean, that's yeah, that's true. That's people true. aren't going out to spend money on re- on meals. I mean, we're, we're we're the same. Lindsay is like Lindsay was looking at her budget because um, she, she's just been paid. She looked at her budget and she was like, "How am I four hundred pounds better off than?" Yeah. I mean, I think to be fair, what we're talking about here is what's going to happen post lockdown or lock. So when the yeah, economy yeah, goes yeah, back it's... to normal and people have to start going to work again and the normal things resume. You know, are the jobs going to be enough for people to go back to is the main question. If they are, we're all going to be fine. If they're not and the damage to the economy is catastrophic, then that may have an impact on people's uh, spending budget, particularly yeah. for leisure activities, which could have a knock on impact for industries such as mm. Games Workshop. I, I mean, I know people who run a, a board game cafe. Uh, well, a few people who run a couple mm. of board game cafes and they were sort of panicking. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Then, but then with the um, the the grants that have been given to small businesses, they've suddenly ended up with the profit they would have made this year as a grant from the government. At, you know, no, no loan or anything. They're just their profit paid. Plus, they're getting um, they're, they're getting rate holidays and everything as well. So Fair there enough. are there are some people who are obviously going to do all right out of this because mm-hmm. they're going to be looked after. And hopefully things can hit the ground running reasoning back to what they were but we don't know i, I, I think the interesting thing is going to be sort of, not sorry the, uh, we've gone massive tangent but i can't bother to push the button it, <laughs> it, it's going to be the social thing that i'm gonna that is the thing that intrigues me the most yeah mm-hmm. how, how long will it take before we're allowed to it's it's not that but it's how people are going to be with each other mm-hmm, that's true how people are going to interact with each other in the street and in the shops and things like that going forward that's the thing that sort of perversely intrigues me the most yeah i think for me it's going to be whether whether this will have a lasting impact on people's perception of what people do because you know the the argument here and sort of socialist tradition i suppose is that you know the people that are going to doing all the work at the moment nurses delivery drivers etc etc aren't generally paid particularly well but when the chips are down those are the people that we look to that's going to be an interesting social side but that's way outside the reams of this particular podcast. You can join us, of course, for question time with the four of us. There's a thing in the Terry Pratchett uh, Night Watch novel, I think it is, where he's saying, oh, you know, Ankh Pork is basically split in two, and Vimes goes, oh, you know, we're being deprived of the um, the really important things of like banking, religion, government, things like that. But, you know, all we've got is food, uh you know things like that all the basic stuff you know they're the things that actually are important stuff the other stuff is there but isn't the things that really matter yeah that's, that's yeah. a good point anyway moving very swiftly on interesting yeah, but, diversion gentlemen well, okay so but that offer i think that's pretty good but i'm gonna throw a tangent a little tangent in here mm-hmm. Go on, then. <coughs> don't just depend on games workshop games workshop will likely be mostly okay they've got decent cash reserves I would say if you're gonna, unless it's unless the thing you want is from Forge World, um, because I think this is a great idea. Because if you've got a set hobby budget each month, it means you're still putting it aside, and you're not tempted to spend it on other stuff. And it means hopefully when this is over, you've got a nice little little stash of hobby money to go through. So unless what you desperately want is from Forge World, if you can go to one of the independents like Battle Bunker in the Northeast, like um like element games like goblin games in that because they're the companies that are more likely 
to struggle to get through this if that makes any sense you're not going to get uh, you're not going to get a bonus uh extra money but what you will get is a it's they charge less for for you probably actually if you're getting it from element or something that does sales anyway yeah you're going to be making offers that, a better you're gonna, price you're, you're, you're going to make, make that that 10 percent anyway probably oh yeah, just, yeah absolutely 15 percent off on most of this stuff so yeah so you know it's like i say forge world things like that perfect but yeah, yeah. plastics you know there's a lot of places that you can yeah you want a new you want a new vindicator or a new rhino got a got a element or goblin or 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 leo disc games or any of those lot or boys um, boy uh, no you can't get it they sell at full yeah. price <laughs> not in york they don't oh it's my, my one can't trust boys always said it oh <laughs> Um, I suppose the thing is that you know, you're right. We we still want these places to exist after this because they're where we go and do a lot of our hobby. You know, where a lot of our we we, we play games in these places. Board and Sword, for example, in yeah, in Derby, Derby, where we went to. Uh, Board and there's another one in Birmingham as well. Similar. You know, all of these places we we really want them to remain because they're awesome and they're kind of one of the lifebloods of our hobby. So it's a good point you make there, Michael. You know. Don't just think games work. I have, think about I have your, placed an order uh, with um, elements, so I have done my, my bit to support them. I bought some a load of paints from um, Battle Bunker. I um, bought a bit from a few different places. I bought um, some bits from Leodis Games. Um, bought in Brum. They have most hmm. of the paint range still in stock. Uh, not much of it, but they still got most of the range in stock. So if you're after any paint in particular, they are they have about 90% of the range at the minute. Oh, at the Sorry? They got flesh terror red, medium, uh, contrast. I'm uh, not sure. Um, I think that might be the one one of the ones they didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the way. It's always the way. I'll, I'll check for you in a minute. But you can always check with Joss as well at Battle Bunker. Cause, yes. Because yeah. he's sending with uh, Hermes, which I know is a nightmare sometimes. But uh, for me, I've been getting it the next day. Even if the delivery driver okay. has been dropping it off at the wrong door. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's that's totally different. Um, but yeah, no, uh, in my opinion, Games Workshop, great, but they're more likely to survive. Look at the other places as well. OK, cool. Indeed. <coughs> um, Battle Kiwi, Battle Kiwi um, have shown off. I'm assuming they're from the. Um, yeah, they're, they're from down there. Um, shown off their Star Battle Terrain Kits. And they look great. The Dark Castle would look amazing as the centerpiece on any 30k board, according to Michael. So let's let's cast an eye over this. Mental vision. Mm. Oh, I know their website was undergoing some little... Oh, oh, their website renovating. is still down. Still down. You, you can't, can't look at that. It. Can't see you it. just have to take your word for that one, mate. Uh, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to, 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 to search Google, see if that... Right, so okay. cached it. Yeah, okay. If, if someone's cached it, because that honestly is um, no, that's that's not what I wanted to do. Try to think what you're looking at. But anyway, go on. Go no, on I, next... I sent, I sent, I sent, I asked a question on um, Hangout and chat about astral templars, and it was pasting that question because sometimes you've got to cop, you know, paste, ask the question a few times, and it was just asking about a different color. Um, uh, if you've searched the star battle, the star the star battle terrain and then go to google image and then go to images you can see a lot of it in there okay yeah makes sense so that's great um yeah so that is um so you can see that terrain i think it looks fun i think it looks great i think it's obviously designed 
with um uh what you got um star wars legion in mind yeah it's definitely look good all of us yeah so um yeah i think um our friend uh, uh that chris and i know lee plays a lot of that i see on his page um i think it might be quite popular in new zealand so yeah you're right this scenery does look great yeah and i've just sent you a message chris on whatsapp that i have got the flesh terrors red in stock one uh, of course i'll take one oh, that <laughs> stuff is great isn't it yeah, the, the the battle kiwi stuff is, is is amazing. Yeah, if you can't see it right now, have a look on um, yeah, have a definitely. look on Google Images, and there's some stuff there. Looks it uh, looks enorm- uh, phenomenal. Um, okay, so where where where, where were we? Here? Oh, Road to Framas Part Five. So yeah, the Lion Rules. Let's have a look at them then. Come on in. Come on. Uh, let's, let, let's take a look here. So obviously, I'm gonna say it. He looks amazing because he gets some better pictures in here. Um, what do you prefer, bareheaded or or helmeted helmet every time yeah even though he's got plumes the plumes look in proportion to the head yeah i think that i think the um the helmet option definitely looks better what about the chainsword or the lion sword lion sword much much for muchness but yeah all right jesus christ Uh, i think talk about (laughs) people are allowed opinions you know i tell you what if you could could magnetize it i definitely magnetize that blade um absolutely magnetize it i'm I don't think chain swords look very good when they're large, if that makes any sense. Yeah. They, yeah. Don't, they don't really do it for me. Whereas a you know a big sword makes sense. Great big chain blade. Mm. And I love that. Kind of piece of industrial equipment. I love this bit of art they've got here of them uh, taking on the Dark Mechanicum. At least I think that's what they're doing in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so stat line, weapon skill eight, ballistic skill five, strength seven, toughness six, Six wounds, initiative oh. seven, five attacks, leadership ten, and a two plus save. That is a monstrous stat yeah. compared to any any Primark. So I've actually got the you know the books in front of me. So let's let's pick up. Yeah. Give, give me a give Do you me a find you Sanguinius quickly? Russ's weapon skill nine. So Sanguinius. So you go for Sanguinius and I'll have a quick gander at our old chum. The lovely and not very angered Gilliman. So, where, what, they, what, what oh, legions oh. he with again? <laughs> Ultramarines, that's right. 68. Right. So, his stat line is phenomenal. Just looking at that and thinking, hello. There's a new there's a new man in town. There's a new boss. So, to give you a comparison then with Gulliman, right? Ready? Yep. Yeah. And this is considering Gulliman is a very middle of the road uh primark so he's he's more in of ra- the, uh, the <laughs> middle of the road gulliman's a mi- middle of the road primark in round one what's yes. gulliman like in the fourth round of combat okay let's see so he, gulliman weapon skill seven so slightly worse so he'd be hitting lionel johnson on fours lionel johnson no we'd be hitting him on yeah fours lionel johnson would be clacking him on four, on threes listed skill six so he's slightly better at shooting strength six so not as good toughness six same uh, six wounds uh, initiative six he's he's going to hit him first uh he gulliman only has four attacks uh leadership 10 and a two plus save which is kind of standard yeah okay so he's better than gulliman right mm-hmm. stat line wise stat, stat line wise gulliman's also got concussive on one of his weapons though which knocks which means johnson isn't going to be initiative seven all the time gulliman also gets better the longer the com- combat lasts 
thing is, so does the lion, in theory. Well, in theory. Anyway, we can't really sell this one until we do our... We'll come on to that in a minute, actually. The, the World um, Cup of Primarchs. The World Cup of Primarchs, which has been done Let me before. just go and get my Vuvuzela out the shed. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you should call her. Yeah, okay. Um, so next out of the bag, so he's got a great initiative, great weapon skill. Yeah. How does he compare to the to Sanguinius, who was so, a Sanguinius, poster boy? Sanguinius, weapon skill nine. This is skill five. Strength six. Toughness six. Wound six. Initiative seven. Attacks six. Mm. Two blasts. So he would be going at the same time, but he's got more attacks out the bag. Base attacks. <coughs> Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, and also, so, if he, he can on. generate extra attacks as well when he gets sixes to hit. Yes, yeah, that's true. And with his strength. Anyway. And his and what with the spear. Strength. Um, it's gonna be strength, strength nine. Yeah. yeah so um, nine. just to get, he's got some special rules. So the lion's is that collar. Collar. Like, yeah. Collar. Collar. Um, so when he's reduced to four wounds or less, the lion gets plus one attack. It's increased to plus two attacks when he's down to two wounds or less so if he's down to two wounds he would be on seven attacks not bad not something you want to be planning on using though is it really no, um, <laughs> no. and he's also got absolute focus so in the assault phase lion l johnson is never required to roll more than four plus to hit any enemy model regardless of the enemy's weapon skill or any special rules or modifications so for example unlikely but um against who's that nonsense so bloke in charge and dawn where they fight each other <laughs> Against the the young what's his face bloke? I can't remember. Oh, what, one do, hand. Do, oh. do you mean Mr. One Russ? Hand. Oh yes, that's the chap. Mr. Yeah. Russ with his minus one to hit, he's still going to be on fours. Yes. He's going to still hit him on fours. Yeah. But Russ's so weapon skill nine, well. so he'd be hitting. Russ is going to hit him back on threes anyway. That's true. Okay, and so talk us through the rest of it then. So he's got this. This is controversial, I suppose. These two weapons that he's got. So somebody else talk about those. Uh, yeah, the weapons. So. Um, he's got the lion sword, which I think looks better. Um, it's uh, strength user AP one, but it's melee, mm-hmm. lance, fleshbane, mm-hmm. master crafted, and two handed. Yeah, so he doesn't know no extra attack, but it is wounding on twos. But it's going to be wounding on twos with most things anyway. Um, Not if you mechanic them, it wouldn't. Or primarch, or another primarch, of course. Uh, Mechanicum, what is his strength? So strength six. seven. 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 So you would have to be toughness six for him not to be hitting you on twos, wouldn't he? Or wounding yeah. on twos rather than wounding on threes. Yeah. So you're right. The bigger stuff maybe get away with it, like um, whatever they're called, Castellax. Um, but anyway, he'd be he'd be wounding on two pluses with fleshbane, I think. It's yeah. lance as well, so he's never going to need worse than a five to glance. Mm-hmm. He's going he's to go through tanks at that. Yep. Yep. So, what about the um, the wolf blade, Rob? The wolf the wolf blade, I think, is going to be better if he wants to pick on tanks. Well, I don't know though, because lion sword is AP one, mm. but the wolf blade, that's the chain sword one. So it's melee two handed shred because nice. it needs that when it's plus three strength and AP two. <laughs> um, so he's strength Can ten. Always roll a one, remember? Well, that's true. <laughs> he's strength ten, AP two, um, melee two handed shred, fearsome ruin. Now, Fearsome Ruin is any unit which suffers one or more casualties from this weapon and makes a morale check during the assault phase must roll an additional d6 for that check and keep the two highest to determine the results. But that's only if you make a morale check. So it doesn't... It's not that fearsome if you're fearless, for example. 
Um, so he'd be rocking out with what? How many strength ten attacks? It would be. So he's on five attacks. So it'd be yeah, it'd be five strength ten attacks, six on the charge. Yeah. With that particular weapon. Yep. Yeah. He's he's gonna hurt stuff, but the stuff he's gonna hurt with that. Do you really want to be putting a Primark in front of? Yeah, probably not. Do you want to run a Primark up to a knight and say, hey, I'm going to chop your legs off? Because if you don't chop his legs off, there is a chance he might just get stomped into the ground and removed from the table. Or de-weaponed. You know, or de-weaponed. From a de-weapon. So there I, is think that. The lion, I think the lion sword and just have him carving swathes through instant infantry is going to be the mm. safer way. Um, Greg made an interesting point as well about the on the latest Imperial Truth about the Wolf Blade, with that um, extra debuff to leadership. Sometimes, if you charge someone like him in, you don't want him to wipe out the unit that he charges into. You want him to finish yeah. it off in your opponent's turn. Yeah, so you can and then if, move on and go to. The and then, thing. so he's got a turn where he's not getting shot at. Yeah. If he's that's always the dream, though, isn't it? Yeah. If, if he's if he's spannering everything, and then he's stood out in the open. <coughs> yeah. You, you don't want him stood out in the open, do you? I suppose you'd you'd put him with a. You, he's gonna have a not, boyfriend squad, isn't he? He's gonna have a, a a bodyguard squad, isn't he? Of some description, one assumes. I don't think there's too many um, primarchs you would run without some kind of, you know, meat shield fundamentally to soak up some of those the odd oh. wound here and there. But yeah interesting stuff so what do we think then he seems really good i've got to say he's, just from that small section of his rules he, he looks he's like top, he's a, a contender he's, he's top draw yeah definitely he's, he's top he's instant he's instantly top draw um i uh, looked at that i looked at that and thought russell do him horus will do him magnus will do him other than that yeah mm, sanguineous probably nowadays as well but other than those i think he's going to the the other thing with the lion is he gets he can reroll his invulnerable save mm-hmm. every yeah. turn once. He is the lord. He is the lord of the first. Remember. He is the and lord of the first. Remember, so we, we do. Well, we're expecting really good rules for him. And he's got, he's got his he's got his funky plasma gun, the fusil actinaeus, that can blind people. I mean, there's always the chance that you know angry Ron runs in, forgets his sunglasses, and is like, oh god, where have you gone? And gets absolutely punted. Um, I don't. Our um, six hundred twenty-five points, I reckon. Yeah, just yes. He's going to be on the pricey side. Yeah, I mean, Angron's four hundred points, right? Better weapon skill, same basic skills, same strength, um, same toughness, less wounds, um, same initiative, one more attack. Worse arm save. Three plus arm save. What a joke that is. Three plus armor side, five plus. He's only got half a suit of armor on. Look at the model. Yeah, exactly. He's walking around in his pants. And we haven't yet seen what he does to uh, the Dark Angels themselves. No, exactly. Mm. So does he buff them? Well, who knows? Um, But anyway, it's all looking very promising for the Dark Angels players, I think. And probably, I'm not sure. Are they going to do anything new with the um, Night Lords? Or are they just going to have... Yeah, the Night Lords, they're going to be... Conquered. Conquered. Connectors or something like that. Contacar Con- 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 I just yeah. wonder whether they're not going to change the stat line for um, their Primark, for example. Uh, what, what, the, the, what the uh, the the late Heresy version or later yeah. version of uh, Night Haunter, where he's just dead yeah. in the shower with an assassin stood over him. <laughs> 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 That's exactly right. You're going to be painted in black and white. 
this yeah. is of, this is of course post Isfan. Um, so maybe maybe um, the Night Haunters rules will change. Okay, we shall wait and see. Cool. Uh, obviously, this is the first time that a Legion's gone quite a while and then had getting redone um the night lords would be the first because obviously the word bearers got done in book five but they were only in book two so not a lot of time had passed but this is mm. what, what book were the night lords in were they book night, night they were book, book two book they were book three. two as well they were book two as well so it's been a long time since we see, since the night mm. lords have been in a book so i think we're gonna see I would hope that we would see some significant revision um, to some of their rules because they need it. In it, some would be, it would be nice to see, but I think bet, between the rules <laughs> that they've got and the audio book choices, they've just become comedy Bond villains. They all just sound like comedy Russian Bond villains in the... What are you saying? Scryvok? You know... Scryvok sits in a swivelly chair with a cat on his lap most of the time. <laughs> no, Scryvok is the cat. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Um, it's, yeah, they've become uh, a cat. The, to me, the Night Lords in 30k are what the Space Wolves have become in 40k. They're just a parody. They're, there's to me the the Night Lords. There's there's nothing actually threatening about them. They're from being a villain, basically. You know, two dimensional villain. They've gone to angry teenage the angry teenage goth shop to buy the t-shirts with all the skulls and bat wings and kind of, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, just settle down guys. It's not actually that scary. So and Mark going to be very upset about this. That's he, true. Well, he can, he can console himself with his demons and ruin somebody's hobby. <laughs> or, if he's, or, if the, or, if, or if the demons won't do it, he can get the Warhound with turbo lasers out and ruin somebody's hobby. Oh, he's got, he's, he's, Poor lad, he, he, he demands he a right to reply. Things. You know, he's, we're gonna have to do something. We're gonna have to give I know him a right does, to reply. I, I know he does some sterling. He does some sterling work with models for heroes, but there's going to be another charity set up for you know models for people who've played Mark Frost <laughs> and need rehabilitation. <laughs> oh, poor Mark! Mark, I just want to say that the views expressed in this podcast don't necessarily uh, completely uh, segue with the, the views of, of the entirety of the team. The, it's yes, all right. It's every it's everybody here that's going to need the rehabilitation because he's beat yeah, <laughs> That is true. Hey, it's not and, and he's me. proud about it's not that. Not beat isn't? me. Have yeah, played I'm him? Okay. I've not played him. There you go. Then you're our last line of defence, Michael. Once they get to you, mate, things are things are tough. Even so I've beaten you, Michael. <laughs> Sorry. Even I've beaten you. Everybody's yeah. beaten me. Yeah. <laughs> I've thrown down with your wooden spoons, maybe. I've, beat, <laughs> I've, I've only beaten Graham twice. No, it's more than that. Yeah, no, twice. I, I know it's more only twice. He keeps he keeps a ledger. Must do, everyone. Um, anyway, I, I think Mike will be the one that does it because it'd be great. It's so good. Mark will get. Mark will think this is going to be a doddle. Yeah. Uh, Michael will yeah. suddenly spring out some surprise <laughs> tactic of is a outflanking warlord. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Not waves or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's taking oh, takes an onslaught list with two um yeah two glaives. Or I'll take the anti psyker um word bearers right of war. Yeah, yeah that'll yeah, do it. That, that'll do it. That that would do something. Uh, Army of nullifications, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, very good. Okay, yeah. nice. Okay, right. Oh, okay. Still on. Oh, this. Oh, Rob, right. Oh, hang on. I'm, me, me notes have gone again. Hang on. Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. Uh, so yes. Uh, Back to Warhammer Community again. Uh, there was a, another article. Funny, it's almost like they realise people have got a lot of reading time. Um, there's an article on how to play Warhammer remotely. 
Uh, it's got some good hits, hints and tips uh, if you want to give it a go. Um, interesting-ish, I suppose. Yeah, um, but there is there is a thing called a tabletop simulator, which uh, which might yeah. be better. There was isn't one. That, I re- isn't that isn't that a little bit skirting to the edge of copyright infringement? Mm, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Probably probably leaping with. <laughs> to both feet. Wanton oh. sound of music, abandon, yeah, yomp, yeah. romping across the hills of it. Um, they used okay. to. There used to be one for Warhammer Fantasy as well, and I can't remember what it's called. It's like okay. an online yeah. version. Um, I've never got on with them myself, but mm-hmm. um, you know, mind you, there was an interesting. I haven't watched it yet, but the, some of the guys on Warhammer Community did a. Um, do, do you remember uh, Sari uh, Kerry, who used to work up there? Yes. Um, she, uh, her boyfriend, and uh, another person, they played a game over Twitter. Um, with two sides giving orders, but he didn't know who was in command of each side, and he was just doing the moving um, as per their instructions, but not just oh, I see what generalized. You okay, so, so he so he had both the armies on his table. Yeah, the people remotely were telling him where to move stuff. Yeah, that would work, right? That would yeah. work. Uh, and it was sort of like a big fog of war, so he was doing all the dice rolling and. Uh, and all the stuff like that he was sort of the, the entire orders for, for for that you know what he was mm. doing that phase or something had to come through twitter and fit right. into a tweet oh that sounds quite cool actually that's quite, so good. It, it, was, yeah, that's quite funny. it was interesting yeah very good okay so i was eating a draft cake <laughs> the next <sighs> the next our collections article focused on adam trope and here's some rather nice Adeptus Titanicus Warhounds to show off. Made it very nice. <coughs> Games Workshop have suggested a series of 10 achievements for people to attempt during lockdown. Some aren't applicable to heresy, but given that most of us play multiple systems, I think we can do a lot of these. Do you really? Yeah. Is, isn't one I of think- them spill a pot of no. paint? No, no, no. Is that the other one? Oh, oh yeah. No, Rob, there's got, one here that you uh, would fully appreciate. Complete the scenic bases for your army. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one thing, Rob. I've, I've, I will no, not I've be not, achieving that. I, just wait until the augury scanner warms up. I'd noticed something along those lines um, that yeah. that was going to become. Uh, what they got here? They got uh, take a picture of your latest model and post it online with hashtag Warhammer Community. Um, complete the scenic armies for your base. Yes, there, Chris, you should, should give yes, that a shot. Chris. Yeah. Uh, Mark yeah. of Gur, build and paint a monster. Again, that's not really heresy applicable. I mean, no, not really. Defined, defines monster. It could be super heavy. It could be a big tank. Yep. Uh, could, could be a Mechanicum's monstrous creature. Uh, mm-hmm. Squad leader, build and paint a kill team. So, again, 40k, mm-hmm. but I suppose you could do a squad. One of our squads will do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, company box, listen to a whole Warhammer audiobook when painting. Okay, I have done easy. that. Yeah. That's, that's easy. But I was building. I did um, uh, Wolfsbane. Nice. Um, Spain. which one's that? It's the one where... The one that Rod the Terror don't like. Oh, that one. Yes, yes, that one with the uh, going into the Underverse. Yeah. Uh, Archeon's Favour. Build and paint a Warcry Warband. See, that's definitely not something. That's like out. Yeah. Well, Michael will do that, surely, for part of his militia army. Yeah. <laughs> actually, but are they Warcry then a Warcry Warband? I am actually working on a Warcry Warband right now. Of course you are. Was the Warcry a band? It could well have been a band, actually. Maybe they should no, be on the it, bill. 
it's a it's a it's a skirmish game in Age of Sigma. I, don't worry, we got it. Um, oh, okay. Uh, take a picture of your hobby area and post it on Twitter of Warhammer Community hashtag. Um, teach yeah. someone new to paint a model. Uh, before well, we are, that's a bit difficult. It's a bit difficult because if it's the people you're locked down with, chances are you've probably already tried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, read a Black Library novel. Okay. Gets me out. What we can do. <laughs> yeah. And build read. and paint a new piece of terrain. Yeah. For a new piece of terrain, Graham, that doesn't mean an Aegis defense line. That's yeah. terrain. That's terrain. That, that's, a, that's a different piece of terrain. <laughs> have you ever painted anything? Oh yeah, no, you've painted a um, you've painted a bunker. So I thank you, and I paint something that you defense line. Paint something that you can't give an ammo dump to. <laughs> and Michael, I've also got yep. another thing that you constantly remind me about at every opportunity. What would that what? be, Mister B? That would be the Sky Shield landing pad. Oh yeah, yes you have, haven't you? I have. <laughs> is that to put you? Is that to put your warhound on? He did. He did. used to put his warhound on it. Yeah, I did. So there. So before you give Mark Frost too much of a hard time, just remember I once did that. Oh, <laughs> back in the Graham, day. Graham was once one of the most beady players you would ever meet. Some would say once. Well, I'll say it before once. Chris does anyway. Yeah, um, he's <laughs> he's playing armored breakthrough now that he's mellowed. Right. Yes. <laughs> oh, he was a power gamer at the max. Hold on a moment. There's a little bit of, you know, st- I mean, stones and glass houses going on here. Thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> I've never, I've, I've never uh, allied um, Eldar um, with the uh, really tough stuff to my, um, to, to my space marines with lots of grav cannons and stuff. I'm going to tell everyone a truth that Graham doesn't want everyone to know. The reason he moved up north yes. is because he, he was banned from every event and gaming establishment below the Watford Gap That's correct. for power gaming. That's Constant power gaming. Constant. He Good made range. people cry. It was just embarrassing. I, I mean, so he did, had to move up north, change his entire life, and, and start then, again. And then what I did was I started a podcast just to, just to really blend in. Um, <laughs> uh, of course, one of the, one of the things... I don't listen to this, so that's fine. It does make you blend in in heresy. Everybody's got one. Yep, yep. The other thing to remember with Graham is he's his warhound. What's the what, what's the configuration on that, Graham? <laughs> it has a turbo laser destructor and it can have a plasma cannon or another turbo laser destructor, of course, Mr. B. And yes, I also noticed your little dig there about my Iron Hands slash Eldar allies, but um I just want to point out that there is no there is no part that of me list, that, that list destroyed you, didn't it? The, taking that list and thinking it was the most beardy list in existence and that, you know, it's going to be fantastic. And then realizing that I wasn't even in the minor leagues of beardiness when it I went was, to the 40k GT. I think it was in Macclesfield in a gaming place there. Sanctuary, uh, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Thank you. Um, and then realizing that I wasn't even in the, the little league of beardiness compared to what people were bringing there and so and in fact that was like a road to damascus moment for me i mean that was like why on earth am i doing this this is just nonsense i need to do it was something that when you realized you were on your way to macclesfield it was <laughs> road to road to macclesfield sounds like a much better version of the road to used damascus. to be used to be well known when i was at gw macclesfield was the gw was the manager's graveyard they so went the through road to- 
They went through seven managers in three years, I think, at one point at GW Macclesfield. Okay. Roads to Macclesfield sounds like one of those 1990s Channel 4 films. With Pete Postlethwaite. Po- yeah, exactly. Pete <laughs> Postlethwaite would have been in it, playing Graham. <laughs> it would have been a grim, grim northern drama. And yeah, Sean, been, it would have been. You would have been oh, killed by God. Sean Bean in End. It would have it been. Would, yeah, exactly. Would have I've been, got an invulnerable save here. Nope. No, I haven't. Nope. Would it have been Alan Bennett, maybe, possibly, yeah. in it? He'd, yeah. have been the, he'd have been the EO running the event. Yeah, and, uh, and Pete Postlethwaite and, and other other northern characters. That, that, that young lad from Keswick had gotten run over outside at start. <laughs> <laughs> He's Graham's opponent. That's right. That is exactly it. Well, anyway, enough about. Uh, let's cast it. Let's let's make this happen, people. Pretty, the road let's to Macclesfield. The road to Macclesfield. The Graham Mills war gaming story. <laughs> Oh, we'll, get, we'll get the bit where he's, he's run out of the south, you know. It's narrated by all his models into the back of the, the back of the micro. Narrated yeah. by James Workshop. That's yeah. right. James. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Wow. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, last bit of news. It's okay. It's not for heresy. I'm going to give you that. So I'm going to. I'm expecting to be had a go. But humble bundle are doing a bundle of black library books from Warhammer 40k, which start a series. You've got things like um, the, 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 the Tanner First Noni books, the uh, Gaunt's Ghost, uh, uh, the first one there. Um, the same thing. Oh, am I thinking of the Last Chances? I'm thinking of the Last Chances. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Instead of the Tanner First Noni is the Gaunt's Ghost one. I know that. Gaunt's Ghost, yeah. Safer's, yeah. safer's Last Chance. Just, safer's just move on, boys. Ravenna, um Yarrick. Few, quite a few good. Uh, uh, William King's Space Wolves book. Oh God. Yeah, I know. Um, Soul Hunter, Araman. Yeah, quite a few um, books in there. I think you can end up with twenty. 20- you know what? I've not read Schaefer's last answers. No, See now they're. Like so I might they're give good. that a go. They're actually good. Yeah, 13th Legion. It's quite good. I like it. And they've just had a new book out as well. Oh, um, yeah. So that is a uh, that's quite a good collection. Twelve quid. If you pay 12 quid, that will get you 26 bucks. Gents, I've just had a phone call from my wife, who is in the same building, obviously, uh, <laughs> reminding me that I need to keep it down a bit. So I'm going to go into whispering Bob Harris. Uh, in. As am I. I had a text earlier that I'm keeping <laughs> Hendrix awake because I'm only two doors away rather than uh, downstairs. Okay. okay. So we're going to go into the night shift. Okay. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Yeah, but 20, 20, 26, 26 books for twelve pounds, and they're all okay. all pretty good books. So, and it goes to charity. So, yeah. So her- heresy or not, I would always advise jump on a humble bundle while you can. Yeah. Mm. Pound gets you like six, five, six books there. Yeah. Smashing. Um, I think that gets you six books for a pound. And yeah, you don't get any of the. You, oh, you get the kapai the um. The, the Capias, I can never pronounce the word. Cypress Kane. Cypress Kane. Uh, you get the first one. Cypress Kane. So that's a spin off of that um, rap band, doesn't it? Cypress Hill. 13th Legion and Fabius File. And I've not read Mephiston. And uh, obviously, Space Wolf by William King is, I mean, it's, it's hilarious now. I mean, it, it's a bundle, so it's probably got the Lightning Tower and the Dark King in it as well. No, Absolutely. they're not. There's it, no heresy. No they might not have whatsoever. listed. They might not have listed it, but I bet it's in there somewhere. Seven pages of some other book would have been torn out, and they would have been snuck in the captain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just was... at the just at the end of first and only. We'll just, so that Ma- just, just so that Michael doesn't know what's going on. Or oh, Anarch <laughs> at the end of Anarch. It's just there, hidden away. 
I, you know, the thing is, I already have all the books, so I, I, I am literally going to buy them and gift them to my nephew. Very good. Because um, cause it, it is for a good cause. And you can change the yeah, course. Anyway, what we'll do now is we'll quickly do Engine Guild, because there's not much this month, and we'll, then we'll move on to the Augury Scanner. So. Mm. Okay, so... Engine Kill, we just really got to discuss this month's Engine Kill article. I think me and Chris were talking about, um, at some point, doing a rundown of each Legio in, in this section, uh, month by month, doing a, uh, doing a Legio at a time. So we'll, we'll do give that. It, give it yeah. some substance. Yeah, Sometimes exactly. it's a bit. Um, it is a bit. But I think we want to, we want we, we enjoy the game, and I think we yeah. want to try and convince Graham to enjoy the game more. So... I want to enjoy it. I'm, I'm I'm interested in it, so it's a Good lot man. of fun. There we go. It's it, it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah. It's just so have... it's such a thinky game. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, we had so, the preview for the defensive riser, didn't we? Ooh, but no Ignatum. I'm sorry, no Ignatum. I was expecting Ignatum. Not yet. No. Is it available oh, yeah, so to pre-order had... yet? No, I no. don't think so. Nothing's available to pre-order. No. Nothing's available. And to I got you excited the other day. Didn't no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a nice. It's it's it's, a bit, it's the campaign of the Dark Mechanicum trying to seize the work of Riser, specifically for its knowledge of plasma weaponries. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got um, Legios in there. We've got Honorum, um, Osiodax, and Crucius for the Loyalists. Uh, Magna. Volturum and Mortis for the traitors, and we saw some of the traits for those and war gear for those in the article. So yeah, and um, fantastic. Yeah, we're getting the um, we're getting the uh, rules to make custom legion legios from yeah. White Dwarf. Uh, that's coming into a book because I think there was a bit of concern that maybe that was a little bit overpowered. Um, some of those combos. So I think they're putting them into a um, uh, into they're put, putting them into a uh, um their own uh, um set book will probably yeah. be better so yeah um right so i'm coloring in section thing as well it's good yeah so what we'll do is we'll um go into uh augury scanner because yeah quite a bit there okay about that totally So Graham has turned up again on the augury scanner and has uh, we've had a lot of uh, information coming through. Chris appears, Chris appears to have been busy on the old anti-social medias and because uh, no one else has got anything better to do, everybody <laughs> seems to have replied. It's so, been our most successful post ever. Well played, well, Chris. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I, I thought about three people would, but nope, no, everyone went no, for it. You, you've, so, you've, all you've, Broken the internet, I believe, is the phrase that they use <laughs> uh, these days. But uh, I think first up, first up, we've had some feedback yeah. from a from a chap called John. Yes, so uh, he he just dropped us a message to say thanks. 
for all the content, which is always nice to hear. And that he started listening to our podcast with season three, episode seven, classic. And since then, he's been hooked. What was that one, Graham? You t- tell us what episode was that. I don't know, but it That's was probably mechan- Iron Warriors or something. It's a Mechanicum episode, I think. Uh, right? Yeah, good choice. Um, anyway, he said that he's actually binged all episode now, which is a achievement, particularly those first six episodes are really tough. Um, oh, yeah, they're bad. They really are. Um, anyway, he really enjoyed the Black Shields episode. Um, so that's the army that he's always wanted to do. So that was good that we got that. And he has a suggestion to us for our Top Gear challenge, the list challenge, um, which is a Primark Battle Royale, which other people have done. I think that could be quite good fun to confirm who, in fact, is the strongest. So we've had some ideas about this in the past. So maybe that's something we'll look at in an upcoming episode. Yeah. So very cool. Actually, I had two, two um, as I sort of scanned the rules forums, if you like, two things that came up that came up quite a lot. And I'll see what you guys think. So the first question was, can flyers start on the board in turn one? No. Nope. What if they're in hover mode? Unless nope. you've got a sky shield landing pad. Do, does the sky shield landing pad still have rules? No, it doesn't. Nope. Then no. Hover mode? Ooh. Nope. Don't think it can. No, I think all flyers start in reserve, don't they? Rob? Uh, no speaker to English? <laughs> no. okay. I don't think there's any way you can get them into... Um, Mr. Faulty? Okay. I don't think there's any way you can get them into turn one. No, you're right. So it's slightly interesting, but I can see where the confusion happens. So it, it does quite clearly state that flyers always start off the board in turn two. So anything with the flyer keyword, if you want to get 40k about it, means it has to start off the board, has to come in via reserves. You, what unit it, type. Yeah. So um, even if it does change into hover mode, it's <coughs> a hover word, that still means it's a flyer. So therefore, it's still off the board from turn one. So that was the first one. But, you know, a lot of people think that when it changes into hover mode, it changes to a fast skimmer. But it doesn't doesn't change to a fast skimmer. It changes. It's still a flyer, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the second one was, uh, when do you auto hit vehicles? Uh, you when they're immobilized. When they're yeah, immobilized, immobilized don't only. Yeah. yeah, immobilized only. I like this game. Any any other times? No, you have to roll three to hit if they've moved. Yes. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, this is another one of these carryovers from previous editions. So some people have been think playing that if the, yeah. the vehicle doesn't move, you hit it automatically, which I think was in sixth memory serves. It might have even been uh, before then. Fourth or fifth, I think it yeah. was. I remember that one. Yeah. And um, so quite a lot of people have, well, I'm going to say quite a lot of people, that came up today and it was like, oh, actually, no, mate, it's still, they've got a weapon skill of one, so they're always threes to hit regardless whether they've moved or not, unless they're immobile, they're immobilised or they're immobilised vehicle, like a drop pod, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there going we go. Back, going back to your flyers one, in the rule book. Mm. Uh, page 80. Uh, yes, page 80. Second paragraph. Flyers must begin the game as reserves. See mm. page 147. The confusing part about it is, if you look on page 81, it's sort of about hover. It then says they should be considered fast skimmers. But I think that's just to say they're not fast skimmers per se. They're still flyers that just act like fast skimmers. Anyway, so another thing we've done in the August scanner, just to give so people are aware if they're not aware already, um, we did a couple of videos this month. So we branched out into other other media types. 
Um, we did a presentation of part one and part two of our story about Company of Legends and its actual story. And so uh, the first one I did on me, Todd, and the second one, Chris joined me. And we had quite good fun talking about the trials and tribulations of writing that second story. So um, there's quite a lot of content there. If you're interested in what we've done, give them a watch. Um, and, you know, uh, get, let's we made give us some feedback. One. We made a third one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, just something for you to pop to pass a bit of time if you're um, stuck at home. And thirdly, this, this next bit has gone absolutely berserk. So this is, uh, as previously mentioned, Chris put a question on, which is, hey, we're recording tonight. Anybody got any questions they'd like to ask? So I'll rattle through the questions, right, gents? And then you can tell me what you think. Okay, some of these, I think, are actually episodes that we should probably do rather than quick questions. So the first one um, was from Pete Reese. Classic Pete Reese question. Should Thunderhawks have the turbo lasers as standard? No. No. Um, seems harsh, but wh- but why? Or is it just a no? 30 capacity transport and a D weapon, and you can't get it turn one because it turns up in reserve because it's a flyer. No. It's still 600 points, though, isn't it, or whatever? Crazy. I sh- I'd say that, realistically, the Thunderhawk should have a points drop. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with and that. And the Turbo Laser becomes available in um, in 3,000-point games as a result. Oh, so the, um, the Atos Dios is... kind of many points down there, thinking. Still 600 points? A bit more. Something like that. Yeah. That's, that's got a Turbo... Um, thing on, hasn't it? That's got a table laser. Think so, but you can't take that in games unless you're playing three thousand on one points. Correct. Same with um, Perturabo Stormlord. Yeah. Um, so okay, that was the first one. Uh, should it have a some kind of invulnerable? Was the other question. Mm, yeah, I. I mean, to give you to give you Does have a void shield? So a Thunderhawk gun. No. No, basic, Stormbird does. Basic Thunderhawk gunship, 685 points, which is a staggering points cost. Frankly. Yeah, given that it can't jink, I do think it needs something, maybe a void shield or some sort of shield. An atoma, an atomatic pervase. <laughs> Stick a dreadnought on the top. <laughs> it Built can carry in one. Just, just, just put a dreadnought in it and open the front door. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I'd say yes, it does need something. It's, it, it, it's a lot of points. It's a lot of money. And you need something to make it worth taking, and it should be more survivable. It's like the um, it's like the Mastodon, you know. You, you put a lot of money, a put a lot of effort into painting it, into building it. Obviously, it costs a lot. And then money. Rob comes along and trashes it turn two. <laughs> As I said it has never made it past um, uh, past turn two. I've got to say, gents, looking at the points cost for this thing, considering that a war hound titan is i think an extra 65 points i don't think having a turbo laser on this would be a big deal it's hard enough thing to fire at the best of times so i would I, actually I, I, say that it's if you kept the points total and had the turbo laser as a free i don't option. think yeah i don't think okay, that, would yeah, that might work that might work but yeah i i would i i do think it needs some sort of invulnerable save some sort or some sort of save something extra whether they give it a piece of war gear or um yeah or, or something, or allow it to take a an upgrade or whatever. Uh, no. There needs to be something because it's it's just too. It is just too. The only time I've played it, I shot it down as soon as it came on. Yeah. So Max Lodge and Daffy Williams asked about the should it have some sort of save. So yeah. I think the it, it votes from the panel. 
could do with uh, an armor push would help yes, it as 12 well. 12 10 is horrific um so we're in complete agreement with the with the, the panel are we unanimous for, for i just don't like d weapons and no, so. nobody nobody does but the thing with this one is it's not on a turret so you have to line the thing up to shoot yeah it. it's it's yeah, not it's true. a it's, it's just a harder one to do especially with the limited um movement options that mm. has unless you're going to hover and make it vulnerable yeah if you made it cheaper if you put it to 600 points <coughs> and then kept the thunder the table laser structure at its points I mean, cost i think you could drop 100, 100 points off it and that wouldn't it still it would still be quite expensive as it yeah. without the turbo laser but anyway okay so next out of the bag we've got a number of questions which may be more of a discussion for a whole episode right so this is from daniel paul and he's asking what would you most like to see in an updated faq or forthcoming red book he's given us some examples so adjustments to legion specific units uh, rebalance of some inventory costs introducing some new options so expanding options for command squads and vets, secure and transports, etc. And his follow-up um, would be, would whilst we wait for updated rules, should we encourage the use of fan-made rules like Mornaval across the UK event scene? So I think those are excellent questions, but I just think that it's too big for what we've got time for. Yeah, I think, but we'll, I, I think that is, we could do that next month because I think that's a really good section. Yeah, mm, yeah, I think we can. I think that is definitely a what what would we like a wish list for the game. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. So okay, I think cool. we'll take that one. OK. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Hold the line caller. Your questions will be answered shortly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what have we got? Carl Douglas. Hope you're all doing well in the current madness. Which arm are you being to the next heresy bunker? Whenever that will be. Um, That's only I, me and you that can answer that question. It is. It is. It is. I'm going to be bringing uh, the solar because I want to take my new tank. I want to bring my new. Um, I want to bring my javelins for it. It'd be nice to see you there, Michael. Oh, sorry. yeah, I've not made it to one because every time it's on, I've, I've something's come up. It's very it annoying. Not. But know, I'm gonna get there the next one because we're gonna try and make. I think Richie said we're gonna try and make it a big thing, you know. Um, uh, uh, you know, maybe do it on a weekend or whatever. Yeah. Um, and try and do something to 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 show Joss. Hey, we love you, mate. That yeah. reminds me, I need to send my um, club fees to Joss. Um, I just bought something. He said just buy stuff, basically. He's happy with that. So that's all good. I bought um, stuff as well. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I, Ultramarine. Sam. Oh, all right. Mark's going to take Ultramarine. Okay, cool. Graham, before I take... Oh, I'm going to guess Graham's going to take Militia. Which... Sorry. No, I'm going to take my Solar, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which so, vehicle is the best in the 30k universe? Oh. Well, it's an easy one. There's a it's a standard, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Come on. All okay. together. No, 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 wait. Three, wait, two, wait, one. Uh, wait a minute. No. Okay. What he's asking specifically is points cost to output. Glad. Cost to output first model. So I think again, Glad. if I was gonna do this, I would say that's probably a um episode, but the top of my head. I would go with the Vindicator. I can think. I, I, I've got. I've got points. Points I've to got, output Vindicator. I've with got the laser I've, destroyer array. I've got three which are coming Caradius. up in my mind. Um, actually, yeah, that's a good one, Chris. I've got three that are coming up in my mind. They're Legion because he's asked. Oh no, he's asked K Universe, not Legion. But I'm thinking um, the Vindicator was one, yeah, because I mean that what thirty five quid. 
for a plastic vindicator that's pretty good and it's not too bad um, i think it's points cost to output not sorry cost yeah oh i thought you said cost of model version no, it says both. both both are in both, there yeah well. um the sakaran either the uh, the sakaran um, yeah. there, there i think, I, I there think the sakaran falls down in cost it's quite expensive agree it is rather expensive and i think this one i think this i'm going to get a bit of uh, slack for this one the rhino what <laughs> the most, yeah i think, well, I think, I think is. absolutely nothing <laughs> sometimes you need that transport to get your troops where they need to be and the <laughs> rhino is what 25 quid for a rhino these days is it uh, plastic rhino uh, cheaper if you go to somewhere like element or goblin or wherever um and as a piece of um as a as a, an actual thing it's there's no beating the value there money to uh, oh no, there is there is how many points is a rhino 35 35 right. points how, 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 how many rhinos do you take to get to 650 points well quite a few quite a few 20 20 and how much are they each 25 quid Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's twenty times twenty five? Five hundred. Yeah, but you're not yeah. going to take a, a glaive is a glaive is one hundred and sixty. You're pounds. not going to take sixty. Uh, you know, sixty five, six hundred and fifty points versus. That's right. not no. part of. That's not what Sam's asked. <laughs> you're talking. It's, get out. It's cost of model versus output. This is. This is what I do. This is what I do at work. It's it's efficiency. Gents, I, we will. It's an episode right here. I think there's more to it than this one. I'd like to do an episode yeah, on this one. I, 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 yeah, I, I still think transport is worth it. But anyway. I think transport's maybe separate. Maybe we could do it for the best transport points yeah. to output, best tank points to output, best flyer points to output. Yeah, I, I don't think you can oh, okay. compare a, a transport with a bolter. You can't put it up in the same league as anything with a big gun on it. Okay, so what we do is, as an episode idea, right? Of course, some of them are transports as well as tanks. That's a heavy thing. True enough. So what we'll do is we shall think about an an episode where we do that between the four of us and go through the list of the vehicle subtypes that we've talked around and what we think is the best and why. Sounds good? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Do you want to read this one out, Chris or Rob? Yeah, so... (laughs) See Stephen Bonnar, how are you all? We're, well, I'm fine. Marcus was covering. I'm fine. And Rob's always mildly perplexed. Uh, how many front arm 13 tanks is too many at 3,000 points? So that's how many front well, arm 13 tanks is too many at 3,000 points? What's your answer, Graham? Just out of interest. What's my answer? What would consider to be too many? Yeah. Mm, 12. <laughs> 13, maybe. I'd say it depends on your army. If you are taking an armor break, if you're the taking two armored arm- breakthrough players, oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> if you're taking an armor breakthrough, then clearly there is a there's going to be an upper there's going to be more in there than if you're taking a more well-rounded army. Um, I, I think that you'd be what would be more worrying for me would be more than six front armor fourteen. Things to deal with, like land raiders and the like, because thirteen you can take out with strength seven weapons. You're not going to get too many fourteen armored units in a uh, armored vehicles in a unit in a. Oh God, sakes, Chris. You know what I mean. I I do, but I also would remind you, solar auxiliary have armor fourteen, and you can get quite a few of those. And they cost. 
nothing points wise comparatively. <laughs> no, they're very cheap um i'd say reasonable amount that i expect to see from any any particular army i'd say four as a five. Reasonable i'd say four. five plus four to Any, anything more than five plus yeah. i mean purely yeah, mathematically <laughs> purely mathematically speaking 41 because a, pre- a bear predator is 75 points so you can only fit 40 of them in 3000 points so mathematically speaking, if it's Don't 41... Don't tell him that, Rob. He doesn't need that information. Do you know what? Here's, now. here's the thing. I, I never take just bear predators. I always take the side sponsors. Um, just because I do. I don't know why. I just like them that way. Um, but, um, weapon destroyed results. You'd, yeah, rather have, yeah. you'd rather have your heavy bolters taken out than a predator yeah. cannon. So yeah, definitely. I think if you're going to a normal friendly game, right? Context is kind of king here. But if you're going to a normal friendly game, um, I think that... If you saw more than five things with 13 armor plus, you'd probably have a little inhale of breath in yeah. a normal friendly game. So Agreed. that's about that's about the limit, I think. That's why I, I generally don't tend to push it much beyond that. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Next one. So, Chris? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, not sure. I'm not sure I can read this one. <laughs> why game. didn't Dawn get off his yellow butt? to free Mars in the seven years before the Siege of Terror because he had other stuff to do. Like, Basically, Daddy, Daddy economy... told him not to go in the garden. Oh, shit face. Economy of action. That's what it is. What can I do? I can waste resources on Mars. No, exactly. I can waste resources on Mars or I can focus on the thing that's actually going to be, be, the, be the major issue. In terms of actual fluff, it's manpower. it was manpower. Dawn did not have the have the resources to fight a war on mars and then defend terror with the webway war going on exactly yeah exactly Exactly. there was too much there was too they they were fighting on too many fronts he needed his men to reinforce the wall he needed an army that was going to be fresh and actually capable of taking on the um the traders when they arrived and the only way years seems like a bit of a holiday rather than a refresh to be fair i mean whatever yeah, I'm on fortify a planet. He's, just, he's just, fortified the. He's essentially turned Mars. It, he's trapped them there. They're fighting their own civil war because on the surface it wasn't a complete conquest by the um, traitors. They were they were constantly fighting a war still against insurgents on the ground. I suppose the question is, the the Imperial oh. Fist didn't know about the war in the Webway, did they? That was quite a secret. Dawn mistaken. Dawn does. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, but uh, essentially during those during those years before the siege, all that all that all that was at terror was one legion, and it may have been yeah. one of the bigger legions, but one legion's not enough to conquer the entire Mechanicum. And I also suppose you know his orders were to reinforce terror. That's well, what the yeah, was told to him. Any of that time not doing his main job, yeah. then things don't go out. They wouldn't have worked out the way they would have done. Yeah, I think if they had had to um, take on um, the Mars, they would have been absolutely ruined. They would not have been able to defend terror against the traitors and the war would have. Okay, so one person's slacker is another person's um, heroic defender of terror. That's fine. Pretty much sums up your fraternal relationship, doesn't it, Greg? (laughs) It certainly does. (laughs) Um, So the next question then. This is this, this feels more like a, not at all. This is this feels more like a um episode than a question. I'll see what you guys think. Uh, what legion do you think is the most powerful? Ask Space me Wolves. when. Ask me when book nine is out. Space Wolves. Uh, okay. 
episode Space Wolves, yeah. Um, Space Wolves every time. Thousand Suns, they can do all the tricksy stuff. Yeah, but it's so boring. Space Wolves at least do a little bit of class. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I, 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 he's, got, he's got a new stick. He knows I'm gonna play Thousand Suns. That's it. <laughs> One more thing. I'd say ask us when book nine is out because we don't know because those Dark Angels have got some pretty nice stuff so far. Okay, mm-hmm. so look, here's the deal then. So have they got 20-man squads that can hit powerless weapons coming out of the rear rolls? We don't know. We've only seen a couple of things. No, they just they got 20-man squads that can all take plasma guns. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, gentlemen, once book nine is out, would we be interested in doing an episode around this? Because I think that would be quite fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give us a... Give us a couple of months and we will um and we'll um we'll have stopped arguing about it. Give us give us a, give us <laughs> no, a couple of, once it's come out, give us a couple of months. We'll get we'll get the bedded down with the rules, we'll figure it out, and then we'll come back and have our arguments. Okay, oh, so people want answers. Let's not push it around. There. I agree with you there. So if we were to do this today, who do we think is the most powerful game wise? I think Space Wolves. In terms of legions. Um I'd say the Thousand Suns. It's I'd say it's a toss up between the Thousand Suns and the Space Wars. I can't come down either or because yeah. they're both pretty powerful. The, the the in terms of sheer combat ability, the Thousand the Thousand Suns are you know undisputable. Um, they are amazing. But in other stuff, you know, the, the, with the psychic shenanigans, the, the 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 Thousand Suns are pretty pretty good as well. Blood Angels. I mean, they're no slouches. Mm, that's they, don't, they don't have the access to the toys. Yeah, no, they've got no. less access to some of the fun stuff. It's like, but they, yeah, what I've, got, got, I've got 20 man assault squad, and, and the Space Wolves just kind of look at them and go, Yeah, but only three of you have got a power um, weapon. What of the other 17 yeah. have you got a stick? Okay, so mine's Space Wolves. Yep. Michael's Thousand Suns. No, no, Chris? Thousand Suns. Space, Space Wolves. Wolves. Every day they're Space Wolves. I'd say Thousand Suns. Okay. Purely because of the force multiplier of that many psychic dice that you've got nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something that no other legion can come <coughs> back apart from maybe... So on the table, if you take Magnus, he's nearly 700 points. Even if it's not Magnus, Even though, you've got, Magnus, yeah. you, you've got all yeah. that Brotherhood of Psychers shenanigans. Mm. You can still be rocking a dozen dice without batting an eyelid. So basically what we're saying is book eight. Ooh, that's not right. <laughs> Book seven. 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 Book seven. seven. Sorry, that was not right. Yeah. The, okay, first, cool. the first one that Chris had to buy. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who's next? Uh, Kevin Stephen Pierce asks... Oh, yeah. What, sorry, that question was from Paul Shaw, by the way. Thank yeah. you, Paul. What do you think the Horus Heresy needs to keep players interested and to hook new players? Episodic I, starter set. <laughs> I think this actually comes back to Jesse's question later. The start. Should we take that at the same time? Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse. So Jesse Irvin asks, if you could make a generic start playing a heresy set with only four units in the box, what would you include? Forge World pieces allowed, of course. Well, I'll be perfectly honest. I wouldn't put Forge World in a start collecting box because it's um, without offense to Forge World. It's just too it's it's more advanced. It's basically giving the the person the first dab of the crack for free. Yeah, you just re, you just recreate a Forge World kit in plastic. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm, that's what I think is that's what I, that's what I that's if what I take as just to make yeah. to make a generic start playing Heresy set with only four units in the box. No, no. Uh, oh yeah, with only four units in the box. Yeah. 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 So that's what because I think that would assault squad be something. Mm. Terminator yeah. Predator, Sakaran, 
bikes. Salt Squad is I think No, but if it was an imaginary what would what would help, I think is definitely a couple is definitely a couple of new plastic kits. Specifically, as you say, assault squads and I think breaches. And you know what would be a dream? A plastic Sakaran. Okay. I think what we're saying here is that if you could replicate the dab of a magic button existing forge or kit to make them plastic in a starting set, what would they be? I think Assault squads in Mark II armor, for example, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yep. Um, Sakaran, just a normal Sakaran, like you say, absolutely, that'd mm-hmm. be class. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other ones? Jet bikes, did somebody say? I think that yeah. would be good. Uh, jet bikes. Just, oh, jet bikes, yeah, jet bikes would be good. But if we were to get a, put together a start collecting set today, if James Workshop would release, say, as soon as we were opening, we've got the start collecting set coming, I would put in, this is me personally. I put in the for the character sprue from Calf, so that's your that's your uh, Terminator Casapracci um, uh, Praetor, and your Chaplain, a squad of Mark IV Marines, and the Contempt of Dreadnought. And I reckon you could do that for fifty-five quid. Mm. Okay, if so, if that's if it didn't have a separate game, I would, game I would put Casapracci Terminators in instead of the Dreadnought. <coughs> That would also be quite good. The other thing I would say, um, instead of just a generic start collecting set, is an actual starter set with yeah. two small forces. A bit like, you know, you've got your Battle of Pell in the field for Middle Earth. You've got your, your Titanicus set. A, 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 a 90-95 quid, quid box set, uh, similar to Calf. Maybe you're not going to get as much in as Calf because Calf was a really good deal, but something like that. Yeah. Mm. um you know to give two set you know separate forces but that that can be built to be one so uh, essentially i'd say bring out calf really (laughs) if i could and put in a small rule book pragmatically we're talking about using existing plastic kits and messing around with those to bring it to make a starter set with a small rule book like you used to have with the siege of whatever is all black i can't remember what it was called i've got Uh, the book here yeah something like that right yeah but if we were going to be in wish listing, we would the four units that we would take from the entire range, we would have um, assault marines probably a Mark II, jet bikes, Sikaran, and th- third. I think maybe maybe a character with a jetpack. I don't or, think you'll I don't think you'll get Mark II in um, <coughs> though. I think there's too many undercuts it's there. A wish, it's a wish list. I know. I just think there's too many undercuts to do Mark II, unless you're doing it on like four sprues or something. Quite possibly, I would say it's it's more of a you know a pie in the sky wish list stuff. Yeah. But um, what else would you have in there? Would you maybe Mechanicum any other the other part? That'd be nice. Um, no, I stick it to I stick it to Marines. Okay. I'd stick to Marines. Yeah. Because that is the majority of the thing. Everything else is a specialist. I mean, maybe you could do a Star Collecting Custodies box set that could cover both systems. Okay. You could do a demons, but you could do a war in the webway box. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll do do demons versus demons custodies. custodies. Oh, that would be really nice. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Get a plastic emperor. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you could you could shove in you could shove in what five custodies, um, maybe some custodies wardens to get the you know to to, to represent the um is it the Valata? No, oh, what's the word? What's there again? The the slightly better ones, the elites. The terror. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Heterons. Yeah, a War on the Web Web box set would be good. I mean, everyone would hate it. 
but uh, I, I personally think that'd be great. Okay, so that was some um, question from Kevin and Jesse. Yeah. So good questions. Next question then. Somebody else want to read that one? I'll read the next one. <coughs> In all seriousness, seriousness, what unit reliably sparks joy when you put it on the tabletop? What brings a smile to your face? Michael Botterill, go first. Oh, um, that's a difficult one. Uh, what unit brings a smile to my face? You know what? Anything with Volkite. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, in all seriousness, my Derrideo, um, for the word bearers. It's it's just I love I love that model, um, and it always does something fun. Um, I like the Derrideo. It's a really nice model. It's really old school looking. So, yeah, Derrideo. Rob, what's your Leviathan Dreadnought? Fair enough. Nice. It's a beautiful. Mr. Mills. Yeah, it's going to be the Stormhammer from my Solar Auxiliary, which is the the one with that looks like Thunderchild from the War of the Worlds cover. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. That, cool. that always that always brings me joy when I see that. It's completely rubbish, but it's always brings me joy putting it on the table. Outdoor for me. Just no, other, no other model, <laughs> no no other piece of plastic or resin brings me as much joy as putting it down as, doing as that guy does. Okay, very good. So Tom Whitbrook's other question, you like this one, Chris? I do like this one. Uh, why do Iron Warriors players keep talking about the time they didn't kill Dawn at the Iron Cage? As it's is it because they they're tired of talking about the time they didn't kill him at Terra? about right to me i suppose well, the, the question i would ask is is dawn that bad that twice he's been in mortal peril but you know what can you say and uh, was he in twice mortal, he's escaped it was he in mortal peril at the siege of terror though i, I guess not i don't know i not, don't think no, i can think of a time where he actually faced a you know i'll tell you why he wasn't michael because Perturabo was calling the shots, and that's why he wasn't in mortal danger whatsoever during the Siege of Terror. He was too busy after looking at his seven years of worth of origami that I he mean, was doing yeah, in the well, Palace uh, Gardens. I mean, so far, we've gotten them looking at each other across a battlefield and going, I hate you. Ultimately, we know how the Siege of Terror works out, so we know who the better person was. Uh, and, uh, in terms of, in terms of um, the Iron Cage in that, to be fair, Perturabo did completely destroy... The um, ability of the uh, uh, the imperial uh, um, fist yes. to operate as a legion. So, so yeah, still, that one is still hurts. Still hurts. Anyway, and he um, did enough to get uh, elevated to demon princehood. So, yeah, Immort- immortality. So, still alive. Still alive. I mean, he was weak enough to lose his mortal shell. Just, you just like honestly, it's like it's like it's like, it's like arguing with com- comical. Comical Just Ali like from the grim. Iraqi propaganda Just machine. Like <laughs> okay, moving Just on. So like Lewis, Lewis Fox asks, any units from the law that you think is sorely missing from the game, i.e. Skitari? You've hit it on the head there. Skitari. They are absolutely vital to the law. They're missing. Please bring them. Although, to be fair, Andy Hall did say at the last um, Warhammer Fest that Skitari would would probably eventually well his wording was you would think they would wouldn't you yeah which is a non-answer really but i think assassins are missed as well i think there's yeah, definitely assassins. scope for yeah. assassins um okay anything anything else um you know it sounds really cheesy because everyone's going on about them in a, but saturnine terminators 
Oh yeah, we've seen some people talk about. Yeah, that. a lot it's of people. It, 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 it's very, it's very, uh, it's very in vogue at the minute. But yeah, yeah, there's one in the Death of Hope. Yeah, it just comes stomping past, and you're like, Ooh, pretty. It, it, it would be nice to see uh, um, something like that. Okay. Very good. Um, okay. Else, really. No, I can't think of anything else really. Any, any tanks or vehicles or? I think the um, the rhinos that convert into fortifications for the Iron Warriors the from s- Adeptus, from, um, what's it called? Angel, yeah. whatever it's called. Angel Exterminatus. Angel Exterminatus, uh, the, the rhinos yeah, yeah. that turn into a defence line. Yeah. I mean, oh, that would be quite cool. As at least a specific uh, unit for Iron Warriors, that would be quite cool. Mm. The, the other thing I was thinking about, I can't think of the name of it now, is there's a Titan that's mentioned in Titan Death. That's rapier. Small, rapier, that's the one. Smaller yeah. than a warhound. Like a one-man titan. Is that a knight? There's the, there's the rapier and the knight haunt. Or knight yeah. gaunt, rather. I'd like to see the rapier as a, as a, as a sort of... Um, it'd be interesting to see what that would look like. Cause obviously Isn't there another Dreadnought version as well? That, from way back when? Um, that's not, not made it into reality just yet. Like the, the Furibundus. Yeah. Oh, what about the one from um the one from um Space uh, Crusade? That's the Derrideo. Is that a Derrideo? Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's me. I'm thinking back, thinking it looked different like a robot. Oh no, that's good. Spanish. Yeah. Didn't one of them look like ED209 from um? Yeah, that's yeah. the original. That's the original Derrideo. Uh, is it? Okay. Fair yeah, enough. that's why people are mad. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's quite cool. Yeah. Okay. Um. Another one from Anthony Little, this one. Uh, what's the point of AP3 or higher? It really feels like it's AP2 or nothing. Good point. Because not every weapon is going to be um, as powerful as others. I know, but I suppose what's saying is, what's the point of AP3 or higher? So anything might as well just be AP5. You know, AP4, it's very situational. Do you see what I mean? It's really only if you're going up against militia or um, sub auxiliary that it oh, yeah. becomes even a, a factor. But there has to be some granularity to the game. Mm-hmm. I, I totally, totally. I just think it's, you know, it's, it's what it's kind of saying there, I suppose, is why isn't everything. I mean, AP3, I think, has still got a place because it's not as bad as, you know, it'll still kill marine equivalents, but um, it won't go through Terminators, for example. So AP3 and AP2 is a distinction, I think. But anything if above I that? If I shoot you with a pistol and you're wearing sort of pistol-proof armour, then it's meaning, AP nothing, isn't it? But I think he's meaning what is the point of everything above AP3 or, uh, you know, to AP4 and AP5. and Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah, yeah. what's what I mean, the point of that? It might as well just be AP6 for all the good it's going to do. Yeah. The game is more than just Marines. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. It, it's mostly Marines, but I get, I get what he means because when you're selecting it, you want to select stuff that um, that's going to do the job and get through to Terminators. But if you if everything got through to Terminators, you know... The other I thing mean, is, a lot of the weaponry that and you've got to have a certain flaff perspective to it is uh, the, the weaponry wasn't designed to kill space marines. No. You know, Volkite yeah, no. wasn't designed to kill a space marine. It was I designed think, to kill a vaguely yeah. squishy human-shaped thing. I think the point is, not, you're right, obviously, um, but just... I think it's just, like, you know, is there any, anything to having just, like, 
something that's AP3 and then anything else, ignore it. But I suppose volume of fire is a big thing as well, remember, because just because it hasn't got a great AP, people are still going to roll ones. The same weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. And, anyway. and isn't uh, I was thinking scout armor, um, but that's still yeah. three plus. And okay. it's four plus. Is the, it four the, plus? Yeah, it's yeah, four yeah. Plus. yeah. Recon armor is four plus. Recon armor is four plus. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, the next question's great. Are <laughs> 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 you paying for this or is No, I think he's being somewhat sarcastic. But uh, this is from Chris Carr. So he's saying, what is the best option in, in an army list, and why is it the Aegis defence line? So because you because you've already printed paid to have the pad printed out, and it's on every page. <laughs> Okay. Monogrammed at the top. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me give you my reasoning for the Aegis defence line. It's fifty points. It gives you a four plus save. And you can't always guarantee that. So even against you know the first round of shooting, assuming it's not a typhon, um, you're going to get a four plus save, and that's a that's a big deal. It's a it's a great thing for fifty points. It's an absolute snap. Plus mills. Plus you can then give it the ammo dump, which is another great add-on for twenty points. Mr. Mills, mm. senior, do yes. you have? I can imagine you're never far from one. Do you have an Aegis defence line to hand? I, I don't, without making a lot of noise, which I can't really do. Right. Yeah. It's, okay. So, an app, a six by four gaming table is twenty-four yes. square feet. Okay. I would say that maybe an Aegis defence line would take up maybe one of those, if I was being generous, in in footprint. Were you were you planning on playing on the other twenty five square twenty three square feet oh, of the table, right. or are you just going Can to stand still and ignore the movement phase? Can no. I tell you a story from no. when he played forty k? No, because it's not. This relevant. is a game. This is this is relevant. Uh, <laughs> this is the sort of individual you're talking to. He was playing his brother, me, with his dark angels. Wait, your brothers? Yeah. <laughs> I was emphasize that this wasn't playing In someone only. that he <laughs> wasn't playing. Nice, thanks. He uh, wasn't playing someone you know that he, he had never met before. He was playing someone that he would have to see and speak to at regular occasions. Okay, he played Dark Angels. He sat at the back of the table. They had all this crazy bolter bolter rules at this point in time, and he sat there. He didn't move a model. He just rolled dice for four turns until he'd bolted me off the board. Yeah. So, I, I've also yes, been on he the will play in that one square foot. Yeah. Um, I just want to point something out, of course. You're absolutely right, Chris. There is no doubt that I'm, I have played in that style in the past and still do today. But it's not the only style I play in, to be fair. But I also would like he to He also point plays out tanks. The, the number of people <laughs> yeah, which you can't take a defence line for. And the number of people that I've thrown dice at, though, is somewhat limited in comparison to your good self. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't doubt that. I don't deny that at all. So, anyway, the, I think the Age of Defence line for 70 points, if you can take it, it's a great defensive thing. Yes, it's, def- it's if you're going to play defensive and you're going to let your enemy come on to you rather than you go to them. But a lot of armies do that, and they're designed to do that. So it just gives you a little bit of a fighting chance. It's great. It's absolutely spectacularly good with the Solar Auxiliary, because if you take a kind of uh, Force Commander equivalent, um, you can choose your uh, uh, Warlord trait, and one of the things you can have is Blind Barrage, which gives you um, stealth on turn one. So 
all of your solar auxiliary stuff gets a two plus save behind it. And, you know, it, it's not massive, but it's big enough to obscure a Sakharan, for example, by 25%. So if you put that up against the defense line, it's still got a four plus save as well. So, yeah, I think it's a great thing for the points, and that's why I use it. But that's, you know, the style of game that I play. Well, I think it's a bulkite culver and heavy support squad. Python. Oh, oh, yeah, that, that actually might be. That's, yeah. that's the best option in an army list. But, and and still maintain friends. I mean, the added defense line is is not. You know, it's it doesn't it doesn't rile people up too much. The the typhon really does. Mm. Rob, you're very quiet. Yeah, I'm, I'm cogitating. Um, I can't. It's a difficult, difficult question to answer. I don't know. Mm. Um, I might be tempted to just just say the the semi humble contempt to dreadnought just because they're cool. They are cool, and they're very versatile. Yeah, you can do a lot with them. Okay. Two Volkite Colvins, twin linked ones. <laughs> Hell's yeah. <laughs> You can, ask, you can ask Chris how you can ask Chris how how they feel, and uh, that kind of explains why uh, it's worth having things that are higher than AP three. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Okay. Um, what have we got here? Um, question one: Did the Emperor make two Alpha Legion Primarchs, knowing that we'd end up having a chip on all four shoulders? Uh, absolutely. I don't know if he knew he made two though. You would have thought he would, but everything that sort of talks about it doesn't imply, doesn't, you know, even inform that. I don't know. Mm. They're, they're a weird one because there's so little known. I think we're going to have to wait for this. Did the Emperor know that he created two Primarchs until at least until they get their um, their Primarchs book? If they even get one. Uh, ah, yeah, that's true. They might. Um, might, might, might just be 200 blank pages. <laughs> so Lemon juice on it to bring out the words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we know enough about them to say if the Emperor did intend this or not. You would have thought, yeah, he probably did, but why wouldn't he have told... At what point know, would they have separated? Because we know that they're sort of feti, at least when they go get sucked into the warp. So... So is there twininess, the... um. That's not a word. <laughs> their, their, their twin nature, their cha a chaos mutation. Questions, questions, questions. Classic okay. Alpha Legion, questions upon questions. Mm. Yeah. Just to I, say, I, actually, the, sorry, the question before was from Chris Carr. Oh, uh, Anthony Little was the one before that. And this one's from Oliver Anderson. Yeah. Uh, his second question, what balance appropriate changes would you make to represent those Primarchs that have been most affected by the heresy as it progresses? Reduce Ferris Manus's stats to zero. <laughs> Just delete him. Harsh. That's um, harsh. Reduce Perturabo to toughness three. Why? Have you read Angel Exterminatus? Yeah, but it's just a minor inconvenience. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Um... <laughs> Angron would need to give some serious buffing. He needs to go. He needs to go. He needs to get worse. Yeah, that's he what gets, I mean. To balance he, it. He gets worse before he gets better. You know, obviously you're gonna have to. He's gonna have to get degrade more. So he's gonna have to become a worse a worse stat line. God, is that possible? Okay, now I'm being facetious. He's because you gotta got remember, it, good stat line. yeah. But um, um, I'd say. 
I mean, it's hard to say because, you know, there are thoughts, you know, the line obviously goes a bit a bit more um, a bit more uh, willing to do worse stuff. Um, I think the other one that would that need a, needs a, a hoof is the uh, is old Aurelian. Um, yeah. Because yeah. he turns into a proper demon prince. <coughs> well, he doesn't turn into a demon prince in the thing, but yes, he's, he's well, yeah, but he's kind of all. Needs some work done, I should think. Foregrin. Yeah. So, sorry, Emperor's Children one, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah but Lorgar's already got the option for Lorgar transfigured. Yeah, and once he's got that on, he's up. He's up. up amongst them. Um, Vulcan probably needs to get a little bit more erratic. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, but by the, the time by the time he's on terror, he's all right again, isn't he? Yeah. There are different there are different phases in the heresy. Um, but let's say siege of terror. Siege of terror. By the time the siege of terror comes around, well, Ferris Manor should have oh. no ability to move because he's not Ferris Manor. So Vulcan should have no ability to move because he just stood in front of the door. Yep. Okay. Full Fulgrim. Fulgrim. Uh, is a demon at this point, so he should get the demon special rule. Same with Angron and Mortarian. Angron should yep. become a bloodthirster. Mm-hmm. Mortarian. He just uses. Yeah, you can just use his 40k model. Yeah. Um, just give that demon prince rules. Um, same with Typhus, Typhon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gulliman isn't around, so, you know. Yeah, his stats reduced to zero because he's not he's on, his, he's on his way. He's on his way, you know. Oh, he, spent, he's, he, he, made, he, he cleared the way for Sanguinius. Do you think Dawn would need a balance? Because he's not particularly great at the moment. I think he would need... Need a bit it's of an He just. <coughs> I'd make him be better for his legion. Mm. I'd make him. I'd, I'd give him the ability to um, do more stuff. Um, let him use his sword without having to lose one initiative every time. Yeah, that's harsh. Yeah. Okay. Good question, though. That's maybe an episode in itself. Okay, next one. Um, this is from Kieran Hall. Which bit of the hobby? Do you enjoy the most? So, building, painting, playing, list writing, event organizing, doing a podcast, or something that he's not mentioned. Uh, similarly, which do you like the least? So, let's start with uh, Rob on this one. So, what do you enjoy the most? Building and painting. Okay. And what do you like the least? Um, I don't know really, because the rest of it, the rest of it all just happens at the same time. Okay. So, because um, I only play games at events, but I don't organise them because I can barely organise putting my shoes on correctly. <laughs> um, so I would say probably anything organisational, so like booking hotels and travelling to oh, events yeah. and stuff. Because being a pedestrian, all it's just a, it's just a conquer ache. It's a chew. It's a chew on for sure. It's oh, a better better way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. What about you, Chris? Uh, what do I like the most? Uh, what do I like the most? None of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I do this Sundays. Honestly, there are plenty of days. So I wake up, I look at the pile of plastic in the corner, I just think, why? 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 And, then, yeah. and, and then it comes around to doing this Sundays, and I'm like, why are we doing this? But, you know. That's only Sundays. Um, no, I'm joking. What do I enjoy most? I I always enjoy playing. Always. Yeah. Um, I do I do enjoy the, the sort of the event stuff. It does always bring me a certain amount of joy. 
Um, just I think probably yeah. I suppose it's, yeah, COL and things like that. They're always the, the things yeah. I enjoy the most. Doing this with you crazy guys is always good fun too. But the, the, actually, the modeling side of the bit is the least enjoyable part for me. Yeah. If I could buy them pre-assembled, pre-painted, I would be a happy man. Okay. Um, what about you, Michael? Um, oh, it's a hard one because I get a lot of joy out of all of it. Um, okay. Uh, if I had to say anything, it would probably be <sighs> building and painting are probably my favourites. Uh, my least favourite is probably list building because I'm so rubbish at it. He says. When it yeah. comes to building lists for me to play with. Oh, I, yeah. That, that's true. Yeah. My lists always disappoint me. Always disappoint me. I, 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 I have this issue. I just cannot see the synergies and stuff. Okay. And always end up with lists that, that... I mean, I've got a couple of ideas for synergy, and then I execute them, and then, oh, it turns out that wasn't as good as I thought. What we should start doing is, before events, run list challenges for Michael's list. Yes, that's what we should Before events. They are quite eclectic, your lists, though, though um, Michael, and that's no bad thing. But, yeah. Um, mine is... I, I Playing is what I love doing the most, I think. And you know the rules of the game i like looking at those that sounds very beardy but it's true um everything else i really enjoy doing to be honest with you but the thing that i probably get the least amount of joy out of i do hate traveling to events i mean i used to say that i only build and paint models so i can play them right and that was pretty much my mantra for a long time but i have started to derive some joy from it because actually you, you then saying just then, Chris, that if you could buy them pre-built, pre-painted. And I'm thinking, do you know what? I don't think I'd like that as much. I actually like the fact that I've made them, even though, you know, they're not the best painted figures, you know, by any stretch of imagination. They're not standout stuff. But I've painted them. If that makes any sense. I've built them. And that gives them a certain cachet with me, I think. You know, you kind of mm. feel for them a bit. There's so, a certain joy to your, yeah, I agree. doing your own art. You're more having, invested in it. Having that that point when you finally built and painted everything for your army is is, is spectacularly nice. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I've got a fully painted army here. This is great. <clears throat> so yeah, a, a new fully painted army on the tabletop but, is even though you're, 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 everything will be terrible. But yeah, I hate building Space Marines. That is one thing I genuinely loathe, just because I hate doing the arms. Just I don't know why. Just boils me piss as they say up here and um, just really gets on my nerves i would much rather if the arms were already pre-posed i could just put the guns that i want in but that's that's a minor thing so there you go that's me yep okay cool, cool. um right gary turnbull which cause yeah. of the hydra choice guy turnbull guy turnbull yes guy turnbull not gary yeah which cause of the hydra choice of, i'm thinking of gary crosley i'm getting them mixed up yeah um uh, Iron Havocs. Fire Drakes. Dawnbreakers. Um, I should know about, um, what Rob said. Fire Drakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go left field. I'm going to go with the um, Thousand Sun Sniper Squad because I think they are mint. No. I was looking at them today. I mean, look. <laughs> nope. No. The, the, um, the sword guys are better if you're going Thousand Suns. The, the sniper ones, they look cool on paper, but actually they're probably not that useful. Okay. 
I know. still like him. Yeah, we know. Right. <laughs> so, um, oh, there you go. The, and that's why list building is your least favourite thing. Um, <laughs> so let's hang on. Let's just let's just involve. Let's take this a step. So they are the Amatari Occult Intercessions Cabal. Okay. So they're all in. It's got bolt pistols, sniper rifles, frag and crack grenades, shroud bombs. They're in scout armor. Okay. They'll mm-hmm. infiltrate Brotherhood of Psychic Devil 1, but they only get one psychic power. They are 135 points. They have the Mind Killer power, which is a blessing. This blessing, which targets the Psychic's unit when while the power is in effect, the unit may reroll all its failed to hit and wound rolls, all of its first shooting attacks, game that ignores cover special rule. But the mm-hmm. most exciting one they can get is one guy, every five can get a plasma gun or a melter gun. With ignores cover, but like say one guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. So Sorry. That is, Sorry. So that's, that's all the questions we got. So, um, it's not all the questions we got. It's all the ones we managed yeah. to get in over here before we could. Yeah. So there's some stuff that we'll take away. I think um, certainly some episode stuff, which is the stuff that Daniel put down, and maybe we we'll do some more stuff around um, favorite vehicle. And also, um, how the best, you know, the way best intro to get people into the Helby walk would that need to look like? Which we could cover in some depth, but that's also pretty interesting, I think. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Guy so, also asked if we were ever going to do a Raven Guard this challenge. Oh, yeah. We haven't done that yet. We haven't done that yet. Have we done the Raven Guard? No, we think so. No, we haven't got that to them yet. Ah, okay. I thought we had. Okay. Never mind. Um, right. Next month. Yeah. So. Ah, we'll get it. We'll squeeze it in. We'll have a look at this kitchen. We'll squeeze it. Okay, so moving on to books. Night. Okay, guys, it's just me and Chris uh, for the book section. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about First War, uh, what we thought about it, and then what, um, what uh, um, you know, what, what you know, basically what we thought about and try not to give any spoilers away. So um, yeah, start me. off with... It's always a challenge when doing a Siege of Terror book. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. But what did you think about it then, Chris? Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah? It's not... Yeah, I don't think I prefer it to either of the other two that were released at the time. I haven't actually got my hands on Saturnine yet, so. But I, I, yeah, I think it's good. There are some cool things in it. For me personally, I think it's a little cluttered. Yeah, I mean that's a fair comment. I mean, to be fair, with only eight books to go and so many storylines to close up, yeah, it, it's going to be difficult. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a lot going on um, within the book. I mean, I liked it, but you are right. It, 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 it's not as good as the other two. No. But that's not to say that this isn't good, because there are lots of books that this is far better than. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. The, the thing is, it you know, there are four or five sort of stories being told in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And keeping track of them is a challenge at times anyway, because 
you're trying to you know, four or five stories to remember is you know for me anyway is a challenge but i don't know if some of them would have been better placed elsewhere maybe in um some of the sort of smaller books that we're seeing now yeah yeah perhaps the uh I don't know it's hard because obviously the i mean the one that comes to mind that maybe you could have taken out would be the keeler storyline but that is kind of i suppose you could take it out yeah yeah and that's yeah then that would make quite a nice little story on its own elsewhere um the i know the, the sort of the militia one that everyone has had the same problem with you know, if that was in its own book somewhere, that the, the problem that everyone has with it might have been able to be solved. I really like that storyline. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I, you know, I enjoy you invested in it, but when it comes to sort of the, the end of it, it's like, oh, hang on a second, what? I know. I had to go back and reread it and say, well, what did they say? Yeah. What just happened? Um, it just feels like there should be another bit sort of there so sort of yeah. after that point that's the thing i think if you've taken it out and put it in another book put it in a small little book and there's enough in it to be a um one of the smaller books i think then it was you know still on its own yeah there was a lot there was a lot going in on in the uh in the in the book yeah to be fair though but it, it's 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 hard to say i mean because then if they taken out those two then we may have been left with a very short book yeah, I, I just don't think. Let me just find out many pages there is in it. Because it's still. Uh, it's what? 30, 34, 30, 33 chapters, 368 pages in total. Mm. Um, so it's not. You know, even if you take one of those out, it would, still wouldn't have been small by any yeah. novel. Um, so I think that's. How big was Wolfsbane? So I've just been reading that the other day. So yeah, but I, I, you are right. I would have liked another chapter on the militia, um, but then I, I'm not sure what else could have been added to the story. Yeah, because they kind of concluded their story in another chapter. <laughs> yeah. Um, True. Because because it was sort of like a a consequence to the. If that makes any sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, their story wasn't important, but it was to them, obviously. Yes, yeah, it's it's. I suppose it's telling that you know the, the things that are going on around and you know around the siege and things like that. But yeah, 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 um, yeah. So what about the uh, the 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 main thrust of the storyline, the the attack on the Lion's Gate? Yeah, I mean that's I mean, fists versus Iron Warriors and their mates. That's that's never going to be a bad thing. Yeah. Um, it's good to see a bit more of Ron sort of come out and uh, you know do do his thing. Mhm. He's a he's a fun character. Um, yeah. I, I I Krog is a weird one. I'm not sure if I if I like him or, or you know absolutely. Well, he he's moving on his way to what he ends up in yeah. the 41st millennium so it's kind of in keeping but yes it's still a bit weird but 
his uh, his storyline is quite is quite interesting. The way he's sort of like, you know, gone from being a uh, a person asking, "Wait, am I actually a watersmith now?" to uh, to basically going, "Yeah, I'm a watersmith. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit you with everything I've got." Yeah, that's it. Do his thing. I mean, it's funny when they go through the amount of um, uh, weaponry and everything that, they, that they're throwing at it. You know, yeah, just, think, just, just just like the list of, of things is. And it's like, um, how much are they throwing at this at this space? Yes, yeah, absolutely tons. I'm just trying to think if I've got the thing up. So if I closed it, oh, no, I've closed it down. But yeah, there's a it, it says about a list, and you're just thinking, whoa. Yeah, so like a hundred, like a thousand, a hundred or a thousand typhons, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And it's like it, this. You know, it's like world-ending kind of stuff, and this yeah. is sort of—it's a major skirmish, but it's not the biggest. Okay, here we go. So it's, it's, so, yeah, so it's fifteen hundred and twenty-two Manticore assault carriers, thirteen Sakaran bombards, four hundred and seventy-six Death Strike platforms, four hundred and ninety-five Medusas, thirteen hundred and six Siege Dreadnoughts, eighty-four Typhon siege guns. 7,118 Thunderburst Toad gun, uh, Toad guns here. Yeah. You're just like, what? <laughs> that's, that's an insane amount of armor. It is, it is, it is. It's, it's crazy. And, and, and this isn't, I mean, this is only one of several major assaults mentioned in the yeah. year. You know, Dawn isn't, I don't think it's a spoiler to say Dawn doesn't feature that much in this particular battle. No. Um, because he's dealing with the other battles yeah. that are he's going on. Got everything else time. to worry about. And it's like, wow, okay, you know, it's, it's crazy uh, that much stuff, and that it's only a, it's only a small part of the overall war. Yeah. <clears throat> puts Just... the whole, puts the whole vastness of it into. Yeah, I mean, eighty-four typhons. I mean. Yeah. That's going to ruin anyone's day, surely. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it was. It, it's kind of epic in scale, but because it's, you get the feeling that we're not going to get to see the whole scale of the siege because yeah. it, it it just is too much to. Yeah, I I think it's all you know focus on sort of a, a half a dozen important bits, and the rest of it will have to be sort of tidied up at some point. Yeah, yeah, little little bits and stuff, and I think there's a few hints at uh, what we're getting in the uh, getting in other books, like the uh, the way they mention what um, what Magnus is up to. Yeah, sort of like, well, nobody's seen him, we don't know what he's up to, and then obviously we've had the reveal, you know, Fury of Magnus is uh, going to be a book and and that that thing, so he's got his own agenda, and it sort of touches upon that, but it, it's. It's the book that has kind of brought the scale of the conflict to the front, I think, for me. Yeah, also, it's sort of the one where we start to see the wheels kind of come off a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. not everything goes to plan for either side, really. No, exactly. You start to see the uh, so that the agendas really start to come through. Yeah, yeah. What, what I did like about it um, for the Iron Warriors was you actually got to see the exact sort of um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for the, the way they fight war 
um, you know. Oh, the 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 the, the numeracy of it, it's just like war by numbers. Yeah, and the whole way that they're they the guys inside the lions, lions gate uh, spaceport are fighting that war. Um, you know the the attitude that is taken by uh, which war smith is it that's uh, one of the one of the uh, trident I can't remember his name. Forex. Yes, Forex. Yeah, yeah. Within the within the uh, within the tower, and it's sort of like, whoa, well, uh, that's a uh, that's certainly an attitude to take, and that's a very different attitude that would be taken by any other any other legion. Yeah, I mean, Forex is an interesting one anyway because he's he's slightly more individually thinking, I tend to think, than some of the others mm. in the, in that particular legion anyway. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you've put a bit in the notes here. I'm actually interested now. In I don't remember this bit. Malkador having poo thrown at him. Do you not remember? It's when your boyfriend turns out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When we when uh, Corbax up a blight. Corbax up a blight of his, and yeah. some Malkador has a pop at him. Some bits come off, and then they start throwing. Uh, uh, little things start throwing poo and stuff at him, which is yeah, I did not approve of that. Yeah, I remember that now. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Corvax as a blight makes a makes an appearance. Does. Not, not a big one, but uh, a bit of an appearance. Yeah. And oh, um, obviously a couple of couple of characters see their end. Yes. Which I think this is the fewest number of characters <laughs> ending in a book so far major characters that is yeah one is one is strangely apt for this episode as well yeah yeah definitely but it's uh it's 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 a very interesting way and then obviously lots of uh, lots of portents hearkening to what what will be the state of play in 40k yeah um because that's what his sacrifice was all about um but not many stories come to a conclusion i guess uh no it's all i suppose Keelers might do. Yeah, possibly, but it possibly might be the end of Keelers. I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. Um, it, it feels like everyone, everyone else is still on the end. board, really. <clears throat> I think until we see Saturnine, we, we yeah. don't know. Um, and obviously, we 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 weren't rich enough to buy the. Oh no, you've got limited edition, haven't you? Well, I. You, you've I, got I, one. You just haven't got it in your hands yet. I'm not sure. Yeah, possibly. I can't remember what the conversation was now. I'm, I'm sure you got one off Mr. Rees. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll read that in due course. We'll read that in due course and then we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. everyone's pretty much still on the board sort of going forward, apart from a couple of a couple of people. Yeah, you could definitely see this is the end of, of Keeler's storyline and the whole Imperial, um, that Tissue de Vinatatis. Yeah. This could be a conclusion to that. But I've got a feeling it's not going to be. No, I, I, I'd imagine it to turn up sort of closer towards the end. But I think, I think she'll probably be on the back burner until... I've got a feeling know, that, that at least one of them, either her or Cinderman, is in uh, Saturnine. Oh, okay. I think I've seen the, 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 the what you call it, the uh, Dramatis Personae. Ah, uh, right, okay. I'm sure I've seen it somewhere. Um, I think that one of them is on there, but... I, I quickly clicked away from it because I, I I wanted no spoilers. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. As, as I said before, if you're wondering <laughs> what's going on, do not look at Lexicanum or the any other of those things because they update it with what's happened. Yeah, in the that, books that's, that's, that's my 
that's my biggest issue with the way that the, the books are being handled. Because when you're doing research for a show like the Word Bearer show, I yeah. did have to I did have to skip away from certain bits because it was like, oh no, I don't want to see that. Don't want to know what happened there. No, but yeah, no, it was fine. Um, yeah, so that was quite good. And then obviously you've got some thoughts on your boy Amon. Yeah, you know Amon never disappoints, man. You know, golden armored sort of legend. He's the fella from Blood Games, isn't he? Yes, and he's also in uh, March of Mankind. Yeah, that's yeah. He, he he was a fairly interesting character. Um, but it was it was it was interesting to see his juxtaposition with um, Valdor, who's a bit more. Eh, we'll just do what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so well, if if I have to do this, then yeah, we'll go. We'll, we'll you know, when the time comes, we'll do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was quite a yeah, really good book. And then you've got the uh, Zenith gunship. Yeah, I've noticed that one. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, so Sisters Science Flyer. So hopefully, we'll see that transition to actual models for them well and the stuff you listed that uh, that the um that the work that the um our iron warriors brought to the thing there's quite a few bits in there that we haven't seen before yeah this is true oh, I, I imagine the sakar and bombard or something is the um is the aquator yeah yeah i should think so because it's sort of the same same as chassis isn't it so similar yeah it looks, yeah. looks very similar but yeah the zenith gunship sounded pretty cool although it has rotor cannons but hopefully there'll be a bit more of yeah, anti-psychic rotor cannons. That would yes. be, that yeah. would be pretty okay. snazzy. Awesome. So what would be your summary of the book? It's your worth opinion, it. that is, yeah. Okay, um, so I enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. think I prefer Lost in the Damned more. Mm-hmm. Um, this gets... This is one of those books where it, just, it, it moves people around to where they need to be a bit more... I know it's really difficult because it would you can't not read it. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a book in the normal heresy series where you go, oh, I don't really need to. I don't want to follow that particular story or that particular character's or legion story. So I'll just give that book a miss. You can't not yeah, can't is. not read these. You know, which isn't a bad thing. It's a it's a good book, but I don't. You know, I'm, I'm comparing three very very good books and saying one of them isn't as good as the other two mm-hmm. and it's not doing it a disservice it's just the other two were really really good and this is in a sort of awkward position of it's got to get the characters to a certain point yeah it, it's very much a we've got to cover this do it as good as possible it does it really well you know yeah it does it does it does do that you it, get to see yeah. a couple of um cool matchups that you'd, you'd want to see or you've wanted to see mm-hmm. and um, others that aren't really a big matchup but yeah. are nonetheless quite cool yeah no it's, it's yeah it's a good book but for me yeah i prefer lost in the damned out of the out of the three what about yourself <clears throat> um yeah i think lost in the damned is a really oh, it's hard because solar war is really good as well yeah um, i've started re-listening to that actually just to I'm I'm kind of torn as to what's my favourite of the three, but I am leaning more towards Solar War. Mm. Um, and I think that's probably because of Logan. Well, yeah, that's that's fair enough. Um, but we'll see where we'll see where the next one ends up because we're, yeah, we're still bits of you know, there's plenty of bits still that 
sort of threads that still need to be sort of entwined into it from earlier books as well. Five more books to go, plus two novellas that we know of. So. Cool. I hope that there's been no delay on the publication of the mass market edition thanks to the virus. Because yeah. that would be very disappointing. <laughs> that would be annoying, yeah. It would be. It would be. But obviously, you know, need safety. So shall we have a quick look at what some essential word bearers books? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go I for it. I don't know how many of these you've read, but uh, I kind of picked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books here. You did. Seven I've read... That, that cover the main story. Two, three, four of them. Yeah, That's four of them. Pretty good. Uh, so the first one is Logar Aurelian. Sorry, no, it's Logar. Logar Bearer, Bearer of the Word. Word. Yeah, Logar Bearer of the Word. Have you read this one? That's no, that's one of the ones I haven't. Really, really good book. It's 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 not like the others, which are very much a um. This is about most. You know, the, it's a very different approach to the other Primark books. It's a bit like Curse in that it it doesn't it doesn't really look at the character of, yeah. of the Primark in in as they are. Also written by Gav Thorpe. Yeah. But this one um, looks at um, Lorgar's very earliest days. Oh, uh, okay. How he became who he is, and uh, how he gained, how he how he conquered cultures, and it does a massive amount of word build, world building. It's like um, I think there's an ch- entire chapter just about, well, at least it feels like it, um, dedicated just to explaining the day-night cycle of cultures. That's that is depth. Yeah, because it's kind of puts into frame. Well, this is why what we mean when we explain half this stuff about cultures, because you'd think it doesn't make sense because it's on a very different time, uh, you know, a day night cycle to the rest of to what to to a planet that you would normally think about. Yeah, days last for several of our days. <clears throat> yeah, and that's going to change a mindset of anybody, of, you know, of, uh, of any sort of group of people. Yeah, but it um, as book goes, I tell you what though, it'll make you hate uh, Cole Farrell. Yes, I can imagine. He's, he's not a nice guy at the best of times. I can only imagine he's a uh, sort of a piece of work back in the day. Yeah, but he he was a terrible dad, absolutely terrible dad. But it's it's very much law. Tends to be the case for the traitor Primarchs, though. Sorry. That does tend to be the case for the traitor Primarchs. They, mm. they they don't have good upbringings. Oh, Magnus had it. Magnus did all right. Oh yeah, that's true. But you know, there's the uh, whole uh, yeah. psychic shenanigans. Um, but yeah, no, very um, very very good book. I I would highly recommend it because it's a very it's a very high concept sci-fi book. Um, but obviously it's set in a in the in our, in our universe, which most people wouldn't associate with high high concept sci-fi. Um. But yeah, a lot of world bearing. Very, very Dune-like as well. Okay. Because Colchis is a desert planet. Then there's a lot of you can see a lot of influences from things like Dune. So yeah, definitely. I, I listen to it. I haven't actually read any of the Primarch books. I've listened to them all. <laughs> this is another one, fair enough. Um, then we've got the first Heretic, which is sort of the first word bearers book. I know you've read this one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because it's got the custodies in it. It does absolutely. It does. It was a fairly it's good. It's got book. them in it. Yeah. Aaron Dem- I think this was Aaron Dembski Bowden's first heresy book. 
I cannot remember. I think it was his first. So right. But it was really, really good. Um, yes, it's got some really cool things. Um, classic characters. Um, obviously, you get to see the the background of how the word bearers became what they are in the heresy. Because uh, this is all, all set bef- mostly before the before the heresy so yeah before the big reveal yeah um yeah the Argotard, isn't it? That's what, yeah I'm to what name was. yeah it introduces Argotard, uh, it's, it's everyone's favorite everyone's favorite word bearer's character absolutely the, the one that doesn't have a um a profile yeah but he is a he got to get a profile at some point when they do shadow Cru- when they do the shadow crusade i really want them to give him a profile because he'd be yeah. absolutely phenomenal um yeah and then we've got the uh follow-up to it this was a novella originally released as a um a uh, a a collect a limited edition i believe um aurelian um have you read this one this is a also by Anne Dempsey. Uh-huh. No, this is, the the short ones I've I've tend to <clears throat> sort of miss out on. Yeah, it it is republished in one of the um in one of the big books. I can't remember. Oh, okay. I, I'll put it in the thing, but it's um it's basically once because it, it's one of them stuff that basically Lorgar sends in the serrated sun chapter into the Eye of Terror, and they come back out as the Galvorback. Yeah. Um, and the um, and what happens in Aurelian is he is he is like okay I've sent in my kids they survived so I'm gonna go and have a look in myself because it's safe yeah Cause yes because he's a bit of a bit of a wuss really yeah and, he's not he's not uh, he's not the bravest of the um of the, of the Primarchs out there but that's not not a bad thing generally no, he, yeah um, and he uh, basically goes out and uh goes out and gets tested by the gods and he sees the uh he sees it all for himself nice so for, uh, the it's the full demon experience so sort this full warp experience yeah and it's on the cover so you know i'll, I'll he I'll, I'll spoil it a little bit but he uh he has to uh take on a uh avatar of cain oh yes no i just yeah, it's in um, Eye of Terror. I've just told oh, you. Oh, okay. It's in Eye of Terror as a uh, as a, uh, um, a book. short story. Yeah, uh, it's a bit of a novella, I think, but it's it is quite good. Um, yeah. Uh, then we've got No No Fear. No No Fear. So this is a big word bearer's book. Yeah. Um, they aren't the stars, but it's sort of yeah. the biggest. Um, introduction you know their biggest impact on the heresy i i would say they are the stars of this book uh, they, they may not be the lead actors but they're definitely the stars of this book hmm i don't know about that one <laughs> but they're very they, they are they are definitely a big big yeah. impact um on this uh, um on this book um because obviously the one who's launching the attack on um on uh, on calf and uh and uh obviously the uh the, there are some uh sort of cross words had between the uh two primarchs 
Yeah, well, more than more than a couple. Yeah, yeah, more than a couple. More than uh, a couple. And, yeah, and you, you you see some of the um, uh, sort of backstabbing going on um, amongst the leadership as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of backstabbing there there, but there it's a it's a really good book. It definitely should be definitely be, should be uh, read um, regardless because it's sort of a a pinnacle moment. Yeah, it's one of those bullet points in heresy that can't really be ignored. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely can't be ignored. This you know this happens. This was a this was a thing. Um, and uh, it, it was a big, it was quite a big deal. Um, okay, so uh, what else have we got here? We've got Betrayer. Betrayer. The, yeah. The, the follow-up, really, isn't it? Trying to follow up to yeah, follow yeah. up to First Heretic. It's a, well, it's sort of um, a fo- the follow-up to First Heretic because Byron and Duncan Bowdy, and it features a lot of those characters. But it's also straight after, more or less straight after No No Fear. Yeah. Um, it's a, this is and a, it's a good book for a couple of reasons meant to the book um really good ending though yeah <laughs> not gonna not gonna spoil anything but it, it's a really good ending um yeah. even if you're not even if the, the the parts involved don't really sort of float your boat at any point it's just as a book as a 40k 30k book it's a good book to read yeah and obviously betrayer um, refers to um, uh, Khan, who is uh, the the sort of a Ekorita. Yeah, I f- is he the? Would you say he's the primary character of the book, or? Yeah, I think you can't. Yeah, it, it's hard to say because it's because the Argoltal is definitely. He's in an I'm not sure whether he's the main protagonist or or a secondary protagonist or equal. But it's a, it's a hard one to place because there's pretty much equal emphasis placed on the um, on both the the word bearers and the world eaters in this. I mean, yeah, I just the, the set piece moment in it is just brilliant. Oh yeah, 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 very much so. The, 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 you can't deny that. No, really, really good. Um, yeah, brilliant book. Probably one of the better heresy books that they've done. <clears throat> uh, if not, oh, definitely up there in the top. Yeah, in, in it's, the, it's a it's a fan favorite, isn't it? That's the thing with it. It's yeah, yeah. There's, there's very little that you can that you can pick fault with in this. Um, okay, then uh, we've got the purge. This is a shorter story, so I don't imagine you've uh, no. You've this one skipped me by. But this is in, um, I think this is in the Silent War. Yeah, just double check that one. Yes, it's in the Silent War. It's Anthony. It's by Anthony Reynolds. Um, and basically, this is the story of, um, of, uh, well, there's basically a word bearer who is in the Crusader, Crusader host on Earth, and um, kind of looks at his uh, his betrayal. Um, as it were, because uh, he gets sent off to Istvan 5 without issue, because they're assuming that, oh, yeah, the word bearers, you basically oh, yeah. used to worship the emperor, we trust you, and there's some stuff going on, He's in a, it's sort of two different stories of a, of a, of a word bearer who sort of, well, you know, I, I believe, but I'm not that devout, 
Right. Uh, he goes on to be a character in the in the series in in the forty k series um, later on, um, and um, he was also featured in the uh, collectible card game as well. Um, so he's he's a reasonably popular popular character. Mm. But uh, Saw Talgron, yeah, Saw Talgron. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's so, so it's sort of the story is about him in the Shadow Crusade. But then there's lots of flashbacks to his time on Earth as part of the Crusader host and setting stuff up there. So that's, yeah, cool. that's a really, really nice novella. Um, I believe that was a limited edition as well uh, when it first came out. I think I've got a wallpaper from the time. Uh, um, okay, and then we've got, finally, um, it's the final part of the big story, I suppose, before we get to Siege of Terror, is Slaves to Darkness. Yeah. Because this sort of, I suppose it acts as a, that we know of at this point, a cap to Lorgar's story. Yes. Yeah, this is where he he hasn't featured since. No, he hasn't featured since. And um, it's quite good because you've got him going into the webway to try and find um, Fulgrim. um, And he gets up to some shenanigans. Wow. If anyone's going to do shenanigans, it's going to be him, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, but it's quite a good, it's quite a good story. Um, but it's obviously it covers a lot of the traitor legions, not just the word bearers, but it, it sort of gets them to where they need to be for the um, siege of terror. And yeah. introduces Zardu Layak as it, a yeah, absolutely. So and he's called on to do quite a lot of important stuff in the siege of terror. So that's quite a good yeah, one. Yeah, so, I mean, Layak's become kind of a... <clears throat> he becomes a, a central figure at this point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, uh, so that's pretty much what I would say was definitely the essential reading, but there are a couple of honourable mentions I'd like to, to mention. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there are some short stories spread around. I think there's Science of the Storm is quite a good one. That's in um, Tales of Heresy. But the the only thing with that one is it's a little bit out of step with the rest of them because it was written before before um, the first heretic. So yeah. there's aspects of it which don't make sense with later on, but there's a few books like that. Obviously, Battle for the Abyss, but the less said about that, the better. <laughs> We've just spoken about that, about, about, you know, uh, uh, you know, lost of the, uh, not lost in the damned, um, uh, first war. Yeah, and that's certainly a book that is much better than. Um, but then again, most of the Harrison books are better than that one. We shouldn't we shouldn't take the mickey. Yeah, but no, that is that's a terrible book. Um, yeah, but it's got word bearers in it. The word bearers are the main baddies. In yeah, it. but we've also got Revelation of the World, the Advent um, audio drama from this uh, from this year's Advent. And this is about Lorgar sort of finding his own words being used by a uh, by a, a cult oh, uh, yeah. during the Shadow Crusade. That, that's actually quite a good one, David Annadale. And then we've got um, Anthony Reynolds does Children of Sicarius, which sort of sets up um, Corferon's um, world um, and the world that eventually becomes the, the, the home of the word bearers in, um, in the Eye of Terror. And it's sort of his, um, his, his conclusion to his story. And he sort of uh, gets the uh, gets the um, gets the uh, um, opportunity to change 
um, the heresy, but in 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 the favour of the traitor, right. but decides not to. That seems just about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it introduces Kyric Kyric adepts as well to heresy, so it's like, hmm, you could use them as cultists. Yeah, they're in the stories now. Yeah, they're out there. <laughs> I know they're Asia Sigma models, but. There. We can let that go on this occasion, maybe. Okay. My so, Graham's ready to grumble. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But they're in the book, so yeah. it's fine. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, okay. So what we've got is we'll we'll um, go back to um, upcoming books. So uh, let's see what is upcoming. Uh, we've got um, Heralds of the Siege, and I've got this down here as. Its paperback release was 28th of um, March. Um, we know, obviously, that is not available um, yep. on um, Black Library, um, but it is available in um, from Amazon right now. Um, it was released on 2nd of April on Amazon, so so that's so that's that. Um, then we've got Lost in the Dams paperback that. Has that come out yet? I'll just double check. I'm just having a look on Waterstones' website actually to see if they've got it on there. Yeah, yeah, I'm checking Amazon. Sorry, I, I should have been more prepared for this one. I should have checked these ones. Obviously, £12.99. Lost the Waterstones. Damn. Lost Damn Top of Yeah, £12.99. It's, it's in yeah. uh, Amazon as well. Um, You've also got the hardback in uh, London Waterstones. Yeah, it's only like 35, 36p more expensive on Amazon to get the hardback. Yeah, cool. um, in fact, you can get it new for eleven ninety nine. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but some people like the paperbacks. Yeah. Um, Sons of the Selenar, that is down for twenty fifth of April, but it hasn't gone on pre order anywhere. So um, that would have gone on pre order yesterday. That's on pre order on. Yeah, It's got thirtieth uh, of April on. Um, on uh, Amazon. Yes, same on Waterstones. Yeah, yeah, same. So um, that's hopefully coming out. I haven't seen it pop up in Audible at all, um, which is a shame because um, I would have ordered it right away. Yeah. Um, is it on? I'm just going to double check the Black Libraries. Um, what do you call it? Their uh, coming soon section. No, I want Warhammer Community, not Black Library. It's weird. Yeah, they, they've, they've moved it all around. It's like, ah. <laughs> like, I don't know, it'll be just on the Black Library site. Um, I'll see if they've updated this because, uh, yeah, I haven't checked. Um, yeah, Sons of the Selenar, pre oh, pre order 25th of April. Sorry, I thought it was available. I put down available 25th of April. Okay, so that's it. So that's pre order 25th of April. Um, so so that release on the t- 2nd of May ish, roughly. Yes, 2nd of May. Um, yeah, second of May. Uh, then we've got Lionel Johnson, Lord of the First, up for pre-order on the 23rd of May. Yeah, these are pre-order dates. On, I, yeah. I just did, not thinking. Uh, obviously, Sat 9, 20th of June. Fingers crossed. And Titan Death. Titan Death paper, also. 20th of June. So hopefully they're all going to come as they are. Fury yeah. of Magnus, 22nd of August for the limited edition. And then we know... Fever of Magnus is coming sometime in November as yeah. a non-limited edition. So, fingers crossed. 
lots of stuff to look forward to. Anyway, right, what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll leave this here, and I'll go into uh, talk about um, uh, word bearers fluff. Lovely. Like all the Primarchs, Lorgar was taken by the Chaos Dots and deposited on another world, in this case the feudal world of Colchis, where he was first found by a nomadic tribe known as the Declined, uh, who named him a name which translates as the Raincorn. Seventeen days later, he was discovered by the exiled priest of the planet's ruling religion, the Covenant. Sensing greatness in the child, the priest, Corferon, convinced Lorgar to join his band of exiles, the Godsworn. And when he agreed, Korg Theron had his followers slaughter the decline to cover up the boy's identity. Korg Theron had Lorgar learn everything about the Covenant, and soon Lorgar came to believe in the religion absolutely. But Korg Theron abused Lorgar, physically and emotionally. But Lorgar remained loyal to him despite the abuse, even saving his life during a mutiny among the crew. Lorgar soon started to be plagued by visions of a golden figure he called the One, a single god to replace the polytheism of the Covenant's great powers. Lorgar grew in his abilities and beliefs, and soon was named the Archpriest of the Godsworn, and was named by Corferon as Bearer of the Word. His fame grew, and he began growing his army by freeing slaves of the Covenant, and then began a march on the capital, Varadesh. At the gates of the city, he delivered a fiery sermon, after which the lower priest of the Covenant presented him with the bodies of the faith's leadership, handing over ruling of the religion to him. He then campaigned across cultures for several years, uniting all under his leadership. Some by conversion, but other cities were put to the sword for refusing to submit to the faith of the One. The last city to stand against him was Galar... I'll get this right. Gehivarla, protected by a storm generator from the Dark Age of Technology. But upon approaching the Shield of Storms, he parted it, a miracle allowing his army to flood the city and make him master of all cultures. But his belief in the One caused a schism among the Covenant, with half pledging themselves to Lorgar and half refusing to abandon the powers. And so began a six-year civil war which ended with Lorgar storming the Cathedral of Illumination, killing the monks inside and the final hierarchy of the Covenant. When the war concluded, Lorgar told his followers that the One, who he now called the Emperor, would come to the planet one year later. But Corferon told his adopted son that he remained a believer in the old gods of the faith, 
though he believed the Emperor to be the most powerful of their kind. The 17th Legion, when formed on Tara, were a dowel bunch drawn from the sons of the Emperor's defeated enemies. They fought with utter devotion and a fanatic zeal. Early on, they gained the name the Imperial Heralds, as it was their purpose to deliver an ultimatum from the Emperor, which they did by sending in a single lone warrior with a skull helm and black power armour and winged mace, telling them that they must submit or be destroyed. When an enemy was defeated, the Imperial Heralds would empty their libraries and records of anything considered heretical or sorcerous, which gave them the nickname of the Iconoclasts. When the Emperor arrived on Colchis with Magnus the Red, Lorgar dropped to one knee and led the population of Colchis in rejoicing and worshipping the Emperor. At the conclusion of the festivities, Lorgar was ordered to take his best warriors into the Imperial Heralds, now renamed the Word Bearers, and join the Great Crusade. Lorgar, the most pious of all the Primarch, conquered planets slowly because they remained and built temples and shrines to venerate the Emperor on each conquered world. And they burnt ancient scrolls, books, artworks and icons which they deemed blasphemous and heretical against the belief that the Emperor was a god. Lorgar was able to convert entire worlds of the faith with speeches and sermons and wrote works on the divinity of the Emperor, the most famous one being the Lectitio Divinitatis, the book which would one day form the basis of the Imperial Creed. This continued for a century, but the Emperor soon became angry with the word bearers spreading of faith in him as a god, which clashed with the official doctrine of the Imperial Truth, as well as the slow pace of their conquest. And so we have the 13th Legion, the Ultramarines, destroy the city of Monarchia, the capital of Kerr, which the word bearers believed to be the perfect city because of the devotion of its citizens. In the ashes of the city, the word-bearers in their entirety were forced to kneel before the Emperor, Malkador the Sidulite, and Rebute Gulliman, and re-pledge themselves to the Great Crusade and renounce their faith. Lorgar was distraught. He came to realise that his faith in his father was false, but still believed that faith was central to the human psyche. Encouraged by Corferon and Erebus, who remained followers of the old gods of the Covenant, who were in truth the ruinous powers... Lorgar began to investigate the old faithful cultures. This led uh, Lorgar to undertake the pilgrimage, a journey from Colchisian myth to find a place where the gods and mortals meet. Rejoining the Great Crusade as a front for the pilgrimage, during which they brought more worlds uh, to compliance than any other legion in the last 50 years of the Great Crusade. Eventually they came to the world of Cadia, where a chaos priestess, Ingefell, was anointed by the ruinous powers to act as Lorgar's guide, and undertook a ritual which allowed her to ascend to demonhood as Ingefell the Ascended. Ingefell then took the Legion into the Great Eye. Lorgar sent the Inserated Sons chapter, where they witnessed firsthand the fall of the Eldar Empire and were told that they didn't survive because they were unable to accept the primordial truth. That in order for humanity to survive, they had to mistake the they had to avoid the mistakes of the Eldar and accept chaos. The pilgrimage ultimately proved that the imperial truth was false and gods really did exist. Lorgar then journeyed into the Great Eye to see the revelations for himself, and when he returned, the Legion pledged themselves to the Dark Gods and conducted a purge of the Legionnaires who would not accept the teachings of chaos. They then spent the next 40 years sowing the seeds of heresy, sending chaplains out to other legions, secretly helping to form the warrior lodges to subvert the legions from within. And Erebus, the legion's first chaplain, was sent to serve with the Lunar Wolves, where he orchestrated the corruption of Horus.
If you want to the value, the, the money value of your armies, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to introduce this one, uh, Rob? Uh, right, yeah. Um, oh, okay. no, wait, you introduced August. Uh, I'll do. Yeah, I okay, did, yeah, yeah, you yeah. do. You no, do you this should. one. Oh, okay, okay. So, after you've heard why the word bearer justly turned on the emperor and justly sided with the ruinous powers of chaos. You can tell who plays who here, can't you? How does this translate to the text? This is the first time we've done one of my legions, so... And, yeah, 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 absolutely. You so, keep going, Michael. You're I'm absolutely quite, right. Quite happy. Um, let's have a look at this special rules. So we'll start off with the, 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 the specific legion's special rules. So... Um, so if I if we run by these through these um, one each, because I think there's like four or five here. So I'll start with the first one. So we've got true believers, which is my favorite rule of theirs. Roll three D6 for all morale checks, excluding fear and pitting checks and pick the two lowest dice. Yeah, That's nice. Pretty Saved good. my bo- bottom on a number of occasions. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's okay, I suppose. I mean, to be fair, Michael, I've seen the way you roll dice. Morale checks should be at least of your worries. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think. You would think. You would think. Anyway. Okay. Uh, the other one they've got is cut them down, which means they must always make sweeping advances and must re-roll sweeping advance rolls of one. I'm not sure that's a disadvantage in any way, so it seems reasonable. It strike me as a bad thing. No, it's okay. No. But to be fair, aren't you gonna aren't you gonna make <coughs> advances in general? I'm trying to think of instances where you wouldn't want to do it. If you wanted to hold the unit there, they're mm-hmm. already fleeing, though, aren't they? That's the whole point. Oh, yeah. Doing a sweeping advance, so they're already uh, going to go. Can't think of any reason why you wouldn't want to do it if you could. If there was something really scary just behind what's running away from you. Hmm bringing you into countercharge range from of something that you don't want to get charged by. But you'd already be charged but by the... When you D6 out of the way, wouldn't you? Yeah, because yeah, you'd mm. do it right after. There's no moving sweeping advances. Mm. I don't know when you would, wouldn't want to do it. Maybe somebody's got some cool tactics for us. Okay. But anyway, right. what, what about charismatic leadership, Rob? Well, yeah, this, this one's a bit of a tax one, isn't it? Some people look at it as a negative, but... I'm not sure. Again, I'm not really sure it is. Um, all word bearers detachments must have a second compulsory HQ choice, which must be a chaplain or a centurion. That's charismatic leadership. Chaplains aren't a bad consul no, choice. They are, but they're not great. very useful, I think. They, uh, they're also able to use the psychic powers of malefic demonology. I think they're the only legion. I know they're the only legion that can. Are they, though? I couldn't. Where are you getting this from, Michael? They are. It's in the rule book. Where? In uh, the librarian section. In the okay. generic Legion Red Book. The one that says Lorgar can use it. Yeah. But the Diabolist, for example, can't use Malefic. And burning whatever it is. Burning, burning law. Burning law. We'll, come on, we'll come on to that. Okay. But, um, okay, so the other thing is the Pravian's Automata um, can you take Hatred Everything as a special rule. That's, That's pretty, that is pretty so good. Vorax with hate, not yeah, Vorax with Hatred Everything. Can they take Vorax? Yeah, they can. Yeah. 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 Uh, burning Law, yeah. So any word bearers, Sorry. Praetor, Diabolist, 
This is unique war gear. Yeah. Centurion or chaplain may take it and becomes a mastery level one psyker with access to biomancy or telepathy. And there's a lot of discussion whether they can take malefic demonology or not, because the book says no. But but the actual um, if, oh, I'm gonna open it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it. Oh, the red book. Oh damn, I've um, I, I I've reinstalled Windows on my computer, so my um, book software hasn't had it in, in you know. Um, yeah. Put it yet. So man uh, looks up thing on the internet. No, no, I am actually opening the book. I've got the EPUB on my computer. Um, because obviously, where else am I going to put it? It's just it's not in my reading yet. Um, because I'm silly and as I said, reinstalled Windows and haven't put the books into. Um, would you like me to read it? Because I've got it in front. Uh, Legionis Astartes, Edge of Darkness. There it is. Um, yeah, it's opening it now. But there is a lot of discussion. Can they take malefic demonology or not? I, I've no, never no. gone with it, but a lot of people will say you can. But and it's one of those things that probably needs to be FAQ'd. What, right. page, what page are we looking at here? So we're looking at page 93 of... No, 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 no. What you want is um, the Centurion. You want the Legion Centurion consoles, and you want the librarian oh. entry. Here we go. Um, so the librarian, there's no, there's no doubt about that yeah malefic psychic powers are not available to any model with psychic powers other than models with legionis starty's word bearer special rules that are part of the trait of faction and in the case of their primarch when using Wargar charge so this says any model with psychic powers other than models with legionis starty's word bearers so a lot of people will assume that if you've got a psychic power model that can has psychic powers then it can take malefic demonology no way because that's in the librarian section, though, isn't it? Yeah, but this yeah. is any model with something. Wait a minute, else. wait a minute. Let's have a look. That's, that's I, where people are. That's I where think the, that's a massive stretch. Like, no, no, that is. It's, it, I don't know, it's in the librarian console yeah. rules. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but as I said, it, it contains law guards rules in it as well. Mm. So I said, for me personally, I, I don't take demonology um on a level well i'm not going to take it on level one i might, I might take it on a tail but i'm not going to take okay. it on a on a on a, on a level so, one chaplain or something i see what you're saying here so what we're saying is because the that that section psychic powers in the age of darkness is in the librarian section does it relate to the librarian or not or is it a generic discussion yeah, about psychic powers because of the way it says any model with psychic here's, powers. Here's that, my that, argument for this. If that was the case, then why doesn't it say that in Burning Law? And why hasn't it been changed in the FAQ? It also says it has it in the Lawgar thing as well. It's the problem we had with Lawgar way back last year when we were doing something. I remember what it was. And we had to put, we had to look at this to show that Lawgar could do malefic. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you totally can, but I suppose it's what I'm struggling with, I suppose, is that is this relating to any model up with Lorgar and a librarian that say got the Legion of Astartes word bearers, um, or is it any Legion of Astartes word bearers model with psychic powers? And that's kind of the crux of the argument, isn't it, Michael? Exactly. Uh, it has caused no end of discussion amongst word bearers mm -hmm. players um, as to which one is correct and which one is wrong. You know what? Now that you now that you pointed that out to me, I'll concede the point. I I would you'd be hard pushed to you know guarantee that you were right in doing it but there's certainly a gray area like you say yeah it's one that i think definitely needs an faq 
Yeah, I mean, you would mm. think all well, they need to do is to say in Burning Law, they also have access to Malefic, and that would solve the problem, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm, interesting. They've not fixed that. But yeah, that's a that's a good one. That okay? I take it back. It's only word bearers players who argue about this. And I don't know, and there aren't that many of us, are there? <laughs> um, okay. okay. So, uh, what about taking weapons then, uh, uh, Graham? So, any word bearers character that can take a power weapon can take a tainted weapon instead. Now, it's just a normal close combat weapon, so normal profile, but it does have the imp- instant death and specialist weapon uh, rules. So basically you can get hit by a you know a club with no AP. If you fail your armor save, it will kill you outright, which isn't bad for 10 points or 15 points, I guess. So yeah, pretty good. I think would it be better than giving, would that be more useful than giving up the AP three factor? <laughs> Depends really. Maybe. Well, suppose you could don't... take it as something else though. You don't see it very often, but what you do see is it's taken instead of digital lasers because it's a um, uh, for because it's a specialist weapon. It's quite cheap to pair up with a um, uh, paragon blade or power fist. Oh, that's devious. Yeah, it is. Yeah, good. Um, Paragon blade and tainted weapon gives you an extra attack for 10 points, whereas taking a digital lasers is 15, I think. Yeah. And if you've got burning law. If you've got, if you just so happen to roll on um, Iron Arm, um, on Biomancy, mm. that's that's pretty good. Yeah, just a yeah. bit. Instant death. Yeah, I can, t- I can see that being very, good. very situational. Yeah, agreed. But still interesting. Okay, um, who's going to talk about the conversion dissonator? This is a relic, so this is the yeah. crazy stuff that you never see in game because they're basically banned. Crazy books, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. once. Game for one town only, all invulnerable stages within 12 inches of the conversion dissonator can be negated. I remember this includes your own invulnerable save as well. Madness. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we never yeah. see them. <laughs> yeah, you never see this stuff, but it's always worth mentioning. Okay. So who wants to talk through the rights of war? What about you, Rob? Do you want to? Uh, yeah, I could do the first one. The Dark mm. Brethren. Um, yes, uh, I believe uh, the mandatory, mandatory choice for this is you've got to have a model based on Tim Curry. Um, I have arch traitors, so all independent characters gain preferred enemy loyalists. Very useful. Sign- yeah, preferred enemies ace. It is ace. Um, signs and portents. After everyone is deployed, nominate one unit in your force and let your opponent know which opponent know which one it is. Flip a coin, and if you win the toss. The nominated unit gets preferred enemy everyone, or if you lose, everyone gets preferred enemy against it. Um, so, yeah, that's a bit random. Because um, you'd already get preferred enemy loyalist, wouldn't you? You see what I mean? Uh, oh, no, only independent characters get that as standard. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Very good. So, this, my, so my if, bad, if, yeah. if, if this is a big boyfriend squad, it could mm. be... Um, could be really good or really bad. Or really bad, yeah. Um... Welcome to the word bearers. Yep. Mm. Uh, so this one, this one gets interesting. Um, from beyond, Codex demons become battle brothers, but this has now been replaced by demons of the ruin storm, and they're agents of the war master, which means that they're sworn brothers with all traitors. So this bit's a bit outdated. Yeah. Um, and then hell follows with them. This 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 could be particularly nasty for uh, Chris's future project. Enemy 
enemy psychers taking perils of the warp suffer instant death. That's great. Thousand Sons and the Word Bearers are never going to fight each other, so it's fine. Well, of course not. Um, <laughs> they must take a Diabolist as a compulsory HQ. So, so that is all that, three of your HQ choices taken up? Yeah, because you you've still, still got to take a Chaplain, you've got and to take a Praetor to get Master of the Legion, and then you've got to take the Diabolist as well. Or you take Zaldu, what's his face, yeah, who does we'll, all, we'll, does we'll all three. We'll come to that. Yeah. We'll come to that. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and the reason... And the reason Graham will never take it is you're only allowed one heavy support choice. That's just nonsense. <laughs> okay. So she, okay. You didn't complain about it when one of the Space Wolf ones only lets you take one heavy support choice. You seemed it was, you seemed it was, deemed it was totally reasonable because they didn't need it anyway. They don't have, have any tanks left, remember? To be fair, this um, right of war is universally considered to be awful. Really? Yeah. Another one. You don't. It's very situation. Yeah. Very situational because there's not that many enemy psychers you're going to be play, playing in narrative games. Maybe Coda, more you, coming you, forward. Yeah, maybe you can already be. You can already take demons as sworn brothers. True. Signs and portents, flipping a coin. It's a fifty-fifty whether you get your squad gets screwed. That is shite. You're not wrong. Yes. So the only thing you really gain from this. Uh, you truly gain from this, absolutely, is independent characters get preferred enemy loyalists. And you can force your opponent to instant death on Perils of the War. If they're taking sight if they're taking enemy if they're taking psychers. So it's it's very situational. That's that's my take on this. Okay. What situation would that be? <laughs> if you are if you so happen to be playing an, ar- <laughs> an army with a knight with a knight errant who's a librarian. Yeah, that's that, that is niche. That is the niche of niche. Yeah. Okay, so last of the serrated sons. This is definitely not the histogram. <coughs> last of the serrated sons. Do you do you want to talk through this one, Chris? Oh dear, dear. Right, this last is It's better. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's better than the other. <laughs> <laughs> I said, sure welcome to it. welcome to the word bearers. Oh, I know, right. Galvorback become troop choices and must take a drop pod or ambulance pattern drop pod as a dedicated transport. Uh, or any infantry units that can access have access to a rhino, sorry, get the option to take a drop pod. Burning Sun, enemy units within 12 inches of an arriving drop pod must take a pinning test. All infantry units must start the game in a drop pod, in teleportation, deep strike reserve, or inside a transport flyer. You can't take any mobile units, you can't take any fortifications or allied detachments. Graham. Graham's not doing that either then. No, that's no, a pass. Drop it. The thing is, it's really good that Galvorback can take troop choices, uh, can become a troop choice, and can take an Anvilus Pandra drop pod or you know, anything else. Problem is, it only limits the unit size to five. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And that, because I was, I was looking at this one for the list building, I was like, oh, Kraken. And I went, oh, I don't know, wait, they're bulky, aren't they? Yeah. Mind yeah. you, drop pods aren't expensive. Normal drop pods, 30 odd points. Galvor back are expensive. They are. You could kind of yeah. scattergun, you know, four squads of them, I suppose, but there's probably not enough to carry it. They need to be in big numbers, I think, or bigger numbers yeah. than five. Interesting. Um, yep. So have yeah. they got any, anything decent in any of is that, is that it, basically? Is that, is that what, That's it. Yeah. That's it. No wonder the flipping traitors lose every flipping event we ever run. Okay. <laughs> 
you also may not take a mobile unit since you may yeah. not take any fortifications or allied detachments. So you couldn't take any drop Terrible. pods, could you then? Sorry? Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking, a mobile units and drop pods. <laughs> you couldn't take uh, the other drop pods. The, oh, my God. It's the big ones. Caribus. Caribus. The Caribus. The gun, the gun ones. The ones oh, that, the dread dre- 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 yeah, storms. Yeah, Death storms. Yeah. You can't yeah. take them. You can't take. Them. Actually, yeah, no, I don't think you can take them. Why can't you take okay. them? No, no, they only become immobile when they hit the ground. They're, they're not immobile oh, yeah. when they're. Oh, oh, I you can take tarantulas. Tarantulas, no, you can't take them. No, but anyway, um, yeah, so that's that's that. Um, I mean, that's not yes. a great. That's not a great pair of rights of war, is it? No, we don't really have. Not when you've got how to the moon or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Got revelations the blood angels have got well, bear has got dealt a, a pretty rough hand there anyway so yeah, moving, on, moving on to legion specific units i'll take the diabolist um he's a unique console for the word bearers he has the demon special rule and preferred enemy loyalists in melee he can't take a jet bike a bike terminator armor a power fist or thunder hammer but he does give you access to jar channeling. Generally, he's considered a bit disappointing. But if he can take malefic demonology via burning law, that having the demon special rule means he's safer to use because with perils of the warp, you know, um, yes, it's a big if. But yes, yeah, perils of the warp is is safer for him to take. Otherwise, you, otherwise they peril on doubles, don't they? If you're yeah, exactly. Malefic. So uh, it's as I said that's if he can use malefic and say come on mm-hmm. forge world give us an faq on that one now dark channeling what you ask it's an upgrade for tactical breacher assault veteran or terminator squads you roll a d6 at the beginning of the game for each unit that you wish to grant this to at the beginning of the game on a one to three the unit gains ze- gains zealot not bad is it no it's not bad on a four or a five it gains plus one strength nice nice yeah. on a six it gains the demon special rule which means that an apothecary can no longer join the squad. It no longer counts as scoring. And at the end of the game, counts as being destroyed for the purposes of calculating victory points. Or as I call it, a kick in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, and I think this can also be taken by a Pravian's Automata. I, I'm sure I said I'm sure, I saw that's in the FAQ. But it's, yeah. it, it, it's like you've got two really great results and then a really rubbish one. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you could with some very bad rolls end up with zero scoring units exactly so it's 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 too risky it's a very risky thing to take but um why why do they do that i mean it always seems to be the way that i mean i know there's this whole point of chaos and chaos is chaotic and and so that fickle and what have you but blooming egg it'll make things hard for you doesn't it anyway what about the ashen circle graham so the ashen circle are a special type of destroyer squad so we'll call with that uh, the Legion book, the Legion's book burners, these are referred to as. So they now upgraded to weapon skill five, thanks to their play test rules. Give them a bit more of a chance. They carry um, axe rakes, which are plus one strength and AP three, which is great. And they add plus one to the initiative for the purposes of making sweeping advance. So this can also be replaced with the power axes for additional five points per model. As destroyers, they can only be joined by a Moritat or a Chaplain and carry hand flamers as their ranged weapons, uh, which the Icon class, which is the um, Sergeant equivalent, yeah. can swap out for the Inferno, which is 
you know, the little melter pistol or the plasma pistol. And he can also take phosphorex bombs. They're great, you know, mm. pretty good. They've also got hardened armor when they deep strike. Um, and all units within D6 take strength three AP5 hit from their hand flamers when they arrive, basically. And when they charge, they always make hammer wrath attacks at strength five, which counts as a flamer type attack. So, you know, I'm not quite sure what that difference that would make, but yeah, there you go. So they're actually a pretty good unit, I think. They've certainly had better now. They've changed the points and they've made them a bit more accessible. Yeah. And yeah. They, they're, they're something to be reckoned with, really. Strength five, AP3, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think they're I think they're all right. Mm. Uh, they are much better now um, with the playtest rules. Um, they used to be, to be honest, fairly yeah. disappointing. Yep. No two ways about that. But they 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 are much much better now that they uh they don't they 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 cost a little lot a lot less and they've got a better hand weapon. Agreed. Not to be messed with. Oh, who's yeah. next? Who's going to talk about the gal of all that? John Rob. Oh, okay. The wore back, yes. Uh, the original possessed marines. Admittedly, in the fluff, all of them bar one were wiped out at Istvan 5. We all know who that one was. That's emotional enough. Uh, and any created then were technically the Vakra gel, but, uh, you know, we'll, you know. We'll, we'll just let that Yeah, go. that's my actually moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do the voice of uh, comic book guy from Simpsons, but I was reading that uh, in that voice in my head. Uh, all the Galvorback have two wounds. The Dark Martyr, who's the sergeant, has three. They're all weapon skill five, strength five, toughness five, initiative five, and are all armed with bolt, pist- bolt pistols, bolters, uh, and grenades. Yep, they have grenades. Uh, weirdly, mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the models, you think, they're going to have trouble picking anything up, but hey-ho. Uh, they've all got the demon special rule. They're bulky, stubborn, they have rage, rending in close combat, and they can deep strike. Nice. They can take one special weapon per five, but they can never score. Nope. Power mm-hmm. moves are a popular upgrade, though, because then they do go up to strength seven. So in that, sorry, in that burning, whatever it was, the Bright of War, where they become compulsory troop choices, yeah. Yeah, they're still not scoring. Nope. Crikey. Okay. And even though they have deep strike, they still have to buy a drop pod. Yep. Yes. Yep. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the word bearers. <laughs> we You'll like get, it. We, we no, got short straw on a lot of stuff. You like yeah. this though, Graham? The power moles are power moles take them up to strength seven and with AP four they can knock the living bejesus out of Castellax. That is true, I suppose. They still get a save, but yeah, they can. You're right. Um, but I've just thought anything that can give Castellax a bit of a slap is likely all, to be... It's always good in my book. Yes, exactly. Um, Dark Martyr, you normally do see him with a power fist for uh, 5 strength, 10 attacks on the charge. Yes, not absolutely. To be, not to be sniffed at. Um, they can be vulnerable to being blasted off the board by Medusas and Vindicators. Um and as they don't have the Legion of Starties rule, they don't benefit from true believers or even the standard regroup, regardless of casualties rule. So if they get below 25% and run, they're only regrouping on Snake Eyes. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, um, they have some strengths. They certainly have some weaknesses, but still beautiful models from a... Mm aesthetic point of view they're they're old models now for heresy models but they still hold up really well oh yeah yeah. 
Okay, very good. Just seeing um, what the demon special rule. Because we five five plus in one. Five plus yeah. in one. That's it, isn't it? I'm seeing anything for pinning or anything, but no. Cool. Uh, the Margragal uh, tainted dreadnought. This is what happens when the Galvor back gets in turn into a contempt of dreadnought. It's very expensive, extremely so. And Warbearers players love the model, but it costs more than 50% more than a similarly equipped standard Contemptor. But its rules don't make up for the cost. It exchanges the uh, automatic shielding for the Demon special rule, Adamantium will, and it will not die. And all flame. Yeah. And all flame, Volkite, Fusion, Plasma, or Melter weapons fired at it hit at minus one strength. And if it explodes, it does so at strength six, AP five, with Soul Blaze. It's close combat fear tests taken against it have a minus two penalty. Ouch. Mm. That'll do it. As a demon, it's only a ballistic skill three, so not great of ranged attacks, but you can take the warp fire plasma cannon, which fires three shots at strength eight with no gets hot. <coughs> close combat weapons also have the blind special rule. It's bad for other demon or psychic units to be around because only within six inches at the end of the turn, Take a strength five AP two hit that ignores cover at the end of the turn. Meaning that it does synergize with Galvor, but it doesn't synergize with Galvor back. Characters with Burning Lord, Diabolist units, or with Dark Challenge or Demon allies. So basically everything the word bearers have that's good. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, it's immune to the dangerous Dickwood terrain and ignores obstacles that measure one inch across. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's that thing of people um, trying it in um, Zone Mortalis and just walking it through walls. Yep, basically. Oh, it, really? can, it can do that in theory. Really? Cause, okay. Yeah, because the, the wall sections are only half an inch mm. or three quarters of an inch thick. I guess so. Seems a bit much, but yeah. Fair enough. Right. Who's going to do Ere- Erebus the man? Uh... I guess it's my turn. Um, mm. Erebus, um, the Legion's uh, the Legion's first chaplain, the Corruptor of Horus, arguably the very first Chaos Space Marine and probably the most hated character in the Heresy. Um, he counts as a chaplain, Diabolist and has Master of the Legion, so fills both the requirements for charismatic leadership and the Dark Brethren right of war. Mm. But you still need yeah. to go second hq so but he fills out the diabolist and the chaplain requirement meaning you can take a praetor uh, and that's common for a lot of characters um he's got zealot adamantium will um uh sorcerers what the what has happened there um he's got harbinger of chaos sorry there's there's this uh, i've written it and I've, I've done something wrong with the, with the writing um he's got um harbinger of uh, chaos allows him to use dark channeling uh he's also a level one psyker and allows you to bring an allied detachment of chaos demons although that rule is now redundant as all traitor legions can take demons of the ruined storm as allies now so mm-hmm. the, the, and this is a general thing you will find going out throughout the characters mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's he's all right. Not gonna set the world on fire though. Nope. I'll set the galaxy on fire, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. the main reason why people would take him, uh, you know, back in the day, was so that they could they didn't have to take a diabolist and a chaplain for the um for the right of war. Yeah. 
because a lot of people were sort of like, well, it's the right of war. It's designed for the Legion. It must work somehow. And it was like, no, this is never going to work. Stop it. Don't take it anymore. <laughs> Please, no. It, it's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. And, okay. yeah, we um, we ended up with uh, with um, with him. Not You don't see him taken very often. I, I don't think I've ever seen him in a game. I don't think I have either, actually. Interestingly enough, not not a popular choice by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, a lovely model. Though. Okay, yeah, very good. Lovely model. Okay, so what about Corferon? Graham, do you want to? Yeah. Talk through the daddy. The daddy. So um, he is the old man in power armor and the chief competitor with Erebus, for most hated person in the heresy ever made. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, if you read um the Lorgar Primarchs book. You, you'll 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 want to destroy the model every time you see it. Okay, he is the first chaplain of Captain of the Legion Roller. Uh, he's also he's a warlord with, and all word bearers get plus one leadership. Unless Lorgar is also in the army, he must have the warlord. He must be the warlord, basically. He counts as a diabolist and is a level two psyker, so no slouch. He wears customized cataphracti Terminator armor, which gives him a six plus field of pain and a single single use hand flavor. Um, he is closer to a baseline human than a true Astartes, as his stat line is closer to that of a guardsman with weapon skill 4, toughness 3, initiative 3, and 3 attacks with his twin lightning cores. The main reason people take him is he's cheap and fills two of the HQ requirements for the Dark Brethren. He also allows you to take an allied attachment of demons, but as I already mentioned, this is completely redundant. If you do take him, he's best taken with biomancy to try and toughen him up a bit. It makes sense. Okay, so really he's just there to sort of fill requirements, but he's not going to set the world on fire. Not with that stat line. Nope. You don't want him getting into combat. Instant killed on strength six and above. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm, okay. Because he's he's just a he's just a human with a few enhancements. Got it. Yeah. I mean, later on he does keep going after Gulliman rips his heart out. Yep. And that doesn't stop him. So you know, in in some ways he's bolt hard well i think that's because he's got the he's still got the second heart for a a, a astartes but he was too old when they um when they were upgrading lorgar's faithful most faithful warriors he was too old to become a full astartes so he's he's very much a half astartes Mm. he does try he does try on doesn't he um and with um gilliman and you thinking he's got gilliman on the ropes and then gilliman goes mental which is marvelous (laughs) very enjoyable you do wish you'd get him though. I must admit, I was literally rooting for him to be murderized by Gilliman at the end of that um, betrayer. Was it betrayer? Uh, no, no fear. No, no, no fear. fear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Who's next? Uh, ooh, next we have Chris. Uh, yeah, Chris. Hardulay. Best white bear character. Yeah, I think so. I like him a lot. <clears throat> Uh, catcher, uh, so Zardu Lack, a character who features prominently in the novels from Slave to Darkness onwards, and like Erebus and Corvair, Faeron counts as a Diabolist for the purposes of the Dark Brethren. He also gives plus one to Dark Channeling roles. He doesn't have the best stat line, but Demon and Zealot help make up for that. He's a master of Psycho, that can take powers in Pyromancy. What? Well, we kept losing you there, so we got Mastery Level 1 Psycho, so... The master level two psyker that can make powers of pyromancy, um, malefic demonology, 
which is safe for him to use with his demon special rule. He also gets to pick which powers he wants. If taken so as a warlord, yeah, exactly. If he's taken as a warlord, Ash and Circle become a troop's choice. Nice. His weapon is the Azuda Chiaris, a two handed strength plus two AP4 four staff, which allows a single reroll of a single failed psychic power once per game. He also wields the Penelope of Penelope. 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 Which gives all word bearers within 12 inches a plus one bonus to combat resolution and sweeping advance rolls. He allows you to take an allied attachment of demons and can take the Anactus Cool Blade slaves as his bodyguard. Oh, I love them. Yeah, they are brilliant. There is. So, blade slaves are a pair of bodyguards who must remain with Lek all times. They have three wounds and demon rage, and it will not die. They have plasma pistols and the Anactus blades, which are strength three specialist weapons. So, you don't get extra com- extra attacks to having two close combat weapons. If you roll a five or six to wound, become AP2, and each unsaved wound generates two wounds, which must be saved against separately. If Lack is ever slain, they go crazy and try to charge the nearest infantry or monstrous creature, focusing on whichever unit has the most models in base contact with, be these friends or foes. Uh, they also have the least known as Astartes or Red Bearers rule. But they are cool as the gang. Yeah. They are very good. He's a good character. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. he is quite cool. Okay. All right. Always taking with his friends. Who's going to do Hall Belloth? Ooh, good old Hall Belloth. Uh, be Rob, wouldn't it? <coughs> I think that is me. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, good old Hall Belloth. I don't know. I kind of do know why they put this guy in, but everybody wants them to do rules for Argyle Tau. Um, but in the meanwhile, we've got Hall Belloth, who was one of the captains who led the assault on Kalth. That went well. Uh, he was a Praetor in Artificer Armour with an Iron Halo. He has a Plasma Pistol, a Tainted Weapon, and a Mastercrafted Power Fist. He always gets the bloody-handed Warlord trait as standard, and he can use his Exhortation of Battle rule to increase all Word Bearers' units to Weapon Skill 5. Now, it'd be interesting to see if that gets changed to plus 1, because the Ashen Circle have gone up to Weapon Skill 5 standard. So, see, that might be worth an FAQ. Uh, He has a hexaglyphic ward. A little bit of war gear allows him to ignore the first wound suffered as the result of a failed save, which is always handy when someone chucks a D-weapon at you. Oh, yeah. I have taken him once, and it came up against a warhound. And that turbo laser destroyer did not kill him. (laughs) It was like, ha-ha. Oh, oh, I can imagine your opponent's face. Just the the rage. It wasn't Graham. Don't worry. Oh, fair enough. Then. Yeah, that sounds so disappointing, Chris. Um, <laughs> it wasn't Graham, I'm afraid. It was... Yeah. Uh, oh, what was his name? Um, was it Blood and Glory last year? I Not last actually, year, the year before. Okay, I'm going to argue the fact that if they rolled a six, you wouldn't be able to ignore that wound. Doesn't get a save. Because you don't get a save of no, any no, no. kind. It ignores the first wound. You as get a result. No, no. Always the result of a failed save. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. <laughs> and oh, you yeah. get no saves with that at all. Oh, fair enough. 
So even if you got hit with a Typhon, for example, you still wouldn't be able to ignore that because you're not going to get a save against that. You're in, and you're invulnerable. Mm. Save would work if you had invulnerable. Actually, that's nonsense. But yeah, yeah, he's got nine halo. Yeah, so his four plus would. So you would if he failed his four plus, he could ignore it. But destroyer weapons, stomps, you wouldn't be able to walk away from those. No, Mm. true. Yeah. On the six on a destroyer weapon, anything other than a six you could because you still get a save against it. No. Still kind of good though. Oh yeah, totally. So who's going to do the big guy? Oh, that comes down to me. Oh, that's handy. <coughs> Almost like we planned it. Um, <laughs> we didn't actually, but anyway, uh, Lorgar Aurelian in his bare bone forms, he's the cheapest of all Primarchs. He isn't a combat Primarch though, but instead he excels at buffing of the word bearers. So whilst he's on the table, word bearers get to use his leadership and any unit that can draw a line of sight to him gets plus one to charge distances, immunity to fear and plus one to combat resolution. Also, once per game, you can force him, uh, you can force a unit attacking him to reroll fives and sixes in both hit and wound rolls made against him. That was very handy when facing Chris and Sanguinius. Um mm. He can also re-roll all failed di- deny the witch rolls and is a mastery level two psyker who can take powers from divination, malefic demonology or telekinesis, but only makes successful psychic rolls on a five plus. But you can upgrade him to Lorgar Transfigured, makes him 75. It's, it's 75 points more, allows him to select, not roll for, select free powers from any combination of divination um, uh, telekinesis or malefic demonology and successfully manifest those powers on a free up and gets a free up deny the witch roll against any psychic powers cast by a level two or less psyker um and a four plus against anyone else with an equal or greater level to him so he's armed with an architect pistol frag grenades and he's also got the armor of the word which gives him a two plus armor save and a four plus invun save, which increases to three plus against witch fire, psychic empowered attacks and blows from force weapons. Ooh. And he's got a Luminarum, an AP2 power mall with mastercrafted and smash, which hits at strength eight and ignores any armor. Um, and it concusses anything that survives to, uh, that survives to initiative one, even other Primarchs. Yep. As, as I know. It's uh, quite a tasty weapon, that. Yeah. So yeah, that's he's a, he's a he's a cracking character. Well, yeah. If you give him that seventy five points, all that juice, psychic uh, phase nonsense. I I wouldn't take him without the uh without that upgrade. No. Wouldn't leave home without it. No. Absolutely. He's just no good without it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So he, he's. I, I like. I, I like Lorgar. I usually take him with demonology just because it's fun to summon demons. But as Graham has proven, um, he's fair. He's much better when taken with divination. Yeah. 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 Agreed. All his rerolls. Yeah. But selecting your powers is really good. Who's tidying up? Not me. Uh, Not me. Okay, so um, the, two, the two last bits. We haven't really gone into these because these are more in the demons list, but you can take as Lords of War, uh, Samus, and Callbacks up Utter Blight. Michael. Yep. Stop moving boxes. Oh, sorry. 
He loves a moving around of a box design, Michael. He does. He does. Yeah. I was doing get, they get Samus and they get... Yep. Uh, yeah, they get Samus and they get callbacks after Blight as well, yep. which is pretty useful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, and that's that's that. So um, quickly running to uh, Crap Models Guide. Okay. time for a crap modeler's guide the word bearers edition it's just michael on my own uh, me and chris meant to record this together but we forgot anyway so modeling for the word bearers now word bearers is one of the original traitor legions had access to the absolute best equipment in offer just before the heresy because horus arranged for them to get that so they're most often armored in mark IV uh power armor and tartarus um terminator armor but as with all legions all marks of armor will be present that happens to be what they majority are armoured in. They have access to vehicles of all marks, and most commonly they would have had Mars pattern vehicles where available, as they were the newest. Uh, the early corruption of the word bearers also opened up a lot of possibilities for modelling with pieces from the 40k Space Chaos Space Marine range, uh, with you easily being able to use Chaos Space Marine kits as they are um, for chapters of the word bearers much further down the, the, the dark path than others. Uh, Chaos Marine, uh, Space Marine Possessed can be used to make more variations of Gal Vorbach. The Dark Apostle makes an excellent chaplain. And the Sorcerer would look great as an Esoterist or Librarian. And the Master of Champion, uh, sorry, the Master of Executions and Aspiring Champion look like they would make good Centurions and Diabolists, perhaps even a Praetor. Uh, Forge World make a few parts for customizing your models, not a lot, but a few. They offer the uh, Mark IV shoulder pads, uh, the Mark IV upgrade pack heads, uh, lead and demios rhino doors, and transfer sheets. They used to do a lot more doors, but they don't anymore. Okay, so painting. Word bearers start out as grey in the Great Crusade, having been being repainted red just before the Battle of Calf with black shoulder pads and silver trim. There are various different colour schemes you can use, but the big difference is in the shade of the armour. Most her- heresy-era guys paint them using the fist and red as the base, while post-heresy guys tend to use corn red as the base. But both r- dark and medium red would have been used during the heresy, as well as metallic red too, which is easily done using a contrast paint. Now, not forgetting, you also now have access to Galvorback red and Wordbearers red for a darker specific scheme now that the Forge World paints were in the main range. One great way of showing the devotion to the Dark Gods is with Colchisian script, which you can easily add to the armour using thin lines of something like Pallid Witch Flesh. So, let's have a look at some painting guides. So the, the painting guide that, that, that was, that, that's been uh, put out a lot is the Burning of Prospero guide. Um, obviously out of print now, but the guide roughly is undercoat the model with Mephiston Red, base coat gold with Balthazar Gold, silver with a lead belcher, black with Baden Black. Shade recesses and silver with null Oil, gold with Agrax Surfshade. Uh, paint the edges of the armor with Evil Sun Scarlet, uh, those of the gun casing with Mechanica Standard Grey, and base coat the lenses with Corax White. Add a final highlight of Fire Dragon Red to the red armor, Runefang Steel, or Stormhose Silver these days, I suppose, uh, to the metallic areas, and then Administratum Grey to the gun casing, and glaze the lenses with Waywatcher Green, which is out of production, so uh, you'd have to replace that with, say, um, one of the contrast mediums or one of the clear plates. Uh, add Colchisian script using small lines of palette flesh. 
Um, for vehicles, my scheme for vehicles, this is my personal scheme for vehicles. I like this. Uh, is based on with Mistin Red. Recess the wash with Melm Oil. Dry brush with Astaroth Red or Evil Sun Scarlet if, you, if they've got that to hand. Lighter dry brush then with Rise of Rust. And then a very light dry brush with uh, Hexos Pale Sun. There are lots of uh, YouTube guides out there. Um, we're going to shove them into the show notes. Now, the first of those is the How to Paint Word Bearers Horus Heresy. That is a medium red paint scheme that was done by um, uh, Warhammer TV. Uh, we've got the Word, Word Bearers Power Armor uh, um, uh, a YouTube video. That is uh, from uh, uh, um, the Advent Calendar uh, back in 2015 with Duncan. Um, that's a medium red scheme. Then we've got a metallic red scheme, the Horus Heresy Word Bearers Armor Scheme. Uh, that is uh, a recent one um, with um, uh, uh, from from Warhammer TV that uses contrast paints, and that's with Duncan. Uh, not long before he left. Then we've got uh, Warhammer TV Tip of the Day. This again with Duncan. It's a, a darker red scheme. It's a it's a more of a forty k scheme, but easily used. You know, depending if that's what you want to do. Now there is an excellent speed painting word bearers uh, scheme from Pete the War. Well, from actually this one, the first one is from uh, Warhammer TV. Uh, this is uh, with Nick Baton and it's speed painting to that already standard word bearers. There is Pete the Wargamer's scheme. That was the next one. It's a medium red scheme, uh, heresy heresy era, um, and that is a very good um, tutorial there, which uh, which does a, a medium red scheme. Um, Peter Wordbearer also does a, a post-heresy scheme. Oh, this is a speed painting one, Wordbearers, using contrast paints and such. Um, and that is a, um, a darker red speed painting guide. A Prophetic Fish does an excellent guide as a medium red for the heresy. Um, it's very good. And if you are a member of the Duncan Rose Painting Academy, uh, which I don't know, a few people are, um, it's $3.99 a month, um, worth joining in my opinion. They also have a fairly decent 40k painting guide for... Um, for metallic dark red in the members area only and if you do want to go that a little bit further and name your characters there's an excellent word bearers name generator which is contained in psychic awakening book 2 faith and fury okay it's a 40k book but they were already chaotic and and, and, and corrupted before the heresy so it works okay so now we'll go on into our list challenge Okay, so these guys are now going to throw word bearers lists at me, and, <laughs> quite um, literally, and uh, see uh, see what I like. So um, I'm going to ask Rob to go first. Uh, have you sent me these lists, by the way, so I can actually look at them? I'm just about to now. Oh, just I about to now. Uh, I just did mine on pen and paper. I'm afraid. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll have to remember it. Ugh, can you send me it tomorrow though? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm putting it in the show notes. Yes. Okay, right. Right, so I've never... Can we, can, before we get into this, shall we just go through the, the list challenge scores? Uh, yeah, the scores on the doors so far. Now, Rob hasn't got any scores because he hasn't he hasn't actually, um, you know, he's obviously late to the, to the show. Uh, I'm a recent visitor. <laughs> recent, you've visited there. Um, Graham, you've currently got two uh, for fun to play against slash with. Zero in battlefield effectiveness zero for cost 
So that gives you a total of two points so far. Chris has one for fun to play against slash with, three for battlefield effectiveness, and one for cost. I consider these votes. If you look at, I've been back through the various episodes and consider Chris's voting pattern to be suspect. (laughs) Uh, What do you mean? I mean that you will never vote. I can't vote for myself. (laughs) No, he doesn't vote for himself. Myself, on the other hand, has zero in fun to play against slash with, zero in battlefield effectiveness, and two in terms of cost. So I'm on two points. So me and Graham are back on two and. and Chris is running ahead with five. So come on there. Let's see who. Let's see if you guys can uh, can uh, uh, challenge Chris now. Right, Eo. Let me just look up one more thing on the internet. I do think that the battlefield, the fun to play with and against, is <laughs> not just fun. <laughs> well, I've still got one of those votes. So there you go. Yeah. From a yeah. man who hides behind the Aegis defense line for five and a half turns, yeah. he just the com- the concept of it just doesn't com- doesn't compute, does it? Okay. I just want to point out that you know that people like to imply that I only play in one way, but I do have more than one army. It plays in different styles, unlike certain people, not a million miles away. Wait, go on. Your yeah, soul auxilia right. and um and um militia, they've got a lot of tanks in them, haven't they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they've got so they got a just defense line, haven't they? They totally have. Yeah. yeah. Same as Ryan Warriors. Yeah. So, so wait a minute, you're. <laughs> To be yeah. fair, he does have... Uh, sure, does Custodes have and... Yeah, exactly. Does have yeah, I think he's a great... I engage and, my opponent. I just didn't sit at the back and shoot him. And... And... Why are you talking, I make it a two-player game. What are you talking about now, you flipping... Two-player game. What not? Anyway, um, how... Uh, are you okay to go, Rob, or...? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just letting the Brothers Mills just work out their uh, familial differences. It's never going to happen. So, right. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, word bearers. 3,000 points. Hopefully Mike's taking notes. Um, for Right of War, I chose the Skyhunter Phalanx. Oh. So that's the jet bike one. Um, so special rules for this. <coughs> Legion jet bike Skyhunter squadrons may be tra- taken as troops choices. And jet bikes, including those taken as mounts by independent characters, may leave the table in their own movement phase and be placed into ongoing reserves. They then re-enter play using outflank. Okay, so, yeah. so you're only allowed skimmers or flyers. All infantry units have to be deployed in a flyer with enough capacity to carry them. And other than infantry in trans- flying transports, the only unit types that can be taken are jet bikes. No fortifications, no allied detachments. Is someone playing guitar in the background now? It does sound no. like it. <laughs> I was unscrewing something. All right, okay. Okay. So go on, shoot then, Rob. What you so got? So we've got, uh, we're starting with a Praetor. Praetor mm-hmm. on a scimitar jet bike. Yep. With an iron halo, a paragon blade, digital lasers, and melter bombs. Ooh. He has a, uh, an evil little friend in a Legion chaplain, mandatory mm-hmm. choice, also on a scimitar jet bike, with artificer armor, refractor field, and melter bombs. And then I thought I'd go a little bit off-piste, I suppose. Because um, even the word-bearers must realise that you can't trust demons. You'd think. You'd, you'd think they'd learn that before anybody else, but hey-ho. Um, so we've got a Primus Nullificator console. Ah. From Book 8, who comes with Cataphractic Terminator armour. 
and he has a grenade harness and a toxiferin flamer. He makes nullificators, he removes the 0 to 1 unit limit, and he makes them troops. So, so moving into troops, I have a unit of 7 legion nullificators. The sergeant has a thunder hammer, a grenade harness. There are three power fists in the unit, and all seven have toxiferin flamers. There is another unit of eight legion nullificators, with four power fists, one on the one on the sergeant. All eight of them have toxiferin flamers, and there are two grenade harnesses. Then I have two identical units of seven Jetbike Skyhunters with melter bombs and two multi-melters. And then in heavy support, I have two Charybdis Assault Claws because they get the they get the nullificators in. Fair enough. What do nullificators do again? They're like they're, anti-psyker. Yeah, they do a number on psychers and demons. Okay. Do you mean to fight the Toxifern Flamers? Toxifern Flamers, I've got it to hand. They are, he says, Strength 4, AP 5, Assault 1, Poison 3 plus, Tainted. So any successful model dealt with, any successful wound dealt by a weapon with this special rule removes the effects of any psychic blessing which is active on the target unit. In addition, an eater wound roll of a 6 with this weapon is resolved at AP2. Okay, not too bad. Not on mass. No. Um, so in fast attack, I have eight seekers. The sergeant has artificer armor and melter bombs, and all eight of them have combi melters, and they are in an anvilus pattern dreadclaw drop pod. And that is 3,000 points exactly, and all the units total up to eight individuals. For the eight no, points, nice. eight points of the Star Big of Chaos. Star. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Okay, it's different. So the th- the theory is you've got two Charybdises full of terminate of cataphractic terminators that can come down and sit somewhere and say, "Come and shift us," and they're scoring as well. Then you've got two units of eight jet bikes with a character in each to to help them flittering about multi-melter oh, and stuff yeah uh, you've got melter bombs in there so they're highly mobile so they can just be a pain and you've got the uh, that sort of super original alpha strike in melter seekers coming down in an ambulance okay all right <clears throat> none of the They've only got they've got the shock malls, haven't they, Richard? A P four? Yeah, plus two strength AP four. So they're all strength six, they're gonna be forcing you to take lots of saves even if they are only AP four. Okay. Uh all right, what about uh, what about you, uh, Chris? Right, here we go. Sorry, I closed down Palace Club because something else quickly bring up on WhatsApp. So I haven't taken a right of war as per my usual uh, classic choice, but I have taken the onslaught uh, force org. Oh, we never had that. I, I thought we'll go, we'll go different. We'll go onslaught. 
Yeah, we've never had so, one slot. Uh, HQ, I have a Chaplain, Artificer Armor, Burning Law, Jump Pack, Power Axe, Power Fist, the Liber Magra Venificarum, which is a bit of Sci Arcana, which I can tell you what it does if you like. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. It says the Liber Magra. Yeah, so. Any traitor allegiance independent character, which is not a psychic demon or demon of the runestorm, may take the Libra Magra Venificarum for 25 points. The Libra Magna grants the bearer one level of psychic mastery, but they are granted only the incursion malefic demonology power, and that means I can summon brutes. Demon brutes. Ooh. Ouch. That's all you can summon. That's all I can summon all day long. Okay. A psychic mastery level out of it. Nice. Uh, Diabolist, Artificer Armor, Burning Wall, <coughs> Melt Pot, Tainted Weapon. Sorry, mate. Which which character's got that? Diabolist. The, the Chaplain. The Chaplain, not the Diabolist. Right, okay. Because oh, no, yeah. you can't be a psycho taker. Sure. So you'd be periling on doubles, wouldn't you, with him? Because he's not a demon. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so a Diabolist, Artificer Armor, Burning Law, Melt Bombs. Uh, it doesn't have a jump pack. Tainted Weapon. And a power axe. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, elites. Uh, two apothecaries. Art, uh, power armor uh, and power sword each. Uh, nine galvorback. Uh, power fist on the dark martyr. And a melter gun. Mm-hmm. Two, nice. uh, sorry, one 14 man assault squad. With uh, one power axe and one 13 man assault squad with one power axe. A javelin with multi motor lads. Okay. Both the assault squads have got multi bombs as well. Nice. Two medusas. Ooh. For one for Graham there. Uh, a cord just assault core for the uh, Diabolist and the Galvor back to roll in. Mm-hmm. And then my Lords of War, Corbax, Utter Blight, Demon Prince of the Rune Storm, Samus, Demon <laughs> Prince. Of the uh, you, oh, you you you, oh. you played to the crowd there with Corbax, Utter Blight. I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I saw a both of them, and they fit under the seventy four seven hundred and fifty points. A pair of them, yeah. For that's, the, that's interesting. I was like, yeah, done. But you're going, but you're going. Second. That's I get the fruit. I'm going second, but it's a Cormax, Charybdis, uh, Samus. They're all deep strike, so I'm not really too worried. Anything to manipulate reserve rolls in there? Oh, so can make, uh, nothing to help me. It's ah. pretty useful, insofar as uh, he can minus one to your opponents. Um. Reserve rolls. Gotcha. Sorry. Give me two seconds. I'll go through his. Hmm. That is a pickle, isn't it? (laughs) That's one way to describe it. I've got to wait to see yours now. Okay. So so Samus quickly just what he does. Um. So he has the slaughtering blade. So he is a monstrous creature. So it was. Oh, yep. I can't. I can't I think we lost Chris. Yeah, I think we have lost Chris. 
while we're waiting for Chris to come back, shall we go through your list, Graham? Yes, let's do that. Okay. Um, so I've gone with uh, Right of War, but I've gone with the uh, what's the I can't remember what's called now. Um, this uh, is sacrificial offering, is what I've gone for. Oh, oh, yeah. So uh, I didn't want to use demons because I thought everyone was going to use demons, and I thought I'd do something different. So um, I kind of figured that the word bearers have got you know close ties with um, militia forces, and they uh, they're also pretty much disposable as far as they're concerned. So I quite like that concept. So um, I tried to do an, an army list that reflected that. So this is what I've got. So I have at my HQ. I've got uh, Erebus, everybody's favourite um, <laughs> enemy. Ooh. Yeah, I mean he's he's not great, but you know what? He's he's got character. He'll give people something to think about. Um, so he's for sure. your, he's so he's your chaplain. Yep, totally. Um, and master of the legion. Yep. Yeah. So that's those two bits done. I've got a navigator to accompany him because I thought it'd be quite cool to have some sort of little, you know, um, priest or something hanging around with him. And the navigator is quite cool for that. Yeah, I can, some, I can, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got a Legion champion. I don't think I can take uh, from a third HQ choice. Um, or is it, I wasn't quite sure whether you could take other, other console types. Uh, you need to take a chaplain or a um or a plain bare bones console. Uh, sorry, ch- ch- centurion. Oh, centurion. Oh, sorry. Uh, beg your pardon. Yeah. But Erebus counts as chaplain. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I've got a legion champion to accompany them. So I figured he'd be Erebus's like bodyguard. So, so under this assumption, the legion champion is the um is the first um the first uh compulsory HQ, and Erebus is the second. Counting to the chaplain. Yeah. But he's, I'm assuming he's the warlord as well. Yeah, er- Erebus is the warlord as well. Yeah, I think that works. Yeah. And like I said, the navigator is just there to because he's got some quite cool powers, the navigator. And I thought it'd be quite cool thematically to have him tagging along. So Erebus, the Asian champion, has got a Paragon Blade, Refractor Field, um, all of the usual stuff, um, Melter Bomb, uh, Artist for Armor. And uh, he's, like I said, he's Erebus's bodyguard. And then in my elite section, I've gone for 10 Galvorback oh. and the, the Dark Martyr. So I've got a Melter Gun and a Power Weapon for the two weapon upgrades. And the Dark Martyr has got Otis for Armor and a Power Fist for that Strength 10 thing. Um, I've then gone for the slightly useless, but um, the Gal Tainted, the Mahara Gal Tainted Dreadnought. Yep. I really like this guy. 300 points for sure. I've given him two power claws because his weapon skill is pretty rubbish. His blizzard skill is pretty rubbish um, rather than using the plasma cannon. And bear in mind, all of this stuff will be outflanking as part of the um, uh, right of war. So with the right of war, you deploy your allies on the board. They have to have a fortification. And all of the Legion of Starty stuff has to come in via outflank and reserve. So I figured that the... Um, Dreadnought normally would probably die really quickly and horribly because it's 300 points. People are going to want to shoot it to bits quickly. But if he's out flanking, he can come in and cause all sorts of bother. So that was the plan. So again, for my troop choices, I've gone for two assault squads, 10-man assault squads, power fists on the sergeant of Artis Um And they've got, you know, just fully kitted out for close combat. So I've got two of those, all with jump packs. 
Um, then I've got tactical support squad with um, melter guns, so five man melter guns in a rhino. Again, all this stuff will be out flanking. And from heavy support, I've gone for a Punisher, Scare and Punisher, for a bit of variety, um, figuring that it's, it's close range, or it's shorter range, won't be a problem because it's going to be out flanking. And a Spartan in heavy support choice um, to put the Galvor back, um, Erebus and his um, bodyguard and Gimp Navigator with. Yeah. Um, the Spartan's got all the usual tricks, Ceramite, Days of Blade, Flare Shield, and I've given it Laser Destroyer arrays rather than last cannons just in case there's any real tough armor to crack as it comes on and fortification obviously by default the um, <laughs> defense line um, but rather than the ammo dump i'm giving it a comms relay because obviously if everything's coming in by uh, uh, outflanking it's coming in via reserve rolls so um, you need something to manipulate those reserve rolls otherwise your allies are going to be really screwed and then from our ally section I've got uh, cults and militia renegade list. So I've got from a HQ, I've got a cult demagogue and he's got Charnable Saber, which is not a bad five point upgrade. Basically six is a rending um, and it gives him plus one to his initiative in a challenge and uh, needle pistol, which is quite good. Sixes, I think, are rending on that as well. And it's got poison four plus. So not bad, but a 10 point upgrade for both of those. So that's good. I've given him a cyber familiar. Um, and an iron halo so basically he's got a three plus in one and i haven't given him any armor just the in one uh digital lasers for the extra attack um and melter bombs as well mm-hmm. and for his muster of the worlds i've given him the cult horde and tainted flesh um upgrades if you like so that basically means i'll just read these out very quickly so um all elementary units in this with the cult horde provenance so everything gets zealot so that means they're fearless and they've got hatred and uh, they must always charge an enemy if they're able to and they may even charge if they had fired the weapons but everything they shoot is with snapshots so anything with a provenance does have zealot so it's fearless for want of a better word um but it does have to charge the enemy if it can mm. okay so and the tainted flesh which is another cool one um everything gets the fear special rule and feel the pain six plus and their close combat attacks against all their close combat attacks gain the rending special rule. Um, however, compulsory troop choices must be inducted levy and inducted levy squads, and they may not have more infantry units, um, excepting HQ choices other than inducted levy squads in total. So yeah, uh, so basically you have to have the same number of infantry units, excluding HQ, that you do as inducted levy squads. So that's fine. Um, so basically. I've then got two squads, I think. Yeah, two squads of um, inducted levies. So these are big 20-man squads. So these guys are going to be fearless. Six plus fear and a pain. And they're going to have rending on their attacks. I've given them, haven't given them any shooting weapons. just given them close combat weapons for extra attacks. So they have 40 um, attacks base on the charge. That would be six, uh, another... Another 20, 60 attacks, basically. Okay, fair enough. They're all at strength three and if three and stuff, but they're, they're rending um, and they do cause fear, which is cool. And then uh, in my elite squad, to give my um, HQ guy a bit of support, I've got from a, a sort of Ogryn squad with boarding shields. Um, so they're basically there to sort of keep the HQ demagogue alive. And then my heavy support choices, I've gone for uh, an ordnance battery. So two... Um, Medusa 
uh, uh, ordnance battery carriages. So we'll see these aren't tanks. These are the kind of uh, actual sort of towed gun versions. Um, and that's it. So the idea is that uh, you have to deploy all of the um, ally section on the board. So I'd have 40 inducted levies, the HQ choice, the, the Ogrins and the Medusas on the table on turn one. And then everything else would come in on turn two via um, reserve rolls, which I've got something to manipulate. Nice. Um, and then basically it's the Galvor back going in, smashing stuff to bits, the Spartan turning up, the Punisher coming in to shred anything. Um, you know, it's just all hell would break loose in their back lines from turn two onwards, hopefully. So there you go. That's that. OK, um, we do have Chris back now. Cool. Hello. Hopefully for the next 30 seconds. OK, um, right. OK, so um, I've got to decide what... Um, I've got to cite some stuff here. So, um, right, having listened to all those lists, um, I've got to say, Rob, your one has thrown me somewhat because that is, it's not really a list I would expect from the um, from 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 the word bearers. Um, oh, it's a hard one because it's a really hard one because you've all brought lists that I think would be quite interesting to play. Um, Chris has played to the crowd, though. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're two demon princes, especially Corbrack's upper blight. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. not, okay, uh, it, it, it was a couple of things. A, <laughs> I saw I could take them, and I thought, that would be amazing. The fact that you happen to have a, a, an affinity with Corbrack's upper blight is by the by. Of course it is. They are, he, is um, an awesome, he is an awesome thing to put on the table. It, 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 Regardless of whether you've, you know, for what fun, you think, he is great at doing a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> Same know, I'm with gonna, I'm going to be honest. In terms of fun to play, I think it's going to come down to mm, ah. What I think Graham's done here is put a seed of doubt in your mind that, quite frankly, is appalling. <laughs> what are you, what no, are I'm, you talking I'm really about? Genuinely str- I'm really genuinely struggling here to think of. What would, be, list, what would be the fun to play really and against and with? Uh, uh, and if I may, Rob's yeah. list, does not. Does it contain anything specific to word bearers? No, nope. no. And that's why I'm kind of edging away Ro- from Rob's list. But rookie error. Sounds, sounds like it will be fun. <laughs> It oh sounds... yeah, because when you think word bearers, you think defense lines and Medusa. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just... <laughs> it sounds I have like the Galvor back in there. It, it sounds like it and will be Arabs. fun to play. <laughs> Rob, Rob's list sounds like it will be fun to play, but it doesn't feel like a word bearers list. I'm not having to go here, Rob, but it just it doesn't say. <laughs> the, the thing is, see, Graham goes, "I've got these characters in there." He only puts in Legion specific characters. To cover up the fact that it's basically an Iron Warriors army. Will you shut your noise? For goodness sake, I put the Legion characters against the Legion. For goodness exactly. sake. Yeah. I've exactly. already justified that the sacrificial offering is perfectly in theme with. Sac- Sorry, I wasn't here for that point. I do apologize. Okay. His list is a sacrificial offering list, which it, it does fit. It does fit the theme oh, okay. of the Fair word Eris more. I'm going to be honest, I'm going to go with Graham on Fun to Play with. <sighs> again because it's it is a very it's a very 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 fluffy list 
You can and, have fun chewing through 40 inducted Levi. I mean, that's yeah. always fun. They die really quickly. They've got no, they've got six plus armor save, for goodness sake. It's just, it's, you don't, I, I don't see sacrificial often, uh, offering very often. I wish I saw it more. And this is an actual, this is actually fits word bearers fluff really well. And in a fun way. Um, battlefield effect in this, obviously, this is going to be an interesting one. I think mm, Rob's is. Yeah. Don't know about Rob's though, because again, it's an interesting list. It's got some units that could do something, but are they going to do something against traitor? Uh, sorry, against loyalist armies. It's an interesting one. What's the Toxiferum Flamer do again? Poison three plus anything on a six. It's AP two. Hmm. Uh, it removes blessings. And it's a it's a flamer template, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they've got power balls, so they're AP four. Yeah, they good. are strength six. But. On bikes as well, aren't they? Are they not? No, they're, they're they're in Terminator armor. Okay. There, are, there is a jet bike squad. Was it eight man jet bike squad? Um, two, there's two sevens each yeah. character. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and multi melters. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tough. They're tough. Um, Chris's is feels tough. like it's it's tough. But and again, this is where you two are gonna you're, you're all gonna have a go at me and say you don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Chris it's is, your choice. Chris is doesn't seem focused. Oh, okay. Sorry, what? Chris is <laughs> doesn't seem that focused because he's got he's got the reducers in there and they're kind yeah. of what are they doing there? They're, they're they're very different to everything else. Yeah, because you need some armored some artillery support. I'm, I'm constantly reminded why people. That's yeah, why. but it doesn't fit your... The, the two assault squads... Oh, did I mention the Ashen Circle? Yeah. The two assault squads, the Ashen Circle. Yeah, the I mean, you've got back, that. It's the, just, two greater, the two monstrous creatures. The Medusa... Master level, two the, each. The Medusa... Psychic the, powers. The, and the Charybdis, yeah. The, the, two, the two Medusas stick out like a sore thumb. But I still think they're pretty good, and they're going to do something. Um, Graham's, I think, is going to get blown off the board. Um, those inducted levies aren't going to last very long at all. They are fearless, and they're they behind a defence line. But yeah, they won't yeah. last as well as. Um, so I think, in terms of battlefield effectiveness, and this is simply because I don't think Robs um, are going to are going to come across lists they're going to excel against because um, Robs list is is very much built to take down traitors. It is, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> It's all right, Mark uh, Frost will be calling me out after re- after listening to this. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have to go with Chris on this one. Yes. Very good. I, I would say that, that those Medusas stick out like a sore thumb to me, but the rest of it fits quite nicely. That's what happens when I listen to Graham, you see. That's two, what happens when I listen to Graham. It's, two, the, it's the two, um, it's the two, those two, um, the two demon princes are going to. So do, would, would this be it? like mainly deep striking in, Chris? Yeah, it would be great. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, because I like to engage with my opponent, you see, you're going to have yeah. very, you're going to have very little on the board. You're, you're going to have very little on the board turn one because, of course, you are. Right. Um, well, because um, turn you're going second, so yeah. what's what's on the board is going to get absolutely rinsed. Yeah. Dude, what is actually what is actually on the board on, with before the start of your turn? Assault squads, javelins, uh, sorry, two assault squads, uh, chaplain, 
Javelin, Ashen Circle, and two. Uh, oh, the, the Ashen Duke. Circle are starting on the board. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. The only no, thing no. that's deep striking is the demons because Samus has to, and callbacks have to play because it's cool, <coughs> and the Charybdis with the gavel back. Yeah. Okay. No, I I can see that. It's cool. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. In terms of cost, come at me then. Mm-hmm. Nine hundred seventy-five pounds. No, I'm well over that. I think I'm about just shy of twelve hundred. Rob. I think uh, your list might beat this one. I think you might get this one. Yeah, m- no, mine's more expensive because of how I've built the um, nullificators. Remember, we're not taking weapons here. Weapons packs don't count. No, I've bought four packs of Grave Wardens and four packs of Pyroclasts. Oh, my uh, God. So, um, okay, fair enough. My thinking my thinking was the Pyroclast torsos can be used on the jet bikes. The legs can be used to do the seekers um so yeah um i've come out at 1238 pounds um but you would only need to buy 1150 pounds worth of the new gift vouchers with the extra five pounds off um uh, to be able to afford it all so you know uh, chris gets this one. Oh, what a surprise okay chris gets this one. okay, okay. Done it already. Done it already. <coughs> I thought it would come up really expensive with um, callbacks and tags in it. Really, up didn't. a lot of points. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they are the full 750 points you can have in Lord of Wars. All right then. So uh, what we'll do now is um, we'll run into events. Uh, we'll mention what's going on, and then we'll uh, we'll go into the close. So there you go. Thanks, gents. Well played. Well played. Indeed, well played, gents. <laughs> Hi, Michael, just on my own again, and I'm going to quickly run through uh, upcoming events, although... Given the current situation and crisis, um, these are very, very, very fluid as to whether they're going to happen or not. But we'll give you what's what's out there right now. So 16th of May, we have Reactor Meltdown. That's in Entoyment Wargaming in Pooh. That's an Adeptus Titanicus event. 6th of June is the Death Rose of Tyrannus Mararag. Part 2, that's a Common Ground Games in Sterling. 2nd of August, a firefight at Eastleigh. That's a Centurion event. 30th of August, Burning of Prospero. This is a Book 7 themed list only. That's at West Furrock, and it's from uh, the Mournaval podcast. Uh, then 5th of September, we've got the Scarring of Alsfa. Uh, that is uh, Southampton. That's a doubles event. Uh, that is uh, what a Pete. Uh, Pete's event uh, for his uh, 30k frontier. 18th of September, Company of Legends 2020 in Durham. 26th of September, The Purging of Delta Garmin 4 in Eastleigh. 9th of October is Blood and Glory in Nottingham. Tickets for that aren't on sale yet um, because they're waiting to see what the resolution with the um, situation going on is. 24th of October is the Company of Legends 2020 in Durham at the rescheduled March event. 24th of October is the Scarring of Alsfa, uh, Southampton. That's another doubles event, the uh, the uh, 30k, second 30k Frontier event of the year. Uh, 
Uh, 1st of November is Decimation in Eastleigh. That is rescheduled from eight, earlier this month. Uh, and that is a doubles event. Chris and Graham, I believe, are still going to that one. And 21st of November is the Fall of Damokan, a Boards and Swords Hobbies in Derby. That is Imperial, Militia, and Solar Auxilia only. No Legions, no Demons, no Custodies, no Mechanic, anything like that. So it should be quite cool. Uh, other events, and by the time this show comes out, it'll have already happened, is the Warhammer Online Preview Seminar on Saturday at 2pm. And that's it, so we'll go into the close. And that's it. So thank you very much for joining us uh, this month. Um, if you have enjoyed the show, and we do hope you have, um, please do leave us some reviews on iTunes or follow us on Facebook. Give us a little like there. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all the links are in the show notes for doing that. Um, it'd be great if you could give us a like. It really would. Um, just because apparently, um, you know, just let us know that what we're doing is right and that you enjoy what we're doing if you see what I mean so very good um, if you do want to get in touch with the show and we're always really grateful to get any feedback good or bad um, you can either post it on our Facebook wall or send a message to uh, the uh, Edge of Empires Facebook page account or you can email us at therush at edgeofempire.co.uk um, if you would like to help the, the show out um, we do have an affiliate link with Audible so you can sign up and get your Horus Heresy audiobooks through them with a month's free trial. And after that, it's a mere £7.99 a month for a single audiobook. And all the Black Library books are on there. So great stuff. Um, if you want to take it a bit further, um, you can also become a patron of the show, which we'll be very grateful for. Um, and all we really ask for that is if you just pop a couple of dollars in the tip jar. Um basically the price of a cup of coffee if you feel the show has been worth that just um send us a, a couple of dollars that'd be awesome and that helps to keep the show running and pay for all the multitude of expenses that we have to live with on a, on a monthly basis so that would be great i'd be really grateful for that um and finally uh, you can also help us out by going through the advert on our website to purchase your wargaming tiles through element games and we have element crystal codes which means that you get double crystals and we get normal crystals if you buy something, I think. And we put these in the show notes, but, you know, for those who are interested, Chris's is CHR211, mine is GRA2794, Michael's is MIC440, and Rob's is Rob6, R-O-B, sorry, 676. And that's it. So it just leaves us to say next month, not quite sure what we're doing yet, but it's going to be awesome. And to say uh, a very well said good night from myself, Graham. And good night from who else is going to say good night? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I will. Yeah, good night. Yeah. I'm going to say good morning because it's 25 to 1. What time oh. are you up tomorrow morning for work? Uh, I'm not, but I have a four year old, so I'm up uh, at 7 o'clock. Hey. We, we do have one more bit of business. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. We do. I forgot about this. So, yeah, as you may have realised that, that Robbing Esquire has been joining us for the last two months on a probationary basis. And in that time, we have been putting him under the harshest of scrutiny 
Um, but uh, if he's willing to accept, and this sounds like a proposal sort of thing that you'd get at a baseball game, uh, Rob, would you would you be would you take our hand in podcast <laughs> <laughs> matrimony and uh, join us full time on the show? I do. You do. Oh, it's so romantic. That's good. That's just what we wanted. I'll, I'll put the venue. Everybody, every, everybody loves a happy ending. As long as the listeners, are, <laughs> as long as, as long as the listeners are all right with that. I think they're fine. So anyway, yeah. Edge of Empires expanding more content, more people. It would be an honest effort. We, we shall get more stuff out this week. There'll be a drag claw dropping before this episode with with Graham and um, Bill from the Las Vegas Open. Oh, I thought we were going to put it in the episode. I forgot about that. No, no, I'll put that out tomorrow um, or Saturday. Um, And hopefully I'll get some more stuff done. The only reason I haven't is because obviously I was ill with COVID. No worries. All good. Anyway. So good night, folks. Have a lovely night. We'll speak to you soon. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.